here's to the crazy ones, the misfits, the rebels, the troublemakers, the round pegs in the square holes, the ones who see things differently. They're not fond of rules, and they have no respect for the status quo. You can quote them, disagree with them, glorify or vilify them. About the only thing you can't do is ignore them, because they change things. They push the human race forward. While some may see them as the crazy ones, we see genius. Because the people who are crazy enough to think they can change the world are the ones who do. Hey guys, welcome to the show. I'm Will. Norm, you're here. I'm Norm. Gary's here. Hi. You're wearing a plaid shirt today, Gary. I am. Brad's here. How are you doing, Brad? Why'd you have to go and do that? I'm sorry. Everybody's a little misty-eyed here now. Man. You know... Richard Dreyfus did a good job with that commercial. That was the first one I remember seeing. That was like, wow, that is a, that is that is that was a great campaign. That is something different, right? What what era is that? Ninety seven. Okay, it's, so it's from it's, it's from when Jobs came back. It's the first one from when Jobs came back. But that was that was Jobs reading the commercial, yeah, which but, never aired. That was him doing it himself, right? And I guess now it's resurfaced. Yeah, exactly. Who did the actual voice? Richard uh, Dreyfus. Okay. But I kind of—I mean, maybe it's just sentimentality we're talking right now. But I preferred the Jobs version. I like the Jobs version. It's just, in, a lot. It's just inherently more authentic to hear it coming directly from him. Completely, you know? completely agree. Completely agree. You know what I realized I did? I didn't start the Garage Band, so I'm gonna have to pull the first bit of audio from Justin TV stream in a little bit. It's okay. Really? Yeah. <sighs> I stopped. Started. Re- stopped really? recording the Garage Band. I didn't start it. I started everything else, and I didn't start that. Just do I, it all over. It'll do you be fun, t- dude. There are no do-overs. You can't recapture no, you that. Can't, you yeah. can't oh do it over. Goodness. It's too late. Well, I can't believe. You I know. I, I, I meant, so you're gonna have to like Frankenstein something together uh, now. It's, it's gonna take me three hours to edit this podcast together now. But so the big news this week is clearly you know Steve Jobs, age 56, died yesterday uh, after a really long battle with pancreatic cancer. So. I, I, you know, I meant to look when we were starting this up, and I forgot. Maybe Norm can can do some fact checking for us. But I think he was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer in two thousand three, right? Isn't that when when that came out? I think it was oh four that they announced it, but maybe it was yeah. Maybe, maybe so, he found out earlier. I mean, basically, it was eight or eight or nine years ago, seven 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 to eight years ago. Diagnosed in oh four, apparently oh four. Um, and I mean, your girlfriend works in a cancer ward. Yeah. Pancreatic cancer is a really bad thing. It is the worst. Yeah. It, I it mean, is the I, least survivable of all cancers. The, I, I had a relative die of pancreatic cancer and literally he went to the doctor feeling bad and three months later was dead. Right. Um, and he, he did have a, a rarer form. That's true. Um, rare in the way that it was. He actually had a more treatable form. Oh, it, was, yeah. it is. Yeah. Jobs I mean, did. the, the yeah. prognosis was slightly better, but not good. Right. So, so I mean, it, part of it is that. Part of the thing we should be thinking about today is that had Steve Jobs died in 2004, you know, where would we – what would have happened? Where would – I mean that was three years before the iPhone came out, six years before the iPad came out. I don't think we need to think about that. I, I, I mean, that, but that's part of that's part that's of the part thing. of the way you would measure the contribution. Yeah, is that is that is he, to imagine the, the it's a wonderful life version of the world without him, right? Well, kind of, but I mean, part of it is that he he looked at, hey, I have a death sentence. And spent the last seven, eight years of his life doing the most that he could to do what he thought was going to make the world better. Or you think, you think make he, I mean, I, I don't, you know, change, I, I don't think he changed anything. I don't think his behavior. You don't think so? I, I don't think you so. don't think that changes the way you behave? 
I, I think he was pretty optimistic. Actually, I actually read a quote last night from an early Apple employee. I wish I could remember who it was who said that uh, he had early on had expressed the viewpoint that he thought he would be dead by 40. And, when he was a youth. Yeah. yeah. And, and that, that that lent an urgency to everything he did. He he always felt the need to get things done quickly. Well, it was part of the whole Earth Catalog thing, too. You know, the stay hungry, stay silly, or stay foolish. Foolish. Yeah. Um, so I don't want to dwell on this too terribly long. But, I, I mean, I think the thing to do none, – none of us actually got to meet Steve, right? I did. Oh, you did? Yeah, just, just one time. Do you want to yeah. tell the story? Uh, there's not much of a story to tell around the – many years ago around the time of the Mac G3 mm-hmm. launch. Remember the G3, yeah, the first yeah. kind of candy-colored Macs? Um, Steve, they, they did a series of press events at Cupertino and uh, myself and a bunch of other journalists from what at the time was Imagine Media got to go and sit in a round table um, around uh, – you know at, at, at the Apple campus with Steve and I got to meet him briefly ask him a couple of questions and were you, you weren't a mac guy at that point really were you no i was on pc gamer and, pa- and part of it was like at the time um they were making another push towards we're going to take games seriously that time now, th- that had already become a little bit of a joke and i was kind of there to kind of ask him a couple of questions about how seriously are you taking games that was when carmack was doing quake 3 and all that stuff on yeah the mac, yeah right? and i i honestly don't really remember it that that well it was all it was all kind of a blur and it felt like it was all over very quickly um, I don't have like a, a, a cute anecdote or a cool story about how awesome he was the way that, that many other people do right now. Um, but, you know, ironically, even though we were saying, oh, games, you know, they're never going to make a dent there. They, they ended up doing it in a pretty significant way, even that. Kind of an end now, around way, though. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they're, they're, they're now changing the games landscape as well. Uh, so the I never got to meet Steve. I, I I bumped into him after a keynote once and just said, "Hey, thanks for keeping the screws on Microsoft, right?" Because this was in the dark days of XP when security was bad and like the the one ray of hope in the Microsoft lands in the in the OS landscape was that OS ten was this thing that was actually really improving at an incredible pace and was was forcing Microsoft to make good decisions on on OSs. Uh, and then of course Vista came out and it all went really downhill, but. But the first time I went to see an Apple keynote was for, I think, an iPod event probably. I think it was the time they announced the iPod mini. But I can't – it may have been the Nano. I can't remember. I'd never been to one of those before and I'd been to tons of other like you know tech keynotes and seen you know, Bill Gates and Balmer and, and uh, uh, Michael, Michael Dell present stuff. And going into this Apple thing and I think it was in um, – I think this one was in – uh, Yerba Buena, but I, I can't I, – I, I, the whole thing is real hazy. Uh, it was a long time ago. The energy that came out of that was unlike anything I'd ever seen. It was it was like literally like watching a rock star come up and talk to you or, or – you know, there was such an incredible charisma and enthusiasm for the stuff that he was doing. Uh, and, and salesmanship. It, that was the amazing thing. It was, it was literally I, – I, obviously, I never saw P.T. Barnum. But it was – whenever people describe a circus-esque, you know, Barnum-esque atmosphere, this Apple keynote was what I, what I thought of after that. Um, and it, it was unlike anything I'd ever seen at that point. Uh, and at that point, you know, I kind of walked out and thinking, wow, that was some incredible hype. But uh, but then the products kept getting better and, and got to the point that instead of just making it possible to carry, you know, your whole CD collection in your pocket – they actually did change the world. So I remember the first time someone gave me an iPod. Uh-huh. It was a first gen iPod, mm-hmm. and you know it really was one of those kind of caveman around the monolith type moments where you know I had had a did lot you of shake it. I did. First thing I did was try to <laughs> shake it and try to make the music skip, and 
I mean, every you know the people that like to point out, yes, there are MP3 players before it. Um, there were, yes, yes, there were, but there's a, there's a, there's a reason why none of them exploded the way the iPod did. There were MP3 players that sounded better, that were easier to put stuff on. There were, you know, all they were there was there were products here and there that were better in every way. Yeah, yeah. well, Except, not every way. Well, no, no, but singly, like this one was easier to put music on, yes. and one had a better DAC, so it sounded a little bit better. Right, and one was better supported on Windows, and but when you kind of took it all together and combined the fact that it had this enormous hard drive. I mean, because that was the that well, there, 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 there were two there were players that were better. It was iTunes. It was expensive. iTunes wasn't no. It, it was, was it was two key things initially. I think one was the click wheel. People were just blown yeah. away by that. It's like wow, this like I instantly understand how this works. Like you don't need to show me. You just get it right but away. That's, that's like a third gen iPod. Yeah. That's after the four red buttons. Yeah. Right, but the the first one had a wheel. The first it, it wasn't it wasn't the smooth. Well, no, yeah, but, like, no, the first but one had was, a mechanical. It was a dial, wheel. It was it was like a dial okay, basically yeah. that you yeah. rotated around. But yeah. the way in which that translated into you know navigating up and down on the menus, mm-hmm. just in, it just clicked with you instantly. That was like part of the the kind of the jobs and genius of it all. And the other thing, as you say, was the five gigabyte hard drive. You got to remember this was going up against players. These a other MP3 players had maybe one hundred and twenty eight megs of memory that or whatever. Was. Yeah, and then and then this thing comes along, and that, and that so that was like the three levels of minds being blown. It's like, wait, why can't I? Why doesn't the music skip? CDs, pillable music players are supposed to skip, right? And then well, and it has a hard drive in it, so right. shaking it seems like a really really dumb thing right. to do. And then secondly, I was like, wow, this click wheel is really cool. I understand how to work it immediately. And then level three was what? How many songs? And that was just unbelievable to well, me. And, the, and the, the thing was the combination of what, how many songs and, oh, this click wheel, you, it kind of accelerated. It felt like right. it felt like a real – it felt like the knob in a car, in a car. It was a thousand like songs that. and you could actually find what you wanted yeah. very, very quickly. Yeah. That was well, crazy. Hasn't it been the case with every one of Apple's quote-unquote revolutionary products, I guess maybe with the arguable exception of the Apple II, that – it existed before, you know. They didn't invent it. Yeah, they, they, they just they took it and made it usable and made you understand why you needed it. They they, the, they created the first version of something that people actually wanted. Right. At the risk of sounding like an ad, they they just they didn't they didn't take stuff that was they didn't make something new necessarily. They just made what was already out there much much better. They made it good. Sometimes yeah. orders of magnitude better I than mean, what the competition. Yeah, was there, doing. there were tablets before the iPad, right? No, loads they, of tablets. They were not good. They were tablets. They, yeah, they were, there were smartphones before the iPhone. Yeah, you know. But yeah, you know, there, it's there interesting. Were GUIs before the Macintosh. It's but, interesting. Go yeah. and I did this this morning just as an experiment. Go and Google smartphones 2006. That's the year before the iPhone mm-hmm. came out, and look at what oh, was yeah. on offer. Yeah. yeah, it's it. It looks so Windows primitive. Mobile, yeah, BlackBerry. Yeah, uh, Symbian. Yeah, I think that's it. And it's also well, it's also very interesting to see what what the prototype of Android looked like back then as well. It mm-hmm. looked like the BlackBerry, nothing like what it ended up being. And when Android finally came out eighteen months after the iPhone. I mean, you can imagine the conference rooms at Google the day after they announced the iPhone. Shit, we got to redo this thing. Well, this is one of the things that came out uh, with the Kindle launch last week, right? Uh, the original Kindle, remember the white one with the big chunky buttons on the side and the the weird kind of diagonal keyboard mm-hmm. keys. That was designed to look like a uh, like a BlackBerry because Jeff Bezos liked the BlackBerry, so he's like, oh, we should we should we should the BlackBerry should be our theme for this product, right? Uh, and it came out, I guess, right around the same time as the iPhone, right? When did the first yeah, I don't come recall. out? I can't remember at this point. But, but yeah, like we're four generations into the Kindle as well as the iPhone now, so it's around the same time. I watched uh, I watched the 07 keynote last night. Oh, okay. And there was a slide in his presentation where they they basically just sliced. So, so they had all the current smartphones, Blackberries, and you know everything. I mean, that's, with that's, the little, a, that's the one where 
That's the big keynote. It's like, the yeah, it's like the lineup of, of current smartphones, yeah. and they sliced all the screens off and had nothing but the keyboards up there. Yeah. Just said, you know, this is a crappy, static, plastic keyboard that you can't yeah. do anything with. You can't yeah. adapt it to new stuff, you know, so. And that, o- and that 07 keynote is a good one to watch as well because we adapt so quickly and we take things for granted so quickly. I just, I the iPhone is incredible, but I just take it for granted now. Well, you go back to that 07 keynote that Brad's talking about. It's worth watching. It's flying around on the internet a lot right now. And Jobs is doing like, well, how would I navigate? Well, I simply slide. I simply mm-hmm. pinch to do this. And you can hear people in the audience going, what? Yeah, pinch to zoom. Because it's oh, unbelievable. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, so it's one of those things, one of those things, like, like a, a staple is the, this is too good to tr- be true. I don't believe it, right? The, the on-screen keyboard, when Walt Mossberg came out and said, you know, give this thing a try for two weeks, you'll, you'll never go back. Right. I can still God remember him. Walt was absolutely right. I can still remember people saying, "Oh, I got to have my physical keyboard." Yeah. Although those people aren't there anymore. They've all no, they they're, are. They all, they're well, still around, I, but it's a, it's a very minor they're group of hangers on. Yeah, yeah. Um, you you look at uh, same thing for the iPod. The the oh, it's a hard drive. This isn't going to last. You can't put a hard drive in something you're going to put in your pocket and carry around with you. That's crazy. It is great to go back and look at those Mac rumors pages from yeah, the day that, they announced that's the iPod. One of the other... People going, "Oh, this is the death of Apple. Who wants another MP3 player?" So, I mean, I think I, I've been thinking about it a lot the last, you know, 12, 14 hours, I guess. And the thing that I came to is that what Steve really did was showed us what he thought the future was going to look like and then sold it to us. And I know that may sound a little crass, but I mean, part of the magic of what Steve Jobs was, was he was an incredible salesman, right? He, he made you want to be, not, he didn't just make you believe, he made you want to believe what what he was talking about and you know i don't think we're going to see that again for a while I think. it's yeah it's amazing that he was kind of the complete beginning to end package from the guy from the very beginning of the process saying you know what we should do is create something like this yeah and then shepherding it all the way through the process and being like the devil is in the details of every single element of it and then the very end process getting up on a stage and making people fall in love with it i mean it's incredible so so uh one of the things i read last night was walt mossberg's uh it's not really a eulogy but just kind of a hey my time with steve type story. And, and uh, I wish I could remember who it was. I think it was Richard Bullwinkle, who, who was one of the founders at TiVo, uh, said last night on Twitter that Mossberg was really Walter Cronkite to, to Jobs' Muhammad Ali. Not Walter Cronkite. Bob. Bob uh, no, you're thinking Bob, of Bob, uh, uh, Howard Cosell. Howard Cosell. Thank you. I'm old, old guys that all kind of look the same. Uh, Howard Cosell to, to, to Jobs' Muhammad Ali. And he said uh, – he, descri- he was describing the first time he went into the, the first Apple store in Washington uh, and had opened it up early, brought Mossberg in. Jobs was showing him around and Walt you – know, something to the extent of Walt said, hey, did you pick out everything in this store? Yeah. And he said, yeah, I actually you know, wood color. Everything was approved. Everything was looked at all the way down to the tiniest details. And and I, that, that's something that most CEOs don't do. Most CEOs kind of get out of the trenches and and – let the product people do the product and let the, and worry about the business stuff and keeping shareholders happy and all that. And that's something that, that Jobs never did uh, or never seemed to do. I mean, who really knows outside of people at Apple? But I'm sure he did. Well, I read, uh, I read there was a Fortune story a few months ago about his the level of his micromanagement. Yeah. And he was hands-on with like the what food was served in the cafeteria and how, <laughs> how the shuttle buses for employees were designed. I mean, yeah. Oh, sure. And then, I mean, there was a great story uh, right after he resigned where we had almost a kind of a round of mini-eulogies, right? Because people kind of think began sensing this is the beginning of the end. Well, the hope, the hope when he retired was, hey, you have X number amount of time left. Go enjoy it and do something you want to do. Right. But I think he got that a few years ago and, and what he wanted to do was, he was always, But Apple. he was always yeah. doing what he wanted to do. Yeah. Um, 
there's, there was a great story about a, about a, a, an Apple engineer who, or it was a Google engineer. I can't remember who it was, but um, he got a call from, from Jobs. He was in church on Sunday. He gets a call from Steve oh, Jobs yeah. saying, I, I'm, sending an, I'm sending an engineer to your house. You need to fix this. The, uh, the shadow on this logo isn't quite right, <laughs> and it has to be fixed immediately. And again, that's the kind of just the, 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 the granular insanity that, uh, that led to that company um, you know, earning its reputation for just, just, just being every nut and bolt just tightened down to the, to the, yeah. to the nth degree. And it wasn't, just, it wasn't just him making like these declarations. He would have conversations with these people. Like when he was talking to, to Walt, he, he talked about, Walt talked about having phone calls with Steve, you know, on Sundays and at night talking about little details, like having conversations well, with and part of that and explaining part of that, decisions. Part of that is job stroking Walt because Walt is a big part of why Apple has been huge for the last 10 years. But Walt knew that. Walt's a smart guy. And, uh, you know, those conversations had to be absolutely fascinating. Uh, the other one that, that really, really hit me was uh, Brian Lamb posted his story about uh, the conversations he had with Steve after the iPhone 4 prototype mm-hmm. thing happened last year. And what was more interesting was also like the stuff about the Gawker redesign and ha- having conversations oh, yeah. about that and, and actually providing feedback. The most interesting thing to me was at the end of the call when Jobs was like, hey, you got to give us the phone back. And it seems like Gawker, Gawker's attorneys or whatever wanted to have them claim that it was theirs. A whole lot under uh, not said there. But at the end of the call, after Jobs was taking the hard line with Brian the whole way through, he says, what did you think of the phone? Right? Like that's – the last thing is, did, did, you know, did you like it? Did you think it was good? And, and I mean that was, that was it. Absolutely. That was the Absolutely. And again, that, that obsession with details, there was a guy on MSNBC this morning that was telling a similar story about the Apple stores where they went to the, the unveiling of the New York flagship Apple store. And Jobs was, 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 was bending this guy's ear about how the marble – came from a, from a particular quarry in Italy, but not, and not even just a specific quarry, but a specific part of a quarry where Jobs went and went, yes, this is what I want. And like, he knew more about the store than the architect did. Yeah. And, you know, and this is why there's, there's no one else in the world like him. And why, you know, you look at this, you look at this fucking, all these other tech companies like HP and these fucking revolving doors of suits that just come in, you know, uh, mark time for a few years, journeyman CEOs go, there's no one that has the passion that he had. You go to these, you go to airports and you look at all these business books they have in the stores, like the secrets of Steve Jobs, you know, inside the, oh, yeah. the, the, the Apple DNA. It's all bullshit because you cannot read a book and just go, well, let's do that. You can't synthesize that the, stuff. The, the passion and the energy and the commitment that made Apple what it was, was coming from a place deep inside jobs that you that you can't fabricate yeah absolutely. So, or absolutely. imitate with with that in mind i mean say whatever you want about succession strategies and five-year plans and stuff but what happens at that company now i mean i i, I mean i think that's up to tim i mean here's the thing jobs is known since 2004 that that he had a death sentence right, right. He, he has to have looking at phil schiller and tim cook and johnny ive and all the team of people you know two three tiers down that he's assembled over the last eight years Seven years, he has to have. I mean, that that team was not assembled to build products. That team was assembled to build products and keep Apple Apple. Uh, and now the question is, the, the, you know, there's a tough. It's a tough time because there's going to be a strong feeling there to do what Steve would have done, not necessarily do. If if what Steve should have done is make awesome products, then that's what they should keep doing. If they keep doing things because Steve's last feeling on this, Steve's feeling on 7-inch tablets is that 7-inch tablets are dumb, and then it turns out that people actually kind of like 7-inch tablets, and and there's a way to make an interesting 7-inch iPad, 
then they have to you know they have to put aside what Steve said and look at what Steve would have done. That's, that's my concern. I mean, you can't implant your innate instinct into somebody else. You know, I, like they can they can follow the, the job's way. But you, but you well, can but you can you can pick years. the people around you and groom yeah. them and try to instill your values and, and make your them culture fearless. into them as much yeah. as possible. Well, you talk about how Johnny Ives and Steve had this like understanding where they basically shared one mind. You know, that's not going to change. And Johnny Ive, of course, is 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 still there. Um, but I mean, this just I think underlines the point of how how folly, how much folly it is for other companies to try to emulate or capture whatever X factor that Apple has, because there is a serious concern that even Apple itself may not be able to continue it now that Jobs isn't there, because it really did come from the from the from the oh. DNA of one guy. But my understanding is that since he was diagnosed. There has been kind of a program internally within Apple that's, that is kind of the succession, the legacy program to make sure right. that it continues after him. They actually had a bunch of uh, – they had like Harvard business people come in, like professors come in and do case studies of the inner workings of the company. Right. And they have planned coursework around those studies. Hmm. And I guess some of the, the executives, even Tim Cook, was teaching some of these classes well, to employees. I mean part of the thing that, that, that it is is a lot of people – frequently when you talk to people about products that were bad – uh, then you'll talk to them and say, well, we knew that this wasn't a great idea, but we had to do it because we had to get the product out. And that's one of those things that Apple never did. As long as they keep that we got to make the thing good rather than meet the arbitrary ship date, then it'll be okay, right? I mean I think that's – the key is don't ship bad products. When you, when you look at all of the stuff that people have done poorly over the years, whether it's the – you know the, the – uh, OK, I'm having trouble coming up with something that was a bad product. The first generation Zunes that Microsoft shipped, they knew – they put a couple of features that were going to look really good on marketing sheets, figured they could sell those into the channel and people would buy them because people – there's a certain amount of people that will buy whatever you put in front of them. And, and But they knew that those weren't awesome products. They knew that they had a pretty neat service and an interesting, compelling ser- service and and – some features that would be really cool if there were 50 million Zunes out, but with the number of products that they were going to ship to that channel, they knew that they had stinkers, and, and they shipped it anyway. Yes, Steve Jobs said, you know, the products speak for themselves. You can't fool people in this right. business. It's not well, you say, can, but you only get, you only get you one only or two chances. Chance. And it's not to say Apple hasn't had bad products. They're, those, I mean, are, those are swept under the rug. I'd buy a G4 quickly. Cube today. <laughs> yeah, you say I loved the Cube. That was actually one of the products I didn't understand why it failed. There are, the, it's the not, I mean, look, Apple has had clunkers. The Puck oh, yeah. Mouse, we didn't like that. Mobile Mini. They haven't ever made a good mouse, let's be honest. Well, I, I think the Magic Mouse is pretty great. You're, okay. I'm not going to argue with that about, <laughs> about it today. Um, uh, yes, in the spirit of unity. Let's all be together let's, today. Let's, let's all just be kumbaya. Um, no, I mean, yeah, they have definitely made bad products. And I, I have to say, when I started, so when I... You know, my my path to to Apple was weird, right? Because I started out the first computer I I I well first or second computer I ever used was an Apple II because uh, it was sitting in the it was what we had at, at, in elementary school. Uh, I learned basic programming and that kind of stuff. It it was great. Didn't really stick with me as a religious experience. I see a lot of people posting about their first Apples. I was like, okay, that's cool. I dated a couple of girls who had Macs in college, but at that point, you know, ninety three, ninety four, ninety five. Macs were really shitty computers. It well, was those were it was the dark grim. ages. Yeah. for that company. Uh, and then I I graduated from college and started working IT. And part of my job and my first IT job was to maintain this imaging lab, which I think I've talked about on the podcast before. Uh, it, but basically, it was a couple of PCs and a whole shitload of Macs, and it was a mix of pre-jobs return Macs and iMacs. The pre-jobs returns Macs were terrible. You nightmarish to keep running. The OS was bad. It was no fun. This was even before OS 10. So this was in 98, 99. 
and and then my first Mac was in was eighty eight, so I I know exactly where you are right now. Yeah, like the P- Performa days and all Centro and all. Oh no, those. I had an SE. I had a, like old school oh. Mac SE. But, I mean, that was a fine for for what it was. That was fine. Yeah, but the, the, they did. They weren't internet computers, right? They weren't computers that you plugged into. Even though we had fast internet at the university. Those weren't computers that were that were good on the internet and they had driver problems and there was all sorts of weird shit that just didn't work right. Even into the iMac phase, even when that commercial we ran at the start of the show ran, they weren't good computers, right? The the it wasn't until OS 10 came out and the design started getting reduced and the colors went away that that they started making amazing computers again. And really it wasn't until they switched to Intel and ditched the 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 IBM processors and Motorola processors. I, I think that there was a big turnaround for them. Uh and I, I did I didn't buy my first Mac until two thousand eight. I I'm, never bought one before. Here. The yeah. uh, the candy colored iMacs that Jobs introduced after he came back, obviously with a with a with a, the big turning point. But they were right? different, and it was it was partly the all in one form factor and the pretty colors, and we get why it appealed to us. But what I always remember is that Jeff Goldblum commercial. Remember where it was? Step one, plug it in. Step two, plug in the phone line. Yeah. Step three, there Internet. is there's, no there's no step three. Yeah. That's it. It's working. Yeah. And, you know, in, in an age when people were still quite baffled by computers and the internet mm-hmm. and it was all very newfangled and scary, it, it opened the door to people that, that otherwise would have had a hard time using computers. But at the same time, those computers were not very good. They were underpowered. They didn't have enough memory. They were good enough. They were good enough. As, as and many, that was as, the beginning of good enough. Good enough. As, yeah. as has been pointed out many times in the past, the iPhone is now more powerful than that iMac was. Oh, by far. Yeah. I mean that 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 is the that is the big takeaway is this this thing that fits in my pocket and you know weighs less than a pound and and you know, and allows you to talk to anyone in, anywhere in the world right and and find face out to face. find out yeah face to face oh no don't no let's not go there like, nobody does on, that as long as they're on Wi-Fi allows you to nobody does that but this this is my little hobby horse and I've said this before but I think today it kind of bears repeating people always say it's the 21st century where's my hoverboard where's my rocket car. It's right there in your pocket, that thing you take for granted every day. Because, again, we adapt very quickly. Uh, everything's, everything's awesome and, and nobody's happy. You know, the whole Louis C.K. thing, we just, we just think – there's a whole generation of kids that are growing up in the world where the iPhone is just – it's just well, there that, now. Dude, dude, but if I'd have shown it to you 10 years ago, it would have blown your fucking mind. Oh, you yeah. wouldn't have believed it. I Back mean, to the Future 2 didn't predict this shit. It blew yeah. everybody's minds after it existed. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, 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 the testament is – it's four years old and three months at this point, right? The iPhone. I don't remember what it was like to not use the iPhone every day. Do you? Uh, no, I don't. And I don't want to remember because those were dark days. But again, as, as you and pointed out. And not just out, the iPhone. Smartphone. I mean, the thing is, all the other smartphone stuff, the second look, wave of smartphones spawned out of the Windows iPhone. phones and palm-powered phones were out there. We had the idea of an internet-connected, quote-unquote, smartphone. But again, it was the particular application and the elegance. They'd just be able to, the idea of just being able to swipe effortlessly through screens and pinch the zoom and just everything just well, – I know it's a cliche, but everything just worked – the way that your brain already imagined it should, that's why it became the number one thing and everything else suddenly had to copy it. Yeah, exactly. So, so Yeah, it didn't do everything, but it did what it did really well. And I think and slowly, as technology got better, we got everything we wanted. I mean, took a, you look at the first iPhone, right? We talked, about, we talked about this before. If you use the first iPhone and the first iOS, it's a completely different device. 
And there, oh, is, yeah. and there are some people that have tried to marginalize Jobs. You know, there's always the trolls and the and the haters that come out and say, "Oh, Jobs didn't really do that much. All he did oh, was yeah. ta- all he did was take what was there and kind of did the next best version of it." Like, "Oh yeah, we'd all be sucking '84 if it wasn't for Jobs." Yeah, right. Maybe not '84, but maybe like 2002. If it wasn't for jobs, I mean, I, I shudder to think what phones would look like today if the iPhone hadn't forced everyone to raise their game. I can't, I can never tell if uh, if that comes from a desire to be dicks or if that's a genuine misunderstanding of exactly how involved I think he it's, was. I think it's everything. a little bit of both. I think it's a little bit contrarianism. It's like one part contrarianism and three parts just ignorance and not understanding I, technology. You know, th- there's a, been a small number of trolls. I, I think as a whole, the response has been very surprising to me. I, I was expecting a lot of kind of anti-Mac hate and bullshit. And there's been a lot of people, not just public figures, but just on the internet in general, coming out and saying, look, I didn't, I think that he's the guy's an asshole and I don't like Apple products, but you can't deny that you have he to give him credit. The I don't yeah. think, yeah, there's no way people are going to Yeah, even, yeah, even, yeah. The, even no the haters way. have to give him credit for that because. You know, people say, "Oh, why are they why are they laying flowers outside Apple stores for for a for a business CEO? Like, don't we not like those guys?" And if you think of him purely as a business CEO, then I kind of get it. Yeah, I mean, even just on that metric, he's probably the most successful and the most amazing uh, yeah, business three, man three of, of, in the, of the last hundred years, or last fifty years at yeah. least. And but then, obviously, the the the, re, the reason why people feel affected and i i genuinely felt choked up yesterday when i heard the news oh, I, a lot of I've other been people upset. did as well i i told brad i was listening to i put highway 61 revisited in the car on the way in this morning yeah which was a mistake it turns out yeah and was sitting in the in traffic on the cusp of tears and yeah and the reason for that is because obviously he was much more than a businessman he was a a, a cultural icon who intersected all these great areas of of business and technology and, and arts and entertainment and culture. What is and it? Liberal arts and entertainment? Liberal arts and technology. Technology and liberal arts. The intersection yeah. of liberal arts and technology. And so, you know, the, the ways in which we communicate and learn and navigate and discover things and talk to each other and, and do our work every day. All the th- Again, all the things that we just now take for granted. Um, his, his death, though, though tragic, I think is an opportunity to kind of find a new appreciation for those things and also i mean it's his philosophy on life too i think regardless of the products or his cultural influence the way he saw life the way he lived his life like you talk about his the stanford 2005 commencement speech that that's i mean if, yeah. if you don't like apple you don't you don't like their products that applies to everyone yeah yeah it's, it's good it's just generally good advice and yeah. the, and 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 the stanford speech it shows his roots as kind of a failed hippie too which which is funny to think about you know, the dude who, who, I mean, in fairness, promoted a shitload of consumerism. I mean, they invented the one year smartphone product cycle. Uh, but, you know, the whole point was iterate fast, make better, make, make, make the world a better place. And that's yeah. a speech. Well, sorry, oh. sorry, it reminds me of, um, do you remember the Randy Pouch uh, yeah. last lecture video? Uh, like oh, that's online. right. The guy yeah. was about to die. Also, he was also a pancreatic also cancer. Pancreatic cancer. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He had the more serious form. But the same. It's more about you know how you live your life. Yeah. Yeah. And I think there's a reason why that particular part of Jobs talking about death at the, on the Stanford. I mean, all of the Stanford speech should be listened to. But the part about death is obviously going around right now because it's it's, it's relevant. Um, but I think again, I think in its own way, even his death is inspirational in a way because I think it it would and should prompt people. To kind of look at your own lives and go, well, what am I? What am I going to do? What am I going to leave behind? Look at what this fucking guy did, and he started right. in a garage at age nineteen. Like, yeah. what's you know? Am I really satisfied no, with no what I'm doing? No college education. Yeah. No f- real formal training. He just had was in a garage. Last night, I, I I did what I'm sure many people did last night. I went home and watched Pirates of Silicon Valley. 
that TV uh, thing from 2003. Yeah, the TNT movie, yeah. uh, which is not bad. Uh, I no. mean, I, obviously, I'm sure some aspects of it are a little sensationalized or dramatized. But I think they made Bill the, Gates much more evil oh, than he's he He's really absolutely is. the heel in that story, yeah. uh, or the way they portrayed it. But uh, talking about him being a failed hippie, it's, it's funny to watch in that movie the overt transition from, like, jean shorts and flip-flops wearing yeah. guy with a big, dirty beard to... I mean, he literally, they, they go to their first computer show with the Apple II, and I, I don't know that it actually happened this way, but he shows up with long hair and a beard and stuff goes in the bathroom and comes out clean-shaven with a suit on, and Waz is just, like, uh, literally falling on his ass going, what did you just do, you know? I don't, I don't, I, I wonder if that really happened. I, I always wondered about I, that. I don't one. know that that actual event occurred, but to see that transition. It's, it's, it's interesting to, to, to see, I mean, even just kind of the style of Steve Jobs change from, you know, obviously kind of the hippie early years and then kind of more of a three-piece suit guy when he was trying to get Apple off the ground. Yeah. And then kind of a bit of a wacky bow tie kind of vibe, you know, when he got kicked out of Apple. And then eventually just like, you know what, I'm just going to wear this every day because I don't need to impress you with what I'm wearing anymore. Like, right. I, like you can look at what I've done. Well, um, the, do you remember that Wired, the one of the profiles that they did of Jobs in the mid-2000s, they commissioned a uh, – maybe they didn't commission. Maybe they just, maybe it was an art piece that was someplace. But basically there was a white room full of pedestals with one Steve uniform on each pedestal, right? So the New Balance shoes, the Levi's, the black turtleneck, black mock turtleneck, I guess. And the glasses in like a it sealed clear plastic like a box. superhero costume. Yeah, basically, and there were just pedestal after pedestal after pedestal of them all the way off into the distance. It was really it's an amazing photo. Off the it's like Einstein, afterwards. right? Wore the same clothes every day, so he didn't have to yeah, think well, about what he would, yeah, what he why, would put on. Why do you Why do you want to think about that? But you know, it's interesting, when, especially when you go back when you read this the, the stuff about Jobs' early life and and you watch parts of Silicon Valley. You know, he comes across often as kind of a dick, right? Oh, yeah. He bullies the employees. I think he, is, and, I think he was a dick. And, oh, yeah. But you know what? I'm willing I'm willing to forgive it because my theory on that is I think, and this is why a lot of geniuses are dicks. You know, remember Firefly. They would say, you know, whatever any statue they built of someone, he was probably some kind of son of a bitch, right? Right, and that's true. And I think that's true for a reason. I think the re- I think the reason why so many genius level guys often come across as dicks, and I think this probably applied to Jobs, is it's coming from a place of like, if you could see what I see and understand how important and awesome this shit's going to be, you you would you would be as hard on you as I am being right now. A like, singular This focus. is too important for me yeah. to demand anything less than excellence from everyone around me. Uh, we yeah. cannot afford to fuck this up. At least in the professional environment, it's just a frustration with the obstacles between you and where you want to get to. Right. I heard that I, I, somebody said a similar thing to me once about working with John Carmack, um, who is obviously a, also a genius, mm-hmm. said the, the problem with John is he expects everyone around him to be as smart and to work as hard as he does. And it's just not possible. Yeah. I, I kind of imagine, like, when you're talking about somebody like Carmack, I, I kind of imagine him just kind of walking through a room and it's like one of those, everything else is in black and white and all the people are kind of faded out in the background. <laughs> and it's just like he's the one that's in full col- full color, you know? I, I don't think Jobs was that kind of genius. I think Jobs was very aware of what was going on around him all the time. Everything that was happening, he was just able to look two or three years in the future and know what they should be working on before anybody else. And then he sold it to us. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's that's the amazing thing. So um, any, anybody want to – I mean, I, we've been talking about this for a while. I don't want to make this a Steve Jobs memorial. So, family. I mean, you know, so if people care about uh, Steve as, 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 they, as they should, then – so I came in here this morning going like, well, what is there left to be said? Like many people have already said very eloquently everything there is yeah, to say. Uh, stuff people should read. The Mossberg piece, uh, Brian's piece over on the wire cutter was good. Uh, the Stephen Levy thing on Wired I thought was quite quite nice. 
Um, and then there's the book coming out. Yeah, the book is coming out. They push it up. It's coming out in October. Yeah. Special edition of Time as well coming out tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. You, you which I will get PDF on the iPad. cover actually uh, right now. Yeah. Um, did they? Did they? Is it which, which picture? Did it's, they an old, use? it's an old. It's an old Jobs one. with an original uh, Mac. Yeah, and he has his legs folded in like a yoga position. It's okay. kind of like hippie guru seventies yeah, Jobs. Yeah. Now that the uh, now that the market is open, how has Wall Street reacted? I don't care. It's down yeah. a little bit, but yeah. not that much. But you're right; it doesn't it doesn't matter. And and uh, it's something that I'll only really be felt over the long term. And this is another thing that I thought was interesting. A lot of people have com- been comparing Jobs to uh, Henry Ford and Thomas Edison and these guys. And some people have said, "Come on!" And I think the reason why it's hard for people to grasp that comparison, especially mm-hmm. younger people, is that people like Henry Ford and Albert Einstein and Thomas Edison. Almost, uh, far enough away in history from our lives today that they almost feel like these kind of mythic figures, like yeah. they're like these folkloric figures. They almost weren't real. And so it's hard to imagine that someone like that is actually walking around and we see him at the, on, well, on TV every day. And you go, that can't be one of those guys. But he really was. He really is and was. And it, the, the, that probably won't be fully appreciated for some decades once, you know, history has kind of brought things into focus. Yeah. But I, I have no problem with the Edison and Ford comparison. I think he's right up there. Well, if you if you look at... If you look at the personal computer as a thing that is important, as is as important as the automobile and light bulbs, which it's hard to argue, I, it's I not. think it's hard to argue that it's not. Yeah, then he, he's right up there. I mean, at worst case, he's uh, he's uh, um, oh hell, what was the guy's name who invented the telephone? Bell. Bell. Oh. Yeah, Bell. Thanks. I was <laughs> I mean, going to say, was it Mister NT? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, the Tesla. That, <laughs> the Apple II is probably the one case where it could be said they actually invented that concept, right? I mean, nobody nobody really had married no, they're, they're personal computers before. They, they, the thing that they did was they put it in a nice case and, and that, made it well, relatively that's, inexpensive. That's what I mean. Like yeah. they, they assembled it. Or at least that that movie portrays it in, in in a way that they were the first to assemble it in that tidy package. You know. And, well, the, and, the, and the other one first that, is a hard thing to say that a lot yeah, of stuff was yeah. happening in a lot of garages yeah, you're at right. that time. That's the, true. the other but one they marketed better than anybody else. If, like that's the other thing that Jobs did is if you look at the marketing that's come out of Apple, both prior to his departure and after his return, the the advertisements are a part of pop culture and 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 our society in a way that i think no other company really during that same time period has had a, a impact sure although i mean, I mean the closest to is the budweiser ads sure although is, i mean at that at yeah. that nascent stage of the business you probably would have to give as much credit to was and his hardware design right oh I mean, uh, he, he, he yeah seems like he was a pretty pretty smart engineer. oh yeah no i mean no question well did you see the patent thing that new york times put 317 yeah. patents and you can browse through and see all of them the and the sketches of all of them and he's named as an inventor on every one of them right Right. No, you know, whether or not, you know, again, it's easy to not. Was has been kind of interesting to become kind of a, a figure of fun a little bit, right? Because he's such like a yeah. avuncular kind of character, Very right? Eccentric, yeah. I mean, it's yeah. kind of funny that in the midst of all this, of all this woe, was finally tweets, oh, you know, it's really sad, but, you know, I'm, I'm having my family dinner posted from Outback Steakhouse. Right. Just like, fucking well, Waz is just so Not great. just Outback Steakhouse, but where he is the, the mayor. He is the mayor, four square, square mayor of Outback yeah. Steakhouse. Right. That's how down to earth. Oh, and of course, the yeah. guy could buy Outback Steakhouse if he wanted sure. to. Sure. Yeah. Um, so, uh, but t- he just, he just, he's just a fucking regular dude. He's a goofball. Dude. He's older, a regular dude. Right. There's, a, there's a, a TV interview with him this morning. He seemed a little detached. I, he, he, I, I don't want to say he doesn't seem all there anymore, but you know he had that he had that pretty traumatic head injury at one point. Right? He, he always uh, has been a little. Maybe bit I'm sure he was a little bit. A he's bit, a, he's bit a super nerd, eccentric even before that. Yeah. Uh, I I don't I don't know. It's it's um I I was really surprised at how hard this hit me because I I you know it's no it's not a surprise. I mean you knew that he wasn't in good health. 
Um, I, I had hoped that he had longer from the time that he that he left Apple. You know, the, 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 the whole idea of like, and some people have, have brought this into question as well. Again, I, I, I dispute it, but some people are, are saying, how can you be pers- How can you feel personally affected by the death of someone you never even met? And I think that's a very cynical way to look at things because p- clearly people can touch your lives without ever ever having right. met you. Yeah. Um, the last time, you, I mean, a lot of people were devastated when Kurt Cobain died, right? Because his music meant something to them. Same with Michael Jackson and people mm-hmm. like that. And Douglas Adams. So I was going to point. I was going to the, yeah. the, the only time I've ever felt like that prior to this was Douglas Adams. Yeah, when who, Doug, when who, Douglas who, Adams died, I was I was heartbroken. Went before his time. Yeah. Completely out. Just just out of the blue. Just dropped dead. Yeah. Um. At like forty something. And I, perhaps not coincidentally, while I was while I was affected, very similar figure to Jobs, you know, a visionary. Yeah, a, a, way ahead of his Adams time. loved Apple, wrote about Apple products all the time. But, but so not he even saw that. the future. I mean, this is the Hitchhiker's Guide, right? Yes, it is. We're holding it in our pocket. We have it in our pocket. My iPad says "Don't panic." That's my lock screen <laughs> because it feels like this is the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, the, the the gut punch for me comes from exactly that. That that he was only fifty six. That. He could have as, had as hard, 30 more years. As hard a worker as he was, yeah, he had at least another two decades of, of really productive right. work ahead of him. You know, well, It's just the what if. You know, and what, it's an, what would he absolutely. It's not an exaggeration to say that through that one man's death, the pace of progress in the future now slows down just a little bit. Well, could. I mean the, the sad thing to me is that he won't live to see the future he helped create. I mean, I guess that's true of everybody eventually. I don't know. I mean, as, as, as tragic as it is to go at 56 – Fuck, man. If I achieved one thousandth of what he had achieved well, by 56, true. I'd be pretty fucking happy. That's I mean, look, look at – I mean, the, and this is why people are concerned about Apple post-Jobs, right? Because it's no accident. Look, we've seen it happen. Jobs creates Apple out of nothing, becomes a hugely successful company. They fire him. Apple nearly goes into extinction. He comes back and not only rescues it but turns it into the biggest company on the planet. I, I'm telling you, nothing happens by accident. Everything that's happened in the last six years, seven years at Apple has been with with this happening in, in Jobs' mind. I mean the guy is, has been focused on life, focused on death. It, let's see how it goes. I mean that's – all we can do at this point is wait and see what yeah, they do. The, the conclusion is just time will tell. And yeah, I mean we'll, we'll know in a year. We'll reconvene next. Yeah, October. I mean, it's it's you know, I think it's it's kind of romantic and 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 maybe overly optimistic to think this, but I obviously they they did have the, the although it's kind of sick to say, it, but they did have the benefit kind of of knowing that the yeah. end was coming, and so you do get to pretty. It's not like he did just drop over dead. Um, there was a plan. I think you know his last gift or his last thing that he did, his last contribution to Apple would have been to say, here's how you keep going after me. Yeah. Right? Here, here are the things that you need to remember, and just keep doing this stuff, and you'll be okay. Hey, Tim. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, so if you want to read more stuff about Jobs, I highly recommend what the, doormats, what the Dormouse said. I don't know if anybody read that. It's a fantastic book about early Apple days uh, and how hippie counterculture influenced Jobs and Apple. TNT, by the way, is reshowing Pirates of Silicon Valley tonight. Oh, okay. So That's for people who haven't been able to dig it up, it'll be on Boy, again they're tonight. Gonna, they're gonna, that'll they'll, be they'll get some well ratings. For them. There's a really good book about the creation of the iPod, also called The Perfect Thing, oh, which I, I would recommend that. I reading. Read that. I'll check that out. And of course, Isaacson's book is out uh, later this month. October, yeah. 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 You recommended uh, Triumph of the Nerds also. Triumph right? of the Nerds is very good uh, as I'd well. Like, I'd like to see that. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's, it's, it's different. It's worth watching. 
He's uh, he's also uh, pretty prominently featured in uh, another aspect of his career we didn't even talk about the uh, the Pixar documentary that's on Netflix. Oh, I haven't seen uh, that. He, really he actually consented to sit really, down really and, and it, it's a really good documentary. It's yeah. mostly about you know Lasseter and and the early days of Pixar. And, and by the way, we've, in it quite a bit. we've had this whole conversation without even talking about Pixar, which is the other monumental yeah, right. thing. Like I said, I would have been per- I'd be perfectly happy. You talk about what would you leave behind? I'd be perfectly happy to leave behind either Apple or Pixar. This guy did both. <laughs> it's insane. Well, I, I, yeah, I mean, I don't know anything about I, – I really know nothing about his involvement with Pixar. But, uh, you know, it, it's uh, it, it's an, an amazing life. My understanding of Pixar is that he bought it from Lucasfilm when it was still very much kind of an experimental, you know, graphics research lab. Right. Caltech. Yes. And it was, it was, they, they were trying to sell hardware workstations at, right. that, at that time. Right. And they were close to going – when they were just doing shorts, they were close to going out of the picture. Yep. Yeah. And Jobs, I think, was, <laughs> was a, big, a big champion in terms of fighting for marketing dollars and fighting for support from the studio – and then, you know, until they could get Toy Story out the door, and then, of course, the rest, rest is history. Yeah, once Toy Story was out, it was all... Yeah, because they did the stuff for the, the adventurers and Beauty and the Beast, the CG yeah. ballroom scene. Entertainment Weekly had... Oh, really? A, I didn't know that. Yeah. There, was a, there was a story in EW back when Cars 2 came out uh, where they, they sat down with Lasseter and had, he just gave, like, a little blurb about every movie they'd made. Uh-huh. And the one for... what was The second movie was Bugs Life, right? Bugs Life, yeah. So for Bugs Life, he said he started off the anecdote by just saying that after Toy Story came out, it was a huge success. Jobs sat him down and said, sophomore slump, John, we cannot have it. <laughs> and I was just like, I imagined that happening, like, like exactly like that, you know, wow. just like steely gaze, like, don't, all right, you did good, but don't fuck up the next one. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, again, it's another thing that changed the world in its own small way, right? Before Pixar, it was very difficult for people to imagine that computer animated movies could be something that would be full of life and delightful and could capture kids' imaginations because we just thought of computer animation as something that was kind of sterile and, and not as, as beautiful and authentic as hand-drawn animation. Now, hand-drawn animation, I mean, this may, may be sad in the same way, but now computer animation has become the form, right? And again, this is all Jobs and Pixar that, well, made that brought that into existence. And, and it's another situation where Pixar is always two years ahead. Like if you look at if you look at – a Pixar movie from this year or from two years ago. What was the two years ago? It was Wally. Uh, Wa- uh, Wall-E. Yep. Yep. If you look at that and no, compare, Up was the last Up was, one. Oh. Up, well, Cars 2 was yeah. the most recent one. Yeah, so Up was Toy Story look, at, look at Wally yeah. and compare it to this year's crop of DreamWorks pictures and the level of detail and, and, and complexity and depth in that movie, they'll be roughly equivalent. Well, and, mean, and that's what's interesting is we talk about how like a rising tide lifts all boats, right? So like Apple has never, I've, I've never actually heard that before. Really? Okay. No. Well, the the, the idea it's is that one, the, yeah. the 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 Apple the, the Apple becoming great at what they do for not only creates great products of Apple but forces other companies like Android and, and Microsoft and Windows Seven or whatever it is they yeah. all have to they all have to create these better things now to compete. So it makes everything better for everybody. And I think the same is true of Pixar. If you look at when Pixar first came out and DreamWorks and the other studios were doing the animated movies. The, the non-Pixar ones were kind of shitty. Yeah. Now they're actually much better yeah, because they have to compete with Pixar. How to Train well, Your Dragon and yeah, Cloudy with a Chance people. of Meatballs. And right. I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's much better. The whole industry is much better as a result. And, and it's no accident that Apple and Pixar had the, had the same kind of godfather behind them because they have the exact, exact same values, right? Which is never, never tolerate anything that's less than excellent. Right. That's, that's, I mean, it. that's it. Just do, just do great shit all the time. <laughs> and have the courage to say, hey, this, is, this isn't good enough. Well, th- right. to be fair, they don't do great shit. They release great shit. They do tons of stuff. Oh, they yeah. Pick, they they and are smart enough to know what they did. And, and I hold up Blizzard as another example of that, right? How deep were they into StarCraft Ghost before they just said, you know what? Yeah, it's not worth, it's not, we, we shouldn't release this. Yep, right. we've, put, we've put millions into it, but it's just not worth releasing it because the cost to our brand, yeah. you know, we're known as a company that only does excellent stuff. It's just yep. not worth it. No, you're absolutely right. So, yeah, Apple, I mean, I'm sure Apple's junk pile 
you know, things that almost made it out the door, but then Jobs said, nope. The companies that would like to have access to Apple's junk pile, Can you it's imagine? a long <laughs> list. Right. Just call it the crapple. Uh, so, so, yeah, Steve Jobs. I'm gonna. I've decided. I was. I was. Uh, I don't know if this counts as a segue or not. But I was kind of fifty-fifty on whether or not I wanted wanted to go to the trouble of getting a four S right away. <laughs> I think that you know some people say the four S now stands for Steve. <laughs> and so in no, that, in no, that, that's really no, does not. In that spirit, I will. I will be endeavoring to get my four S. I, I did one. see some comments on Twitter last night to the effect of like, well, I guess I'll get a four S now. Yeah, some people just feel kind of like now moral, <laughs> like just feel like morally obligated to if, pick one if up. If you look at it, that. yeah, yeah, I think that's a little silly. But I mean, if it's probably the last, the last iPhone that he'll have handled before, you know, that that has the touch of Steve. I don't know. I think so, probably the next one's got to have some of his DNA in it, don't you think? I think I think DNA, but I think that's different than than something that you know he picked up in Apple. I think the next one, the, the next round of Apple products will be the ones that are most closely watched. Yeah. In terms of like, well, how jobsy and does it all still seem? Are yeah. we still going to be blown away? Yep. Yep. That's. So yeah, that's speaking of speaking of being blown away, iPhone 4s. Uh, we had uh, a whole lot of uh, product announcement last week. This week, I guess it seems like a long time ago now. Two days ago. Yeah, two days ago. Uh, Tim Cook was on the stage at in Cupertino in the small theater uh, and and basically, well, talked about a whole bunch of boring stuff for about 90 yeah. minutes. Did you see, by the way, I thought it was a nice touch that the, 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 the kind of the A1 position seat in the audience yeah, was the reserved. reserved. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I thought that was kind of nice. Long, I bet that'll go on for a while. I don't know. I just thought it was nice this one time. I thought it was good. Um, uh, so the 4S is basically what – well, first and, off, and, there's and, no and iPhone it, 5. In a, in a tragic piece of foreshadowing as well, just talking about Tim Cook and the whole style of update. I remember you tweeting to me at some point, or I am saying, like, I, I miss Jobs already. Oh, yeah. It's just not the same. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I, I felt like during that presentation, there was a – it was slow. And, and those keynotes never feel slow. Like the Apple keynotes traditionally – even the boring financial stuff that I don't really care about. Like, oh, yes, people love our stores. Slow. Here's a video of people hugging iPads. Like, but yeah, we, we, have, we know without, we, we always have to sit through all that without stuff. Without even being able to hear it. Yeah. You felt it was slow, the pacing. But it, was, it, it would have been the same presentation I think it with Steve Jobs. I, don't, I think he would have – I like to think that Steve would have said, hey, this first 30 minutes where we're recapping shit that, uh, that uh, everybody already I, knows I think, I think needs to go faster. the number of products they announced – it would have been the same pacing. They didn't mm. show that much. Maybe. I, so I, it, took, it took a while to get to the big announcements, right? But right. they did. Um, because there weren't that many. Yeah. Right. I mean, that, well, that's the thing. The recap of the iOS 5 stuff that was from WWDC. Yes. Which they had to do. I, I don't think I, so. I think they I think they could have hit the high again, points. Again, it's not for us. It's for everyone I, else. I understand. But this wasn't streamed to everyone else. So it, it's, anyway. It's for, it's for everyone else. Uh, a couple of small announcements. Let's go over those first. First is the cards program, which is uh, letterpress cards. Letterpress cards are a hot thing right now in certain circles. Probably not ours. Uh, you can buy them from iPhoto right now. It's they're two or three bucks, and they'll send them out for you. Same thing from the phone now. Mm-hmm. I don't. I'm not too excited about this. You I'll turn be your pictures into one of twelve cards. Apple will print it out and mail it to you. Three bucks for anyone in the U.S. Four bucks for elsewhere. It, it Again. seems like the oh shit! I forgot to send a birthday card to my mom. Yeah, I think uh, Patrick said something about why can't just to be tied to Facebook so automatically send a birthday card for friends who have birthdays. I think that's the future. Uh, yeah, then you don't have to sucks. care about your friends then anymore. Then you don't have to even that think about sucks. your friends. The best part of like of a birthday is going to the store, going to like uh, the you know the small birds, you know the stuff with birds on it, shit with birds on it store, and picking out an, a nice card for your friend. 
It's a nice halfway house, though, because there have been times when you've forgotten birthdays and you send like an e-card at the last minute. People know what no, that means. I forgot your birthday. No, I, oh, I sent a personal letter rather than yeah, the e-card. Worst case, you send you make a, a card. You, fo- you have some extra construction paper in the house. You fold it and you... Really? You have construction paper in your house? Fuck yeah, construction You have crayons, too? No, I have Do you have those little safety scissors with a round tip? I have Sharpies. Okay. And you make a card personal. You never made me a card. Because I because I don't know your birthday. We're Facebook friends, aren't we? I think, you know, I think it's kind of nice. It's kind of folksy, you know. Oh. It's not sexy for us, but there are plenty of like, you know, I, I guarantee you in scrapbooking the year, types out it. there that will love love this kind of I'll, thing. I will oh. forget someone's birthday and have to send a card in, in, over the internet. Have, I'm waiting for the ability the, to write the note on the phone Getting the Apple screen. e-card or that, the card with the generic 12 designs, I think is a slap in the face. Yes. In, it, it, it tells your friends that you're not that important. In continuing the escalation, do you want to talk about the, the, the iPods? Is well, that, hold on. Is that we, the next we'll, we'll, thing? Well, the next is the is the find my friends and family. Oh, so I actually don't. I missed this. What is okay, that? Okay, so exactly? it's basically Google Latitude, Latitude or Foursquare. It's a persistent presence. You uh, basically you sign in. You say who your close friends are, who your family members are that you want to keep track of, or send location updates. And you'll be able to do that over the internet. I mean, so they'll you'll be able to you'll you'll be able to open up your iPhone and say, oh, okay, Will and Norm are at work. And Brad's at uh, you know the. I'm going to have to authorize that, right? You have to authorize okay. it. And there could uh, be a timestamp on like a, you, a, and you can gate the times. So you say, oh, at the end of the day, it's only for one day. It'll be it'll be shut off, right? So or you I can think say only between six o'clock yeah. and at night and ten o'clock at night when you're going to be out at clubbing. I think now, is this going to make like, life very difficult for philandering husbands and things I, like I that? So, yeah, <laughs> I mean that's probably a good thing, right? In the in the in the great I'm scheme not a philanderer, of things. So I give feel me like your uh, lock code and email passwords. Ultimatum. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, it's, it's for families like Disneyland. Every kid has an iPhone. Right, so right. you have the five kids. Now you know where everyone is at Disneyland. Yeah, I like that. Um, I mean, it's nothing new, but the thing that's new is it'll it'll be ubiquitous because it'll be on all the phones when when you hit iOS five. Do you use everyone uses Find My iPhone, right? I have Find My iPhone okay. set up. Yeah, I've I've used it a couple of times when I've lost it in the house and I've just made it bleep. <laughs> make, make the the horrible. <laughs> it's, under a, it's under a pile of laundry or something, and I've made it. I've, I've made it. Yeah, they've actually it made it part of the um, the setup process for iOS five now to turn it on. It's good. Yeah, yeah. So that, that, it used to be kind why. of a hassle to turn on. You yeah, had to sign exactly. up for Mobile Me and all that. Yeah. Uh, they talked about iOS five stuff a lot. It's, I, I hadn't put iOS five on a iPad since the right after launch. I put it on. I put the GM on my uh, Goldmaster. On, Is it launch of an iPad as well? This yeah, yeah it's, next it's week simultaneously. Oh, okay, I think that's part of why the phone event was pushed back to September, so that they they would be able to do both at the same time. Unlike last year with the staggered release, which really sucked. Um, the 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 browser now is seems much more capable. I got to do some more testing, but the tabs actually work like tabs. There's no like weird hey new windows or different windows screen and all that stuff. It seems much much more robust than the beta one or beta two that we put on earlier this year. Apparently, my levels are quiet. Your levels are quiet. Okay, yeah. I will turn you up a little bit then. I, I'm I'm touching the screen. Uh, so yeah, the the rest of the stuff that happened, uh, iPhone four is the, well. Let's talk okay. about iPods well, first. Yeah, iPods classic is not gone. Uh, it's in the press release still mentioned. The shuffle is not gone. So those are the big rumors. What so they just kill. haven't refreshed. Them. I, yeah. I'm going to go ahead and say at this there. point, if they're not, if they haven't killed them now, those are going to stay around until there's such a time as flash iPod touches are big and are are the same capacity at a similar price. They're, they're going to continue no to make way. them like as 250 long as gig. I think I think that we are not going to see those classics go away until flash. Until Flash is cheap. Or, or until they uh, launch some, a product line where it is built into 
like like car stuff. Well, that, that, that's part of the reason why I think the classics are still around. Is is two things. Put that, that, that hardcore people that say I do really I I want to have all my music and yeah. I do have two hundred gigs mm-hmm. of music. I I think that's mad. But there are people that are like that, like serious audiophiles. Um, and then the in car market is a big deal. People yeah. put these things in the trunk of their but car, but it's not optimal. It, it's convenient, but it's hard. To, uh, it's inconvenient to update. It's convenient for playing, having your entire library in your car. But if you want to update, you have to unplug it, bring it back in the house, plug it into your well, computer. I mean, that's not that. Big I mean, it's deal. it's not as connected as the iPhone. Eventually, I think the in-car devices will be Wi-Fi connected, and you'll be right. able to download direct from iTunes to your car. True. Sure. Or stream. Dude, we've had those. D-Link made one of those things years ago. It was terrible. Apple's going to make one that's going to be better. I find it kind of comforting, though, that the classic is still around. I yeah, don't it's know. Like one, it's just something nice it, about it. one corner of a factory in China that's just churning them out. Yeah, I mean, it's an iconic design. People, people will keep buying them. Uh, you know, to replace the ones that die, if nothing else. Isn't isn't uh, isn't Matt Braga some kind of weird iPod Classic aficionado? So is Jeff. Really? Yeah, Jeff has one in his car. He mm. he loves it. He has a 160 gig one in his car that has all of his music on it, and he just when he gets new stuff every few months, he loads it back up. Yeah. So I I mean I totally get that. I think it's uh, nothing wrong with that at all. And it's pretty great because a lot of cars now you know really integrate well with the iPod. You can do it right you know from the controls you've got on your yeah. steering wheel or the and, voice com- controls or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I was a little bummed that they didn't update the Nano. I I don't like the Square Nano design. After using it some, I think. Oh, it's you mean bad. like they didn't redesign yeah, it? Yeah, I, w- I was hoping for a return to click wheel, but I, I understand why they didn't do that. But I I think it's yeah, it seems like they're sticking I, with this. I, yeah, I don't kind of modifying it a little bit, right? So it's just big icons now that you swipe software. through. So it's, it's just software, software update. Yeah. yeah, the same physical physical form. I think more colors, maybe it's seven colors or something. Uh, it's software update. So instead of the four icons in one, it's one big icon on each screen. Now, if I have an old Nano, can you I get, get that update right now? Oh, yeah. that's you great! Can just plug it into iTunes, yep. and you get the free update. You get uh, sixty new watch faces, up to eighteen. I think if they wanted to, I, they, they, the way they presented it was, oh, it was kind of a novelty. People have made watch bands, and people are using it as watches. Uh, Look at all our crazy users! Oh, and by, and by the way, this is just just to go back to the Jobs thing for a second. This is another example, right, of how only someone like Jobs can make this work. You know, so it's, they have the different watch faces because people mm-hmm. like the, the idea of the Nano as a watch. And people are delighted when they bring up like a Mickey Mouse watch face, right? Because that's a classic idea, right? A Mickey Mouse yeah. wristwatch. And they put it on the Nano. It's very cute. And I was thinking, man, that must have been really hard to like – I can't imagine what the deal must have been like with Disney. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. Jobs uh, owns half of Disney. <laughs> <laughs> this probably wasn't that difficult. Right. It just worked out. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I like the Kermit the Frog one. I saw that and I was like, oh, something yeah. I'm interested in. Either I, I that wish, or serial. I wish they redesigned it so you can get rid of the metal clip. Because if you got rid of the metal clip, that bulge makes it less. I, right. Work, if they, they, need, they need to redesign. If they want people to use it as a watch, they need to redesign it so it's. A or watch. they need it needs to, to make be it a more watch. water resistant. Or, or they yeah. need to make it a watch first, yeah. and then that has a nano. Do they ever get? Do they ever fix the problem where the where the watch face is persistent? Okay. So the, the software, I think they did that last year. So yeah. You can have it so you press the button. It is the watch face. Okay, that's yeah. good. Yeah, that's good. Um, and they lower the prices, so twenty dollars cheaper. Still eight gigs, sixteen gigs. How much is it now? Uh, one twenty nine, one forty nine. Actually, the. Idea of using that as a watch is not unappealing. <laughs> it's it's it, a, it's not it's because of the way the headphone jack works and the the dock port and all that stuff work on it. It's too it, it's not a good watch. You have to take it off when you wash your hands. Mm. Yeah. I don't know about you, but I wash my hands a lot every day. Yeah. Yep, especially around here, like Lady yeah. Macbeth. Well, I mean the 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 watch bands they sell now kind of the rubberized ones block most of it, but it's still too bulgy. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's too not big. it's not it's not as ideal as you would you would hope it would be. And you you would want I mean you'd think in the future some type of connectivity. I, I don't know the Apple's sold an idea that they watch should be paired with your phone the way that some of these other devices that we tested like the Sony Live View and and the Texas Instruments one that Will has um, the Meta Watch. Yeah, the Meta Watch. 
the programmable stuff. That's that's still a very much a hobby business. So I mean, across yeah. the whole iPod line, this is probably like the least seismic update we've ever seen, right? I mean, they really just the, did the, kind of tighten the screws on a few things. That is a mature product category. <laughs> They very, are, very much so. They are updating products in an in incremental fashion. I would guess that we'll see updates to that stuff every three years, two or three years. Big Nothing. It's such updates. a small percentage of their quarterly revenues and profits now that it's, there's no point. I really? Mean, I, mean, I mean, it yeah, seems like particularly with the it's Nano, it's they've dropped. been really trying the last few including years. And, and, and no, not including iPod Touch. Okay. Well, I mean, it's just classic iPods. Yeah. It is, it is kind of interesting with the Nano in particular that, you know, most of the other SKUs have kind of calcified. Like, we know what they are now. The Nano is like, oh, what if it looked like that? Uh, what right. about this every year? Well, now finally, maybe you they, should record video. Yeah, now they've actually got two years in a row of consistency on the Nano. Maybe that finally is going to settle down as well. I, this is what the Nano is now. Honestly, I wish they'd go back to the to the Wrigley's Spearmint style stick. That was, that my, was my favorite. favorite. No, actually, no, I like the little chubby one. Uh, the, I, I just, the square one. I just want something that's so small and holds enough music to exercise while listening so I don't feel like a jackass carrying my iPhone when I go yeah, jogging. Yeah, that's all you need. Yeah. Uh, that's pretty much it on iPhone. Uh, the so the, the you mean big, iPod iPod because the Touch got a oh iPod, just got a spec bump right iPod Touch got a minor spec bump. It doesn't have A five. It still has what seems like the shitty screen from last year. So it's not. Uh, is it, it still has a bad camera. Wait, does the iPod Touch have a Retina screen? It has a Retina Absolutely. resolution, but it's not the but same it's not panel. the IPS panel. Oh, yeah. okay, I yeah. see. It, you, there's noticeable dithering. It's, okay. Well, and there's questions. I don't think anybody ever answered whether that was for size and space considerations. Because you know, if you've never handled an iPod Touch, it's significantly slimmer than an iPhone. You know, it's a it's the curved bezel beveled back, not, not uh, right. metal. So, not what, what is the change in the new iPod Touch? I think I think there's a, a capacity bump, isn't it? Really? I, I thought it was already at 64. Oh, was it already at 64? No, capacity bumps for the iPhone. Then it's nothing. For us. Yeah, well, it's cheaper, right? Doesn't it start at 199 now? That's, that's new. Maybe that's it. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, basically iPod Touch, nothing. It's not A5, though. Yeah. Yeah. Again, that, it's that like you, you, you do get to a point where you're just like, we really can't make this that much it's better as, than it already it's is. It's as minimalist as we can make it. Yeah. Like, at, at some point, it'll just be a sheet of glass, right? I mean, that's, that's the direction we're going. Here's your phone. It's a piece of glass. That, that would be pretty rad, Why actually. Not? Why not? Um, so the big news is, of course, the iPhone 4S, which I think is safe to call an iPhone 5 by any other name. But people are going to call me a fanboy for saying no, that. No, I think it's iPhone 4S. I think 4S. I think it's right, it's right for them to call it it's the, the 4S. Same, it's the same chassis as the iPhone 4. Physically the same. The antenna band is a little bit different. Uh, the internals are all, all new, it seems yeah. like. Uh, A5. That's not the, I don't think it's a bad thing. It's the 4S. Oh, right. No, no, I agree. Right. It's, I think the jump from 3G to 3GS – Four to four S, same thing. Yeah, yeah that's same yeah. and it's we were same analogy. so happy with the three GS. It's, it's, it's TikTok scenario, right? Yep, kind of is. Yeah, yeah pretty well, much. And the other thing is, there, there, well, there's two things happening here. Not doing cosmetic changes to this device makes all the people that buy these things on two year contracts really happy with Apple because their phone doesn't instantly look old. Right. Right. I mean, that's the thing. When the iPhone 4 came out, all the people that had bought iPhone 3GSs the year before me thought, oh man, my phone looks old. And it's not practical for them to commit so much like design resources to this iPhone 4 design and only have it for a year and, and, a half. and maybe this is the right the right cycle going forward is you know 4 4s 5 5s it's it's a TikTok cycle going forward mm-hmm. and that achieves a number of things first of all Apple don't feel like they're under pressure to reinvent the wheel every year mm-hmm. yeah they've got they're actually on a two-year uh, cycle for the bigger the bigger revamp and also like you say people get annoyed by the fact that their phone looks outdated after a year now it doesn't like you can if you've got a four you don't need to feel embarrassed no. that people around you got a 4S. <laughs> well, you know, but it's not that, just it's just that different. Just you know, to be clear. Was, and, you know, with the 3G and 3GS, there was a difference. It was the, the back, the color. 
because well, the white, was a white, the white one. Because they introduced a white yeah. one. And, and some I people wanted the white one well, to no, point out that they had the 3G. There was a white 3G. Not a 3G. as was the first. Jeff and Ryan both Maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. On day one. I would argue that you don't need to feel embarrassed that you have a year-old phone regardless. Just in general. Yeah, that's silly. It's kind of product I, snobbery that I, I i completely agree with everything you just said about you know it, it makes sense to leapfrog in terms of cosmetic changes and stuff but if they were only going to do an incremental under the hood update why wait 18 months why did this not happen in june i think it's i think they were waiting on os to be done mm. that that that's my and their killer app that's which my we'll get to and i really do I feel like as, as someone who who stood in i've stood in line for every single iphone so far, yeah. Well, this, to be fair, for the iPhone four, you stood in line so you could gloat about getting. I already actually had my iPhone four. <laughs> I yeah. just it became so such ne- such an instant. I guess as an iPhone line, I, best, I guess I better go in it. Yeah. How did you have it? Did they uh, FedEx today or I, I, one day I, I, early? Yeah, they they sent them out early to people that pre-ordered online. Okay. So yeah, I was we, in the iPhone four line before. with my iPhone four, <laughs> but I just just for the spirit of camaraderie, I went and joined Will and Norm in the line and just like. And again, it's kind of like a Pavo, Pavlovian. Oh, people are lining up for an Apple product. Better, so, better, better go do that. Somewhere there's a line. Somewhere, yeah, there's a line without me in it, and that must be rectified. So jump ahead for a little second. If they're going to do this TikTok refresh cycle, which makes sense, right? It makes the talk that much more impressive. That's the A-plus upgrade. I'm, that's when they can take a risk with the design. And they're, that's kind of what they're doing with the iPad too, right? Well, the other, With the iPad. It would make sense for them to do that as well. It, it, it's not a bad idea. I, it also, I think, on the phones as that market has matured, I think it wouldn't be a bad thing for them to get on an eighteen-month update cycle. I mean, I think, I think, well, eighteen months also ties into like the their carrier, Cause, right? Because the then, then, so three years between major phone updates. Well, maybe not. Maybe it's eighteen months between major phone updates and a new phone every eighteen months. Because the thing is, your two-year contract, if you spend at least on AT and T, if you spend more than a certain amount of money, then then they'll prorate that down. So my two-year contract is actually an eighteen-month contract, right? Uh, because my wife and I are on the same are on the same family plan, right? Uh, well, I don't know what's going on. Share that with me. Okay, because this is great radio. <laughs> yes. um, the uh, the uh, what I was going to say is I think eighteen month cycle is not necessarily a bad thing. Uh, it seems like the internet might be down, so oh. I'm not going to be able to share that with you. Oh, great! Well, does uh, that mean this isn't going out? No, the plug is still gone. Just Wi-Fi is broken. Uh, 18-month cycle is not bad. I think they also probably were waiting on the dual GSM CDMA chipset for the phone. And that's in there, right? And that is in this phone. Okay. So when you go to the store, whether you get the Verizon phone or the Sprint phone or the AT&T phone, uh, it's the same phone. It's just when they activate it, it's probably going to lock it to the carrier. Does, it, does that mean that – oh, OK. Well, does that mean the Verizon phone has a disused SIM card slot? Probably. Really? Wait, yeah. you think they'll lock it so you won't be able to break contract? My, my hunch would and... be that when you pay for an on-contract phone – and get the on-contract price, it will lock it to it. I The question is, will you be able to ask for a no – will you be able to pay the full price for a no-lock You can't yeah, do You can right now. Well, but you couldn't at launch. Right. But you, so that came like six months after the phone was out or after the Verizon phone came out even almost. Do you think I think they will, I mean, they'll let you pay I, $800 I would, so. phone. Is there any possibility of being able to unlock it for, to bring it to a different carrier after that contract is uh, up? Uh, depends on how, how well jailbreaking goes for iOS 5. On I mean, really, yeah. the, the thing is you are probably – some carriers will let you call and say, hey, I, you call and you say, hey, I'm going to Europe. I need to unlock my phone because I want to just use my same phone with a different SIM in it. And they'll give you a code that you can punch in or do it remotely or whatever, and that will unlock the phone. Uh, it, iPhone has traditionally been kind of hard to get them to let you do that with. 
I think consumers are going to feel going to start to feel very comfortable with the idea of this two update cycle. If you want to be hardcore, if you want to be the early adopter, yeah, you can get the new phone every year. For a lot of people, like for example, I think more people will be upgrading to the 4S from the 3GS than from the 4. Absolutely. Because well, that's a big yep. step. That that's yeah, going to feel like a absolutely. big step up. Tons Brandon of people display. are on the tick. New, yeah, new form factor, much, much more powerful because well, you're upgrading two generations. Like with the 4, I, I mean, even me, and I'm kind of a diehard, even I was like on the, I mean, I'm going to end up getting it. Of course, I'm. who am I kidding? But for a while, there was like, <laughs> eh, it's not a no-brainer. because A, because, and we, we'll get into it, but the 4S, what it's adding isn't that revolution? I mean, it's cool, but it's not like, I gotta have it. And also the fact that iOS, I, I think it's very arguable that iOS 5 makes your phone feel more like a new phone than, iOS than, than the 4S is a, does. iOS 5 is an amazing upgrade. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. The the thing I would say is that on the TikTok cycle, you know, when, when a Toyota releases a new body style of car, you never want to buy the one for the first year. Right? Well, I feel that, that way. Right? I feel that way about the first MacBook I bought. I bought the very yeah. first unibody aluminum model yeah. and it had some issues like just the okay well particular the car, unit i got had some production because right, they were working it out i don't think the car analogy works because when they do new body refreshes of cars they have a th- like a five year it's a five to ten year plan yeah. and, and it's not like because the technology isn't ready it's because they can't redesign a car every year right i think with the phone i don't think it's that's the case i don't uh-huh. regret getting the four even though that was the big kind update. of fucked yeah. up exactly it's, it's not like they didn't put an eight megapixel camera in the four because they weren't available it's because, that's true or, or the I mean, they had, you know, they had a bit of antenna gate there for a while, but I don't feel like, you know, I've been an early beta tester on this phone. I've had no no problems with it. Yeah, you had fucking A problems with it. Like what? You just blame all the problems on AT&T. Yes, because it's their fault. Well, you would think that, except for when I have an AT&T SIM in a non-iPhone phone. It works great. Mm. I don't drop calls. I can use it everywhere. No data, weird data disconnections. And people who have a Verizon iPhone say the same thing. Right. So, who, who, you know, well, who, Verizon iPhone has a different antenna than the than the AT and T launch right. iPhone, and four S has a different. So, the, right. you know, this so we'll is all see. very interesting. Here, here's yeah. why I never got an iPhone four. Right, exactly. I was all ready to buy that. I was off contract. It was yeah, perfect, you were in perfect time for my upgrade. I saw that thing; it looked amazing. I was like, "Sign me up, day one." And yeah. then all those stories started coming out. Well, the good news is the, the so one of the things that they changed in the new let's let's go down the bullet points on the new iPhone uh, A five, which is a dual core uh, ARM processor, same thing that's in the iPad, probably but possibly clocked down, almost yes. certainly clocked down. I would for say. battery for battery life, yeah. Right. Um, the the first you know the A four in the iPhone was clocked down two hundred megahertz ish. From from what we can tell on the right. from the A4, because you just don't need to push iPad. as many pixels on that screen, right? But still, significantly more powerful than what's in the current iPhone. D- a dual core versus single core, yes. nothing else, and new graphics as well. Uh, the, the the dual antennas, uh, so it'll it'll intelligently shift from antenna to antenna based on your usage and which one's going to be best, right? Um, HSPA plus, HSPA plus for the GSM for GSM providers. C- CDMA GSM chip. It's all the same phone. Because your prediction, if I recall correctly, was that you didn't think Apple would go another generation with the external antenna. But I it seems like they've, they've stuck with it, but found another way to, it, to fix it. We'll see. I'm, you know, I this is one, one of those one eating eggs. No, 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 not today. I, I'll eat eggs later. I, <laughs> I, I said there was going to be no iPhone 4s. I, I was wrong. Um, what what real world difference does HSPA Plus actually make? It's a little bit faster data rate. It's a, it's an incremental upgrade from uh, uh, 3G data. Uh, basically, the theoretical max goes to 14.4 megabits per second. Yeah, which in is reality ridiculous. You're not going to get more sure. than three right. to yeah, six. Yeah, that, that's why I ask what the real and world HSPA Plus is. that's already on the current iPhone four. If you if AT and T, I don't think it's on the current iPhone four. I think it's I think it's HSPA. 
It's the 6.6 gig, meg, megabit okay. uh, HSPA on the. On if it's 6.6, like, I ran speed tests this week and I was getting 3.4. Which is which is a realistic, yeah. yeah, of the theoretical maximum. Yeah. That's probably realistic. If I can get close to six, it's, five, it's, between five and ten, that'd be wonderful. It's shared off the cell. The yeah. thing that's happening is on, on the phones, though, is the bandwidth isn't the problem these days. It's actually the CPU for rendering web pages and stuff like that. Because uh, like, memory, like yeah, because like I'm able to listen. I, I when I'm coming into work, if I haven't put a podcast on the phone before I leave the house, I just start downloading and it's and, and it streams flawlessly. It's gonna it's, it's gonna be interesting to see because this is a similar upgrade from the three three G to the three GS. If we end up having that same experience, normal remember this when we all sat in Mel's. Some of us had a three G, some of us had a new three GS, and we were sitting there, you know, Peggle. loading up, loading, Peggle. loading up Peggle. Peggle. To see which, yeah, and, oh and you know, we were up and playing on a 3GS while the PopCap stream was still showing on 3G. And we, yeah. you, you could very. We did that, we did that while we were waiting to see Transformers. The, Transformers the, yes, we 2. Did. The performance was upgrade was very keenly I think it was felt. one. No, we saw one in uh, San Mateo, or I saw one in. in uh, oh, we saw, yeah, we saw one in Tamperan. Yeah, was, you're right. It was Midnight for Two. Um, so I th- it'll be interesting to see if, you know, the performance upgrade doesn't seem like it's that big a deal because right now the iPhone 4 sound seems plenty fast as it is. But th- everyday things like rendering web pages, and you pointed out, I think it's very important, the shutter speed on a camera, that's all yeah. processor-driven, right? It, it, rendering an HDR photograph. Yeah. I sometimes yep. don't want to take HDR because I don't, I don't want to have to wait five seconds yeah. for it to render those, you know, collate those oh, images. It slow. It'll do it now, presumably, much, mm-hmm. much quicker. So that's uh, good. So, so yeah. yeah the processor, memory, one pro- gig of memory. Well, we think memory. They didn't okay. confirm. Uh, but the the feeling is it's probably a gig of memory, which is interesting because the place that iPad 2 web browsing falls down is memory. It seems to run out of memory really quickly when you're rendering complex pages. Um, uh, new camera, 8 megapixel, same, same similar That's backlit sensor. That's the biggest sensor. upgrade for me. Uh, five element lens, which Matt Braga tells me is very good and helps reduce like, This is the single most like compelling that. thing that they've upgraded, yeah. I think. Because the iPhone 4, for me, was the first phone where I'm like, you know what? This is my camera now. This is good enough to be my camera. If you run down the list of things you do with your iPhone, first of all, phone calls is low on that list. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Especially on my network. Well, for me, it's because I don't like talking on the phone. But for Gary, it's because he hates having drop calls. It's web browsing, checking social networks. I'll combine like Facebook or Twitter or Google Plus for use. Yeah. Taking photos. Yeah. Big. Is number three for me. That implies you do things. I, 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 I mean, taking photos. I, I take a lot of dog pictures, not, and then maybe like listening to music the couch. and then call, making phone calls. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So when I had my 3G and my 3GS, I would I had a little kind of Canon um, power shot, know, power shot, little yeah. pocket phone. Yep. If I if I felt like if I was going to an event or something where I wanted really good photos, or video. I, would, I would take the dedicated camera. Yeah. With the four, I was like, I just this is just I can just take this now, and it's then four S is going to be the next step up from for that. bar photos and like portraits and stuff like that. It's great. I, mm-hmm. I still you still need lenses for for uh, for things that are more than five five or ten feet away. Right, if you want to change aperture, and even on the power yeah. shots now, you can change yeah. focus and aperture. I mean, there is the lock aperture focus lock, but it's not as configurable as still on like Android phones. Exactly. Yeah. But eight megapixel, ten eighty p video is the big ten eighty p video. Which would make 720p that much better well, with, the, the with the stabilization. So they're doing real time stabilization. It's great on 1080p, mm-hmm. which uh, on seven, uh, on video, which means that if you're shooting at 720p, it'll stabilize and just kind of lock the frame to the yeah. part that's not moving, no matter how much you yeah. They show the camera. They show the side by side comparison that looked pretty good because of capacity and the sensor. I still wouldn't recommend shooting 1080p videos. Like I, on, on those like flip cams that can do 1080p, like the Kodak Z. Yeah, you only sh- I still shoot 720. Yeah, well, and, and, and part of that is because you you likely won't see the difference anyway. Won't. Right. Unlike a photo where you might get more pixels, and you can actually crop later. It's easy to adjust later. It's For hard videos, to crop video. Yeah, exactly. You got to re- you got to recompress and 
Yeah, and it's also going to it's also going to take up much more of your uh, spare hard drive. That's that's, 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 that's the other thing. thing. So from 32 gigs now there's a 64 gig 4s and. If you're planning on using the 4S as a as your to replace a, a pocket cam, yeah, 64 gigs sounds pretty. Still nice, nice, yeah. ni- nice to have the option. Mm-hmm. It's a good thing. Um, uh, so uh, let's see. Oh, the, other, the, other, the other thing I want to point out: the, the big usability upgrade for the camera is, of course, coming from iOS five. Things like being able to get straight to the camera from the lock screen, yep. using yeah. the volume button, all these things. They made a. I mean, here, obviously, Apple's looking at all the. They're looking at all the metrics of what people are doing with their phones. They're getting all that data, and they're going. People are using the camera a lot. We should focus on making that better. So the stuff that's huge is a lot of the stuff that's going to be huge for new iPhone four S users is stuff that's also going to come to the iPhone four and iPhone three GS and iOS five. Uh, so the notification screen is enormous. The direct camera button on the lock screen is an enormous change. What do you think is the single best? Or most compelling, most useful, most significant feature in iOS. The, 5. None of those fucking modal pop-ups anymore. Right, you like I the turn notifications. notifications. Yeah. yeah, notifications. Yeah. Notifications is the, are great. Is the, is the big change. They are lovely. Um, the uh, the reminder thing is surprisingly useful. The fact that you can geogate a reminder and say, "Hey, remind me of this before I leave the house." That's that's awesome. Has saved me from having to turn around and come back to the house when I've forgotten to bring something in, except for the Belkin conserve stuff the other day, which I didn't make a reminder for. That is one of those things that when you explain it to someone, they go, "That's really clever." And well, it, it's just something that you would want to use. How, how, how easy are those to set up? Because uh, you, you say gated around my uh, this address, and mm-hmm. when you get a quarter of a mile away, it it's says, quick. "Oh yeah, uh, okay." And, it and, kind of complicated. And by the way, and technically, and we'll get onto this, I'm sure, with Siri. You can do well, that as well. Yeah. You can say, remind me to take my keys when I leave the house. So here's here's the thing. Siri is the big deal for 4S users. This is the big feature. This is the, hey, you can shoot video with your iPhone 3GS or I guess what was the big feature for uh, iPhone? For what? For iPhone 4. Retina. Retina. Oh, yes. yeah, Retina display. Uh, so Siri, Siri sounds too good to be true. It does. Um, much, much, much too good. Because to those show. videos are like, yeah, this is minor- some Let, minority report. Let's talk about right what here. it is first. Yeah, Siri is a natural language. They call it a personal assistant. I think that's probably a bit much. But it's natural language, both dictation and instruction to your phone. So, for example, they will just watch, you should watch the video. I showed it to Gina last night and her mind was blown. I know. It's amazing. Uh, but it, like, there's a video of the dude running down the Embarcadero saying, hey, text my wife. Tell her I'm going to be late. Now, is there a feature that makes you do that while not looking like a douche? What do you mean? That, I, I, I would pay extra for that. <laughs> you think talking to your phone is going to make you look like a I douche? I think if you're jogging along with your arm pad, with your iPhone and armband, and, you start talking and, you're, your and you're talking to your phone going, move, reschedule the business meeting. Like, yeah, you're a douche. Wait, I think you do that in private. Make, make me a sandwich. Yeah. Yeah. But that, we that's what point. I want. That so, is what I want. So, I'm, I'm just so people understand what you mean by natural languages. You can just talk to the phone and tell it to do things yeah. in real okay. English regular sentences yeah, so the way you would talk to a person. There's, there's a bunch of different stuff that people have called voice recognition over the years. Starting with like Dragon Natural speaking where you put the weird headset on. You say computer, computer dictate. And then it, you start saying words in a stilted weird I remember yes. there was that software I bought. Like, backspace. Backspace. For my PC. Backspace. It was like Star Trek. Software, yeah, where it could change your computer, look like L cars, and also had voice recognition. Voice recognition, and that was a terrible piece of software. Really, really but bad. It was so mad, awesome to imagine it working perfectly. Yeah. So uh, then the next type of the 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 next wave was stuff that had extremely limited vocabularies, 
but uh, we're really dialed into specific things. Like Ford Sync is a good example of that. I don't think your car has it, but I've rented a bunch of cars ha- that have it. It's it has kind a of very limited vocabulary of words yeah. it can understand. I mean, Connect is another one. Connect like is a, in the same yeah. exact situation. Connect has like 12 words at any given time it can recognize. And to be fair, the iPhone already currently has. You can, same, same same thing same on the thing iPhone right now. Yeah, voice calls. control has it. We right. tried it last week. I couldn't call oh, it. Oh, and by the way, that was the other big ad in iPhone 4 was voice control. That was uh, That's exactly. And that I, th- I think only worked on the 3GS, 3GS and 4, and 4. right? Mm. Uh, so... So the uh, the not to the, say there have there haven't been more like voice searching. I mean, well, so I was gonna say the, Google, on, the Android, Android stuff is pretty yes. good, but and built and it, in pretty and, well. And it's a weird mixture of replacing text input with voice because you can do that. Like I've sent tweets with my voice, I've sent texts with my voice, um, and they work reasonably well as long as you keep the messages relatively simple and don't use words that aren't going to be in the dictionary. Uh, and that works by uploading the voice to the internet and bringing it back down, analyzed with the with the text. Uh, you can also do some commands on Android, but they're very much – they're very commandy. It's very, you know, hit the button, computer, navigate to 920, blah, blah, blah. Right, street. because the usual suspects have, go, have gone out saying, oh, you know, my Android phone already does this. But is it actually doing what Siri does? Um, it does not do – And it's also done in Google servers. Well, Siri is done in the cloud as well. Mm-hmm. Siri, A lot of Siri happens on the internet because it says internet connection required. For all of it? For some of it. It's unclear exactly internet how connection it works. Requires, like, when you search maps and stuff. We're going to try it out. But for like text dictation and for reading out text messages, that's all done locally. Yeah. Setting that, appointments. Yeah, that's, that, that's yeah, all done locally. It's a phone. When isn't it connected? May, who knows? So we're, we'll, who cares? We're going to have to – what we'll do is it will be really easy to figure out. We'll load up the Is it kind of like 4S. Shazam where it sends off a thing and analyzes it? Well, that's how Google works. works. Google sends out – Okay. With all the Android stuff, it sends your message to Google's cloud and then you get the response back. Right. It's more interesting that it works on the phone because then if they open the API, then you can tie it to other apps. And you can, right. And they're saying they're opening the API. Yes. They're but saying that, that there's going to be an API so that theoretically Twitter could tie into Siri. Right. So right. you can say Twitter, post, tweet. Hey, I'm stuck in traffic right. in the car. 280 sucks. There's so a lake. We'll here. start to see a bunch of app updates after the 4S saying now Siri compatible. I don't know whatever. if we'll see a bunch, but we'll see some. But major apps and will probably do that. I, I mean, that's a hard thing to implement. I hope that they have documented it really well and made it easy to do. We'll find out. But that video that Apple made does yeah. do a great job. And again, we don't know if it works as well as advertised, but it does do a great job of, of showing you all the different things you can I, ask. I think it, okay, so it looks too good to be true. Yeah, it does. It that does. video, the actors. I mean, obviously, they weren't actually talking to Siri because it was like a dummy phone. They mm. imposed it later. They were still a little like, over-enunciating. Like, it wasn't as natural as, like, a conversation we're having right now. You just still have to, you know, enunciate every word, which is I think that's expected. natural. That's they do that in Star Trek, sure. dude. I, I, uh, Computer. Uh, the, I thought the most interesting part of that commercial was the very last uh, segment where they had the, the blind girl uh-huh. use it. And so it's really – you can use the phone as a, you know – Assisted for you know, too bad that she couldn't just turn the screen off and save battery. Well, it was for our benefit as well. Okay. But things right. like for like the, like it's, the some of the simple ones that really blew me away are like so the woman's baking some muffins, yeah, and she says how many cups are in twelve ounces, and you know she's but it did say it back. Thing. It showed the Wolfram Alpha, yeah, like right screen. Oh, so is there no voice synth- synthesis? Yes, there, there is, is. There is. for text messages, but okay. for something and stuff like that's that, complicated right. where there might be formulas or something, then you can't really the, yeah, reproduce okay. that. The amazing one to me – If you ask it to – if you say like read me my emails, it yeah. will do that. Okay. But if you say how many cups and 12 ounces, it might just say here's your answer and you actually have yeah. to look at the screen. And you know what's also cool? Forget it then. Like remember when my, <laughs> yeah, my, my, my 3GS – Windows phone for you. <laughs> <laughs> when my 3GS was destroyed by uh, the ocean and it was just the screen your, that was broken. Um, I was trying to manipulate the phone without the screen on, but the touch was still working. So I could like, 
And I think Jeremy Williams was pretty impressed by my ability just to navigate the phone and make phone calls with no screen because I, I knew where the phone button was. Right. I knew I could unlock. But now I could, if that happens again, I could I can actually talk to the phone. You just pretend you're blind. Work. Yeah. Assuming exactly. this does work as well as advertised. There's a whole market for selling broken iPhones to blind Accessibility. people. Accessibility. Do you, right. Can you imagine yourself using this? Like, What do you think you might find it if useful If it works. For? Here's the thing. This stuff, you, it's the kind of thing you always use until the first time you say, play artist The Killers. And it says, now playing Avril Lavigne. Right. Like that's the moment that you're like, nope, I'm done, I'm out, <laughs> not doing this anymore. Well, like I like for example, and this well, is kind of annoying. I have to. I know. If I want voice control on my current phone to call certain people, I have to say it in the way that is wrong, but I know the phone's going to understand it. Call Mike Tatum home. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah, basically, <right>? that's it. <laughs> It's not Mike Tatum because it, it doesn't know that's a sh- long A. So they're a. launching Siri. They're calling it beta. Um, and it's not because the software is incomplete but because there's not full language support yet. There, it's, in, it's English, uh, German, and French, I believe, right? Yeah. And with English, it's no U.S., uh, Australia, and England. Yeah, and it's not coming to Canada, um, which was a little what, really? surprising. They, they can't do the U-boots? And the, yeah, the right. Braga and... said no Zeds. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Uh, I mean, here's the thing. This is one of those things that literally I'm going to have to sit down and try it out for a couple of weeks before I'm convinced that it works, right? I, I, We're going to put, put it through some torture testing, it, I'm sure. It's just like – it's literally just like the time when the iPhone came out and people were saying, yeah, if you if you use it for a couple of weeks, you're going to be totally sold because it works. Well, for Octobercast next keyboard. Friday, which is also yes. iPhone 4S launch day, hopefully we'll have one here at and least, we'll be able to have one. some fun trying to, so, trying to confuse well, there's, it. There's like 12 hours of your marathon right there. Oh, though. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, clearly. Yeah. And that's so before that's, we, we haven't even started on The purchasing decision, all right? And because we're all in different parts of our cycle, uh, yeah, on the phone. Contract. I'm out of contract. I've, Me I've, too. Will's yeah. out of contract. Gary, how are you out of contract? Oh, I had a very good phone call oh. with AT and T. Okay, so you don't. So and, and I'm still on contract on November 25th. Brad, you're obviously. I've, so I've, you're, been, I've been off contract for 18 right, months. So you, but you're upgrading from different phones. So you're getting yeah. it no matter what. Are you getting a 4s? I don't know. I don't know. Because I, you've got a you got really? a Windows I have phone. A 3G. There. I my before you guys generously let me borrow this Focus. Yeah. I had a 3G. You want yeah. does that have Windows Seven? G. Yeah. What's but that? if you've been off contract and are still paying the yeah. ninety dollars a month, yeah, I've been you are wasting a subsidy. I've been, I've been wondering about that. Like that that is probably not. I mean, I'm, I'm wasting money, right? You're wasting money. You are wasting Doing money. You're the, absolutely what is the money. what is a better strategy then to approach this? Well, so I'm the okay. So Will, you're getting it because you're off contract. I, I'm well. What I'm going to do is buy a full price one for review, probably the 16 gig model, and then I'll decide if I want to buy it or not. Okay. Because the thing is, I kind of. Like I, I'm in the same place Brad is. Like I really like my iPhone 4s. If this series stuff, yep. sorry, I really like my iPhone 4. If this series stuff is as amazing as it looks, if it actually works, yes, then I'm in. So we're in the position where we're fortunate right. enough to be able to. Otherwise, have, I'll have just wait with the four. Use it, yeah, and and you review it. Well, everybody you can do that. You can go to the store. You'll be able to go to the store on Saturday. And by the way, out. how does Siri? No, how, how does Siri activate? Can I just do I act, same I, way you do voice control now? Hold it down. Oh, but kind of. But I kind of want it to be always on, like connect. Like if I'm over here and I want to know what it was. Can I just say, so, hey, Siri, what's going on? And it was like act, no. activate it from across the room. It implied that once you initiate that Siri thing, there will be a timeout. Because like if you look at the woman that did the baking and said set a timer for 30 minutes, 
she didn't hit the button before she said that. She already had it open and on. So it's possible so it that if you leave that for Siri app open before it goes back to sleep. To, yeah, right, right. Keep talking to it. Well, mm. well, so in terms but of I, and this is but actually I kind of want it to be like Star Trek, right? Where I can just say computer and you don't want to point and right. it'll hear me. Well, this yeah. is where like that you know, in, in the battery. future, yeah. if Siri catches on, where like some type of watch device might, might, might a remote uh, would basically. work exactly. You talk to the watch. Well, you have the remote on your headphones, or but wireless, like you have the phone on the table. Yeah, exactly. All the processing power is done. Don't even phone, encourage people. You have you have the watch or the Bluetooth, and then you talk to Siri, and then you get the data right on the watch. But it's all done. That's how phone. I do voice control on my iPhone four. If I'm in the car, I just hit. I I've hit got my Bluetooth on. Thing, I just yeah. hit the little button, and right. it opens up voice control. So, so in, ter- in terms of the imperative to upgrade, <clears throat> Siri is the one thing that if the no, no, only the 4S can do, right? Well, I'm in the camera. Cam- that's, that's I think the camera is actually the most thing. important. Uh, thing. But that's a rank feature. One at a time, kids. Okay, so camera. I, it's different for everyone. I think camera, then the processing power slash memory, and tied to that is Siri. But, uh, See, but for I'm me, sorry. the ability to post tweets from the car while I'm driving without risking death, that is that is number one. I don't think you do tweets. I'm, talking about, I'm, I'm talking about tweets maybe. Uh, I can text message to Twitter. There you go. Done. What I'm asking about is features that you cannot get in any form on another phone. It's just Siri. Right? Just Siri. Uh, but the camera is an incremental thing. So – I don't even know. You can get voice control on other well, phones. Yeah, it's not quite. It doesn't look like it's going to be quite the same. Too soon to say. We're going to have to have okay. hands on. Well, how, now, do you have Mango on that? Uh, I do. How much do you like that phone? It's getting better. It's definitely getting better. I, I, they need to. They really need to start using the live tiles more. That, that sounds it's more third party. Yeah, but nobody's exploited it yet. Yeah. Well, also, I mean, also it crashed on me. This it morning. seems like the thing to do is just is just let some other people get the phone and see how well Siri really works, yeah. and then decide how much you feel like you need mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. If only but, there were but for a day, I mean, we're we're day one upgrade people. We we are. Although, like I said, even I was a little bit. You know what? iOS five is free and is going to make my phone feel like a whole new phone anyway. Like it's I, again, I think it's a bigger upgrade than Siri and the improved camera. But I do definitely want a better camera. Do yeah. I really want to spend another year taking pictures that I know could be that much yep. better? Yeah. So you know, it's there a whole year's worth of memories that could be pictures could be that much more improved. So many more pixels. Um, you could just buy a DSLR. So I look. There's no, no question. No, I mean, you, different. There's different no question issues. that I'm gonna, that I'm going to get one day one. I got to keep the streak alive. There's, <laughs> there's two. You're, you're such a good consumer. There's Gary. two issues for me. One is how I'm going to get it on launch day because of this fucking charity. Just nonsense. have it shipped to the office. <laughs> Can I do that? Even though yeah. I mean, it's not the same billing address. Yeah, it should be sure. fine. You have, you'll yeah, have to, we, do, we do it all the time. We'll release the info, which we address. didn't talk about yet. Uh, pre-order on the uh, tomorrow. tomorrow is, it, is that at midnight? midnight? Is it open a- we don't know exactly okay. when. On Sprint, you can pre-order right now. So Sprint is another big announcement. It's on Sprint, Verizon, AT&T. Man, maybe I'll just switch will, to Sprint. And then it will go on sale 8 a.m., Friday morning. And AT and T is claiming that they're gonna that, that you can do it right from your phone. That their app will let you up buy the upgrade, get, order the upgraded phone. Really? Yeah, that was in the news this week. You, so, uh, so here's the question: Where do you pre? Well, hold on. One more thing about Siri before we go on. Okay. The interesting thing about Siri is because it's on your phone, it has access to all sorts of interesting context, contextual information about you. It has your complete list of contacts. It has your calendar. It has where you are physically in the world. Yeah. And that gives it. That gives it an extra layer of context to make the natural language stuff, and also more it useful. remembers like the the commands are not independent of each other. Right. If you had it read a text message, you can just say reply, and it'll know yeah. that it's about that text yeah. message, I mean, not specifically. You don't have to talk about stuff know. like being able to say like, "Is there a good Indian restaurant around here?" Right. Well, it's great. Right. It's pretty great. Or <laughs> where can I get good pizza in North Beach? Yeah. I mean, it's it's the content, the contextual information, even to like know that the people I text are. My wife and Norm and you, Gary, and like four other people, and that's it. So it knows that if I'm sending a text message, pretty sure it's going to those people. Right. If I say text Norm, it's not going to pick up the wrong Norm. Right. Right. So uh, 
like it's uh, just to be clear, I don't think that Siri is doing real natural. It's not like really understanding English. What it's doing is picking out interesting keywords and doing uh, a good job with that. Can't, I can't wait to say text fuck shit hell because that's definitely a contact yes. on our list. Fuck shit hell. I think hell's already in the dictionary. No, oh, I no, still heal. heal. Yeah. I still get heal. This is this. And by the way, this just opens up a whole new world of damn you autocorrect. Right? Oh, yeah. We just know that's going to be even more <laughs> oh, yeah. fun in the years <laughs> years ahead. Yeah. Uh, uh, so strategy for buying phone. Okay. AT and T, Verizon, Sprint. Mm-hmm. Do you buy it from the carrier? Do you go wait in the Apple store line? Apple Do you store. pre-order from Apple.com? Well, this is doubly complicated. So the, the two key decisions I have to make, one is what network I'm going to go with. Mm-hmm. And the other one is how I'm actually going to get the phone because of this charity nonsense we're doing next Friday. Charity awesomeness we're doing next Friday. Yes, but now it's now it's affecting my <laughs> life. <laughs> but the children, Gary. And the sick the children. Children's. We were raised money. It's become an inconvenience. <laughs> Gary, the money's already in the bank. Yeah, we can't they, back we, out now. We can just, no, no, we can just give the money to the children. Or we, or we, or we could use it to buy this phone. <laughs> no. no. Don't say that. We didn't get the money. The money went straight to child's play. You know what? Oh, I am right. going to upgrade to a forest. Yeah, now it's free. <laughs> um, so, okay, let's do this one at a time. So in terms of how I'm going to get it, I could go stand in line. The problem with that is I don't really want to be up at 6 o'clock in the morning on a day that I'm going to have to be up for 24 hours. No, that's not a good subsequently idea. Subsequently to that. It's a bad, bad That's idea. very bad. And if you get in line at 6 o'clock, there's no saying – there's no guarantee you'll actually be here by noon. That's right. We all mm-hmm. need to come in here – Refresh. Uh, as, as, as well rested as possible. Right. Might so as well we put can, some beds outside, right. wake up here, take a shower, right. and, so, and then get started. So that Party only breakfast. leaves ordering online. Oh, Pre-orders we, open tomorrow. Can we get like food? Can breakfast? we get a catered start, is what you're saying? You know, can, we get, can we start with the, the most hearty brunch ever? Oh, yeah. Okay, um, we'll, yeah we'll Grumpy's does breakfast. Okay, let, let's save this conversation this is, for yeah, when yeah, we talk yeah, about yeah, For all the hard physical labor you'll be doing. Absolutely. Well, think how sweaty this room's going to be. It's 84 degrees in here right now. 84.6 degrees in here right now. Really? Hot. Yeah, the tech talk is wait, so sizzling hot. I'm, is that, is I'm wearing a tank top. Oh, no, no, that's not the belt. No, that's thing. the organ. Right. I'm wearing a tank top and uh, cutoffs for the oh, for no. Oktoberfest. Just so you know. Can we can we get those Dyson Airblades? I think I might just well, I, I, four I, Dyson Airblades no. around. I think I might just room. do silk pajamas because we're going to end up there anyway. Yeah, just start as you mean to go on. Yeah, uh, costume changes. Or sateen pajamas. We all had so the latter, latter part of the podcast in the we got to announce the guest list. Pajama We'll get to this. Okay, so back to iPhone for us. So we're gonna. So it looks like it's gonna have to be a pre order. The problem is if I'm here all day, the FedEx the guy can't bring it. So we have to bring it to the office. Okay, so then, then the question becomes A to Z Verizon. As frequent listeners will know, uh, I've been very adamant about wanting to get off AT&T and onto Verizon. Yeah. Um, you had a call yesterday. So I called AT&T because <laughs> they fucked up last time when I got the phone. I paid full price for the phone. You paid the, well, I you paid paid the unlocked the, price. Wait, not the 600 I, I paid, paid the, the I paid the off-contract price. Oh, on the understanding that they wouldn't increase my contract for two years. Okay. But they did that anyway. Oh. So I got screwed. And they and I called them and said, I need you to reverse that because, as you, as you can see on your file, I paid full price for the phone. I shouldn't be getting the two-year extension. They went, oh, well, we can't undo that. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right, because you can make contracts longer, but you can't make them shorter. That's how technology works. Fuck you. I wasn't very happy about that. Um, so I called them, and they said, oh, we'll put a note on your file. And that means that when you want to get the new phone, we'll be able to look up your file. But that, then, I, I, have to go, record. I have to go to an Apple, I have to go to an AT&T store and look up something called a VPGN file. Fuck all that. I'm not doing that. That's just too much hassle. Mm-hmm. So I called them again. Some shit. I said, look, I'm moving off. Appreciate I'm, Gary. I, I just want to make sure that I'm not going to get stuck with the fee when I, when I vacate and go to Verizon. Now, when you tell them, it's like putting a gun to someone's head. They'll tell you whatever you want to hear. Oh, yeah. When you tell them you're about to leave you get migrated up to a supervisor very, very quickly. And that, what can we do for you? Oh, yeah. They suddenly become very helpful. 
uh, and they said, "Okay, look, I, I, I'm verified on Twitter, motherfuckers." They said, "I've right. done it now." Yeah, we, they said, "Oh, we've." They said, "We've done it. We've rescinded your contract. You are now eligible for upgrade pricing. However, you want to order it, and we've all, and we've even given you a forty-five dollar credit on your account." Ooh. So I thought, "Oh, you guys are actually very friendly." Um, but does that mean I can live with all the drop calls no. and all the bullshit? Um, Don't do it, man. Walk away. Well, that's uh, what question. Will, is. just tell me what should I do? Should I get the Verizon phone? <laughs> I don't want to be responsible for this. Gary, no, but then it's I, will, I will be responsible. Stick with AT&T. Why? Because the speeds will be faster. 3G speeds. Yes. Where you live in the sunset right now, 3G works. Yes. You get reception in your house. Only place where you don't really get it. Some places downtown. So what are we saying here? Better the, better the devil you know? Is that what and, we're saying? Yes. You're, you're familiar with it. Also, our calls to you will be free. That's also true. And I do... How con- often do you talk I, to Gary on the phone? Would you just like to know? Nice, just nice to have. Yeah. Okay. I, I know. I, I maybe. Do you know more people on Verizon or on AT and T? I know more people on AT and T. It also means, by the way, yes, I do, and and also it means, by the way, that um, I I do occasionally use the feature where you're using the phone while the call is in the background, which yeah. you cannot do on no, Verizon. You, do and on you don't want to lose all your rollover minutes. My rollover minutes. <laughs> thousands and then the AT and T guy gave me some spiel about how Verizon is better on the East Coast, but AT and T is better on the West Coast. I don't know how true that is. I, I don't. I don't know either. The, here's I'm going to feel like such a hypocrite if I don't go through Here, with this. Here's what I'm going to tell you. I would. In two months, we'll know how Sprint's going to handle this because I think what's going to happen is we're going to see a lot of people leave AT and T this this go round. Yeah, I think we're going to see a lot of people who are coming into iPhone and smartphones for the first time not coming into AT and T. They're going to go to Verizon and Sprint. Yeah, pretty sure Verizon's going to be able to handle that load, no problem. Mm. Sprint. Sprint's a little bit of a question mark. This is big, the big deal for them. They're the third. They're the third third size guys. You know, they have a lot of customers. They can probably accommodate it, but who knows? But they've never had a true flagship phone like this. Uh, I mean, Evo and all that. Yeah. I mean, no, I mean, like, in the old Evo days, was yes. a big flagship. Evo was phone. a big phone. Was okay, a, was yeah, a huge fair enough. Phone. And in some parts of the country, Sprint works really. But well. But why? Right. Why? Why consider Sprint? Uh, if, if you're part of the country, here's the thing: in two months really well. after the launch, we'll know how Sprint's held, held up. Norm's contract isn't up until November. End of November. I might encourage Norm to go to Sprint. No way. At the end of November, nope. if we know that they've gone okay, that's not going to happen. I don't know. Norm's making a good case for AT and T, and especially I don't want to wait too much. Norm's I don't want Stockholm syndrome. I don't want to wait two months for Sprint, I and I don't want to get a Sprint phone blind on day one either, in case it does suck. Yeah. So. Well, it sounds like AT and T is not going to pick up a lot of new customers on this, right? I, I like don't. It, I don't. Well, I don't, we, maybe, I mean, we don't know. And maybe, and, and if they do bleed off a lot of customers, maybe that makes it well, that, easier for the people I'm, that are left behind. That's what right? I'm getting at. Like yeah. they're not, they're not going to pick up more network traffic. We'll right? be the like, Kirk Camerons of the cell phone world. We've been left behind. We've been left behind. That's very good. Good reference. Hey, man, that's what I do. <laughs> <sighs> Terrible. Reference. So yeah, maybe, maybe after all my bloviating. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna be the ultimate hypocrite and just stick with AT and T. You know what are you gonna, what are you gonna do? Eh. Better the devil you know. You know, the guy said sometimes it can be the SIM card if you swap out the SIM card. Oh, you... fuck yeah. that. He also pointed, you know, the, the 4S does have, they say, a better antenna. Maybe my problems will be alleviated. The other thing that I found, uh, if you haven't done it in a while, it actually, before you put iOS 5 on and start doing all new, you know, it, it, it's not a bad idea. Like, I went to the Apple store complaining about dropped calls at one point last year. And they told me to completely wipe my phone and not restore from backup. I was like, fuck you. This is going to take me like three hours to fix. Mm. I did it at the drop calls. It helped the drop calls. Huh. One of the things that they said is that during the backups, it actually backs up old versions of the of the core apps as uh. well. So if something gets jacked up with one of your core apps and 
like me, I had been backing up since the original iPhone and just restoring the same backup to new phones. Things were weird. Uh, I'm getting ready to do that to Gina's phone because her phone's kind of slow and fucked up and I'm not so, sure what's going on with it. So I, th- I think I'm actually leaning towards 4S AT&T. AT&T. All right. Wow. And 32. 32 only. Okay. Yeah, well, it's interesting. I looked at my What's, phone. What are the price yeah. points on these? It's one ninety nine, two ninety nine, three ninety nine. So I think I'm going to get yeah. the mid range. Yeah. Um, you said you want sixty four because you shoot a lot of pictures and video. If I, yeah, like I'm, or I've been at capacity for months. My, I have twelve. I use twelve gigs on this phone right. Oh, now. You don't put music on. So thirty two. Well, yes, but not my entire library. Just the playlists that are in rotation. Got it. So I switched to RDO for music. That's a good. You know what? With iOS five being yeah. having a playlist on rotation, yeah. is that much easier because you can stick up Wi Fi. That's I, correct. The thing I hate the most because I use PC at home is iTunes on Windows, and I hate it's syncing yes. over the cable. Yes. So now I might. Yes. Yeah, so this might will be mitigate yeah. that a lot. Yeah. So I'm thinking 32, probably black. Although white is kind of oh, cool. Go, go with the white. I have. I have white is higher resale value. You. I think black for phones, white for tablets. That's yeah. my rule. Isn't so the is isn't the I mean the the four the four white version is is slightly thicker, right? Uh, the glass is a little thicker. How are these fours looking a few months in? Are they starting to turn yellow? What's going on? With the, with <laughs> no, the they're, they look good. So racist. They're fine. That's not racist. Absolutely. Anytime you say yellow, that's racist. You're the, one, you're the one saying don't get white. Yeah, that is racist. That's racist. No, you are no, saying he said, get he said don't get black. No, you're that's even worse. <laughs> Why is that worse? No, he's so saying get white, and I'm so saying, yeah, but it racist. might turn yellow. So I'm actually... Well, doubly I, I don't know. I, I don't, don't even know. know what we're talking about anymore. Gong. <laughs> All right, so I can. So I'm going to order it. This will be good because we'll have a nice little moment during Octobercast when the iPhones arrive. Hopefully. Oh, the mailman is here with what the if, iPhone What 4S. if the mailman Whoa. doesn't get here? What if yours is not on day one and it gets here on it's Saturday delivery? Hulk out. Oh, we'll still be here. We'll on still Saturday. be here Hulk, on Hulk Saturday. Oh, yes, that could be the perfect oh, way to end Octobercast. Delirious. No, but they Are you always, guys going to get they always, to pick you up. They always come on no, delivery day, right? Huh? They always come on delivery day. Uh, if you right? if you're if you're fast enough on the pre order button, yeah. But if, it I says, mean, if you think if you think back to iPhone four, uh, the pre orders bombed out. Remember the site went down after about twenty or thirty minutes. Yeah. So I'm going to be there mashing buttons with everyone else. So speaking to, of to get on that first pre orders and uh, the reception, I think that's the other thing we should talk. Reception, like audience, re- user reception. Yeah. So the there's user, a lot of lot people of people were pissed. I mean, people were legitimately upset. Mm-hmm. Wait, Vinny and I had words yesterday. Well, about, uh, about the 4S and this being the next iPhone. Okay, and we've talked talk about, about the TikTok this. cycle. Let's talk about whether the expectations were reasonable yeah. and, and why people are, are angry. Well, here's the a, here's a thing. Apple's notorious PR secrecy has fucked them on this go-round. Um, I Because I, they let people get carried away with all the rumors, People right? got carried away with rumors. Yeah. Expectations were higher than they have ever, ever been. Yes, um, because uh, well, it's because, because of the eighteen month. It's, yeah, it's because they gave those rumors time to breathe and grow and right. become larger than life. Because they've never waited this long to make a new. Well, and so the, do you, and so the do you longer think, cycle, the longer cycle led credence to the fact that they, something big they might was be working on something big. And so and, the la- Apple, and, and also, if you remember the context of, of the rumors and and leaked iPhones, right? Last time the iPhone was announced, we had already seen it before, right? Right, three and months before. Th- yeah, and this time around, it was all rumors. Well, do you, do you think then, in like the months leading up to the iPhone launch, that Apple should be doing something to manage expectations? No, I no, I don't know. I don't. I'm, I'm I mean, not what a can they, I mean? Like, what can they do? You're saying the secrecy hurts them. Well, they could have the come out and said in, in July when the iPhone five rumors really kicked up and said, "Hey, there's no iPhone five this year." No, they, no, no. I mean, they could have. It wouldn't no, have hurt me. I, I think what they would have done, should have done, is what they did with like, the iPad two. And say 2011 is the year of the iPad 2. 
Right. That is explicitly. I mean, that well, the other thing is that there is no new iPad. The other thing they can do is, is is backdoor leaks. No, no, to, no, no. They, no, no, dude. No, no, if you no, think no, they no, don't do that, that then then oh. you're out of your mind. So overzealous uh, case manufacturers. Yes. Right. Lots of sources. I mean, very credible news sites put well, here, their money down on bigger screen. Oh yeah. Teardrop design. Here's the thing. And it wasn't until two a week before the announcement that we saw the the. the there, the uh, uh, there is no teardrop design arguments. I, I, because I know of, of a, manufacturing. I know of a mom and pop accessory reseller who ordered a bunch of of the supposed iPhone five cases, assuming mm-hmm. that was actually oh, that's happen. hilarious. Yeah. Well, kind of, unless you're those guys. Here's the thing: I I am the num- number and the volume and accuracy and consistency of the rumors are such that I don't think this this comes out of nowhere. Either these cases were built for another phone that we haven't seen yet that somebody's going to announce like a Nexus Prime or something like that uh, and just happened to be, you know, similar shape to the iPhone, whatever. Or wouldn't actually surprise you because the same thing happened with the iPad 2, if you recall. You know, we had there were a bunch of different designs for the iPad 2 that were potentials. There was hardware that seemed like there were mock-ups but most out of, there. most of the case designs that came out with the iPad 2 were in line with the actual redesign. Oh, oh, at the end, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it like, wouldn't surprise me if Apple is making multiple prototypes. No, sure. Looking, shopping sure. them around, to see what people like, see what they think is going, and then deciding which one they think is best given the state of the market and what the competition is doing and all that. Three months out, when they start manufacturing, I mean, it's easy to look back at the rumors in hindsight because now we know what the phone looks like. But we all wanted, and we said it in the podcast, we wanted the bigger screen. Uh, and we couldn't wrap our heads around how they would do that. Well, I don't know if we. I, I don't know if I really. I was excited about the prospect of it maybe being a bigger screen. I want a bigger, thinner iPhone. But here's, I'm okay with that. Here's I'll the, say that. It, you know, like five minutes before the before the conference went away, I said, "Here's my last minute prediction. Whatever Apple announced today, people are going to bitch and moan about it because um, that's true every year. It was a little bit more true this year, and I actually thought some of the venom." was out of proportion. I'm seeing people on my Twitter feed going, 4S, fuck you, Apple. I'm like, really? What, what, what has Apple done to, to <laughs> pit, like, they, they, you're sounding like they just came into your house and started beating with a fucking Rubber wet house. towel or something. Yeah. People said the same thing over the Netflix raid hike, you know, they just, they, they take great personal offense at every, and it's, every it's this Louis C.K. thing, right? The people yeah. become entitled, spoiled little babies. Like, I'm not saying oh. those are, I'm not saying those are good people. No, it's like, oh my God, the phone, so the phone isn't gonna, isn't completely revolutionizing the world again this year. Fuck you. It's just, it's just slight, it's just quite a bit better. It's well, not, it's not gonna give me a blowjob and, and cure AIDS and make me rich. No. Two out of the three. <laughs> two out of the three, Gary. You choose two. Choose two, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, AIDS. <laughs> um, wow. <laughs> too soon. <laughs> uh, I, so I wrote something. I, I was I literally I fired up CNN and I yes. saw this thing that said Apple's big iP- iPhone disappointment. I was like, really? I mean, oh, did you see the one that said this is the, the, the right. beginning of the yeah, end for right. Apple? What the fuck? So I mean, it's it's not like they said, okay, this year's iPhone is the iPhone 3GS. We're just rolling it back, rolling it back. It's a it's a really fucking good product. Apple is going after the 95%, not just the people the, the people who own smartphones that don't own an iPhone. They're going after the other 95% of the world that doesn't own a smartphone at all. You know, if you look at iPhone 90% market share. 90% of the people in the U.S. Right. don't own iPhones. Right, right. That is a much – okay, yeah. If you wanted to run a company into the ground, the thing you would do is just keep selling products to the same people who keep buying shit every year. The other thing you could do that would be smart is to sell people who don't – have that product yet or anything even like it. And lower Open the price. that up. I mean, they, they so have what they've the supply done, chain. Yeah. It's locked down. Costs are going down. 
So yeah, so they've opened it up. There's three. You can buy the 3GS for nothing now on contract. Yeah, I think this is a bad idea. It's dumb. Yeah, you shouldn't should, do it. it. Well, it's a bad idea for Apple too. I think. I don't think it's a bad idea for Apple. It's good for them. But it's dumb if you're a customer. How much is the 8 gig 4 now? Uh, 8 gig 4 is 99 bucks on contract. Right. So I think. Here's the problem, though. uh, Okay, go ahead. You're saving 100 bucks on an iPhone 4 on a $2,000 contract over the two years that you have to do it. So in exchange for saying, hey, I'm going to give you $2,000 AT&T for the next year, AT&T is saying, we're going to give you last year's phone for $100 off. I think I think it's better. I yes, think Apple should be simpler. Should be four and four S, and that's it. I think and a lot of people look, would look at the four and four S and go, you know, what, for the extra the, the, the new the new features aren't worth the extra hundred dollars. I'll save it. Yeah. I'll save a little bit of money. And I think that even the I agree, you probably shouldn't buy the the three GS. But uh, I do think that the free three GS and the ninety nine dollar iPhone four are probably a bigger story for the iPhone than the high end four S's. That's that's a bigger deal in terms of like mass adoption the for the sto- iPhone platform. The story that you want to tell for mass adoption on the iPhone, the reason people don't buy smartphones isn't that they're three hundred dollars up front or two hundred dollars up front. It's that they're attached to a ninety dollar a month phone contract. Like that is a lot of money. If you're on a nine dollar a month phone contract, there's no reason you should get being a free phone. Like, right. You should right. get the free model. Right. I mean, the thing is, you can get a, if you look at the data plans that are available for iPhone now, the cheap one is $15 on AT&T, right? I, I'm really surprised Apple didn't push harder and make the iPhone 4 free. Like, like the, the or, eight or, model. or reduce the data plan cost to the point now, that I, it's I, affordable. Carriers probably wouldn't the, want to they have that. to if they want the If they want to sell these into the other 90% of people that don't have smartphones, mm-hmm. they got to reduce the data yeah. plan cost. And the, and the monthly calling cost. I mean, this is where Sprint. Yeah, this is what happened with the Kin, right? Well, this is where Sprint is going to go crazy, right? Sprint has that seventy dollar a month unlimited everything plan, and that's if they if that applies to iPhone, it's going to be a life changing event because then you're looking at twenty bucks cheaper, and you don't have to worry about going over your data plan. You don't have to worry about going over your texts, all of that stuff. And you know, AT and T will make it back in those small micro fees, upgrade fees, right? Eighteen dollars. Yep. Two hundred and fifty bucks plus eighteen dollars. All those taxes and convenience charges. But yeah, I, 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 I don't, I don't think I don't think it's a good idea to buy a new phone that's on a two year contract that's two generations old. Right. I, well, I, I don't think it's a good idea to buy a new phone that's on contract that's one generation old. I think it's better to offer that. Yeah, I think so it's that, a bad that, experience. That was, that was very. That was a the least Apple-y part of that. So yeah, people wanted a bigger screen, which you know, in retrospect, I kind of feel like is the least imaginative thing you could ask for. Like, I, it's cool, I, but it doesn't. It's a, I think it's actually outweighed by the actual practical improvements Apple did make. Like, here's a better camera. Here's you, you a faster process. No, no. You haven't used Those are a bunch of Android exclusive. phones. Not mutually exclusive. Bigger screen is a perfectly reasonable – given yeah. the, the current mark, uh, market of smartphones and expecting 4.3, 4.7 inch, I think 5 is too high. 4.3 is probably a really Four, good like the, this, this, uh, the, the Windows Phone 7 that Brad's using is a 4.3-inch screen. Yeah. It's a Samsung Focus. It's a really nice size screen. Yeah. It makes the keyboard much more So this is a little bigger than the else. iPhone 4 It's, it's actually a lower-resolution screen, though. It is a lower-resolution screen. Well, it's, it's still looks, still lower, looks good, lower though. Resolution 800 by 400. 800 by 480. It's either 800 by 480 or 864 by 480. Still looks great. Yeah, It looks really good. I think it's a reasonable thing to ask for. It's Hard to imagine Apple doing it given how iOS apps are developed. Yeah, and they're quite well. They're, the thing is, they're not going to change the. Re- they're not going to add another resolution. They're not exactly. It'll right? just the the, right. the, the the pixel density. The will pixel go density down. will go down. Right. So the next I don't jump think that matters. Yeah. No. So what is the next jump uh, for for screen? Didn't I read recently that there's a, a four point something inch smartphone coming out with a twelve eighty by seven twenty? Yes, there screen? is. Yeah, but seven twenty is not a. Sure. It's a Samsung phone, and we'll talk about the seven twenty p resolution screen in a little bit, but. 
there is what there is no technology right now. There's no panel small enough that that high enough that you can do a, another double pixel doubling on a on a small screen. So what is that? I think that's 1920 by by something, right? It's a, yeah. You, there's, we're not going to pixel double yeah. the screens again. The next step is for iOS six or iOS seven or whatever the one is that, that ends it's, up doing this. Nineteen twenty by supporting 12, supporting dynamic size screens like Android does in a Apple way. I mean, I, that, that's the next jump. I do kind of admit that when I, I I used to laugh at the Evos and these big screens, but when you see these big, colorful, very vibrant phone screens, I'm a little bit jealous of the. Yeah, lo- looking at like even the Galaxy S two, which is like a four point four four point five inch screen, I think. No, Galaxy, four point three no, inch 4.3 screen for Galaxy S. Yeah, it, it's it's um. It's it's nice that like you notice you don't notice the extra space in Twitter and mail and stuff like that. You notice the extra space in the web browser and anytime you use the keyboard because just just the narrow keys on the iPhone. Even though the iPhone keyboard is, I think, probably the second best one out there right now. It's it's it, it would be better if the keys were bigger. Although I'm not sold on AMOLED. If you AMOLED versus good IPS screen, I still like the IPS. The only benefit you have on AMOLED is extra battery and yeah. thinner screen. I, I will tell you this brighter thing colors, is brighter, but not necessarily. As I think sharp. a most oversa- oversaturated in some cases. This, this thing is damn near impossible to use outside when it's sunny. Yeah, you yeah. cannot see what's on the screen yeah. in direct sunlight. Yeah, well, that, I mean, major drawback. That that's the case with everything. Is yeah. I mean. One of the things that phones could improve and improve usability dramatically is by doing a smarter job with auto-adjusting brightness when you go from uh, outside to inside because none of them handle it very well. Even the iPhone, which it looks pretty good outside, you have to crank the brightness all the way up manually, and that sucks. Are we on a consensus for the iPhone 4S upgrade? Gary, even, day even, one ATT um, shipped. Even Leah, and apparently Leah and Gina have been talking, Will, about oh, this. No. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's never a good, good, good thing no. when that happens. We should give them a segment on the podcast. We, we talked about that. Don't you I forget? Think, I knew you were going to okay. mention that. You're going to call it spouse cast or something. <laughs> spouse cast. Right. Better um, half cast. There you go. That's racist. Why? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what you're talking about anymore. Oh, okay. Sexist. Um, even Leah said to me, you know what? I'm thinking about maybe getting the 4S. I thought, I thought you were just going to take my 4 as a hand-me-down because she's got my 3GS when I right. got the 4. She's like one cycle behind me. She's like, yeah, but Gina warned me. You don't want to get on that cycle feeling like you're one generation behind. I want to have the best camera. <sighs> like she's actually – because she she's really into photography. She wants to have that, that, that 4S camera. She's really impressed by it and wants to get it. James Bond wants the newest thing. You should get the 4S for, uh, for Leah and just take the, keep the 4, dude. Yeah, that's gonna happen. <laughs> Kindles for everyone. This is, but I, I, I cannot have that. I had, a, I, had a pre, I had a previous girlfriend who went went out and bought a Palm Three, uh-huh. so I went out and got a Three X. <laughs> You're such an asshole. Yeah, and she hated me for it. Like, Why do you have to? That, have that wasn't the only reason she hated you. Just to be fair, no, there were a lot of reasons. That was one of them, though. Uh, um, the, the 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 Q thing that this is Gordon. This is one of Gordon yeah. Ung's favorite things. The fact that if you are a dude in a relationship. And you are the tech support and provider of technology for your significant other. Yeah, that makes you fucking Q. You are not James, not Bond. James you, Bond. You think you're James Bond? You are Q. Yeah, because <laughs> I, like I'm always like, here, don't, don't. I'm going to give you this. Keep it in the case. Keep the screen protector now on. Pay attention, Bond. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, oh, but I broke it. I broke it the first this time. This may out. look like a phone, but in fact, right. there's a it's world of gas bills in here. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, we're James Bond. I mean, we're Q, not James Bond. That's so what does that mean? We're not as sexy as we think we are. We are not. We are not the super spy using technology. We oh, are but the, we're funnier. Technology and we're John Cleese now. Yes. Well, or Desmond Llewellyn was funny too. Yeah, he was. He, an old grumpy way in English. So yeah, so the hand me down thing. I think Leah's get a little bit tired of of that, and now she wants to. She wants the. I, uh, I'm so sorry. But when I asked her why that wasn't good enough, 
because she seems quite. She's. I think you know the the better screen, which again you would have got with the four anyway. But she cited the camera specifically. Yeah, as you, the reason. you're boned. You, she got a real reason. She got an argument Doesn't there. Doesn't bone me. She can go out and get the 4S if she wants. I'm not going to feel less of a man oh. that her phone is as good as mine. Just get the 64 gig one. Oh. <laughs> Figure out which color she's going to get. Get the other color. Tell her that's bigger and get the next one up. She's probably watching. She watches the podcast live. Yeah, know. we'll get the – I think we'll probably – if she gets the 4S, coming. we'll probably both end up getting the same one. Probably both get 32. Twinsies. Matching. A sweet spot nice Aww. in the middle. It's You know, Gina and I have matching iPhone 4s. It's a little bit of a problem because like – we had we originally had the same case, which was a horrible mistake, because then you couldn't tell which one was which. Just I by will we have we had the same case and the same lock screen. I yeah. had to change my lock screen just so I know which one's my I know, phone. That was bad too. But you, well, you broke your case. I too, also broke helped. my case. Yes. Uh, yeah, it's it, having different colors is not a bad thing. Yeah, we we just got matching Kindles this week, and someone one of us is going to have to put a sticker on one of them or something. Because <laughs> you want a tested sticker? yeah, there you go. And we I've got a bunch of them. Okay. Yeah. So uh, so yeah, that's uh, that's uh, that's for us. That's um, our plan for the for us. There's more news. Well, yeah, you want to go on? Is there anything yeah, else? No, totally more, more stuff to talk about. Oh, God. Uh, already analysts are talking about the 5 or whenever the ne- whatever the next iPhone is going to be called. They're pegging um, LTE as when LTE is ready, meaning right. when the antennas are better, when battery drain isn't as much, uh, the next jump for Apple will be an LTE. Phone. Right. So you think the 5, does that mean the 5 will be LTE? Because LTE that would be pretty I mean, you're talking about killer features. So, yeah. yeah. Anand had when a networks thing, are, are better and Anand had a better. good thing where he showed the relative size of the LTE chipsets. Even the chips that are used to, to drive the LTE chipsets are so big that they wouldn't fit in the current iPhone 4 design. And you run oh, into wow. a physics problem. You can't really expect a thinner phone because battery life has also improved in the 4S over the 4. Um, I, I have to say, battery presumably, life in the 4 has improved over the life of the 4 as well. Well, with, with iOS upgrade. iOS 5 yes. definitely seems to have helped battery yeah. life since they took the debugging stuff out. And, of and that, you know, ago. when you talk about not needing a phone every year, that is one of the reasons when if manufacturers are kind of training people to buy new phones every year, I was having getting a new phone because I, I'll get a fresh battery. And right. I, and you, you know, iPhones you can't, obviously. But presumably, can, but I, w- I would guess, and I don't know the, in, the ins and outs of Apple's cycle that much, but my educated guess would be that big decisions like LTE, basic design of the phone, things like these are decisions that have already been made within Apple. Like Apple knows they have a five. Year, well, the thing is the, the variables are when are the chipsets going to be done? How, how, how is the battery technology advancing? When is the power consumption on the chipset going to go down enough and the battery power going to go up enough and the yeah. power consumption of the other stuff in the, in the phone but are they, but, that but, they can get the 14 hours of battery that they want? But does it, I, I'm trying to figure out how, how it works. Like we know that, for example, the LTE chips that are available today wouldn't fit in the phone the way they want it to. So they may say, well, okay, we know that the phone that's going to come out a year from now, we want it to have LTE, but we're banking on the, on the, on the fact that so they make three ten, months from now when we need to start actually building yeah. them, they ten, those chips will be there. Ten different prototypes. Yeah, right. that's the thing. Right. right. There's a shitload of prototypes. Two or three of them end up out in the wild, and that's how we end up with all these iPhone rumors. Right. So, any more iPhone stuff? LTE, I, I would I'm think next, next phone will have the bigger screen. It's, it actually worked, as much as an inconvenience it may be, it's worked out quite conveniently for, for Octobercast that we'll be able to do iPhone 4S unboxings. and Hopefully. And because it's problems. wireless syncing, we should, be, we should just be able to... We don't yeah, need to so, plug it into, so my, Gary, into uh, my computer at home. We right? talked about iOS uh, 5 oh. a little bit. That's out on the 12th, so is iCloud officially. Yes. Um, so... If you're planning on getting iPhone 4S day one, you should upgrade your phone. First of all, back the hashes on your 4 just in case. Yeah. Upgrade iOS 5 on the 12th. Sync your, all your shit you want to iCloud yes. so that when you get iPhone 4S, you can just download over Wi-Fi. Yes, I will be doing that on the 12th next week in preparation for all of this. Uh, and in case you need to know how to back up your hashes, 
the application I'm looking forward to my list right now because I can never remember what, what it's is called. backing up your hashes. I don't even know what that uh, is. So that backs up the things that Apple uses to say, "Hey, this is a legitimate build of iOS." So basically, it lets you go back and and restore an older version of iOS on the phone if you want to go back from iOS five to iOS four. Um, although I don't know if that works since they've upgraded the. I think they've upgraded the baseband now. Uh, it is. I'm still looking. It is called. What is it called? Uh, no, not not that. Fact uh, checking. This is know, fucking scintillating. Great radio. Uh, let's talk about something else. <laughs> so, Zoom um, HD is dead. Yes, finally. I thought this happened a long time yeah, ago. Yeah, I thought it was dead. No, I, Microsoft, well, Microsoft never confirmed. Hmm. And they released. Uh, they just was, took all mention of the product away, yeah. took it out of the the, the tool, yeah. took it off the website, their official and statement, stopped selling it. Their official but they statement didn't confirm. Now, Zune HD, it, the the physical product is dead, and they're focusing all the software efforts, all the hardware efforts on Windows Phone. So yeah, but Zune continues as a service. Big, yes. big fat Zune logo That's on this right. thing right now. Uh, well, oh, yeah. we, t- we talked about the 10 free downloads a week going away, or a month That's a bummer, because that was always one of the better parts of the service. Eh, it seemed weird to me, but I know people really liked it. No, I think it was awesome. I, yeah, I think why they wouldn't you have done a better job? Stuff. They could have done a better job Something with it. Something else for me to be anxious about. Right, right. Because Will didn't want to get reminded at the end of the month, hey, you're you, – Right. What am I going to use my 10 tracks on? Well, that's the thing. Oh, it would God. be a good – And you're going to have like – How you use the service. If you have a 13 – if you have an album that's 13 tracks and you have to – then you have to remember, oh, i got to go download the last three tracks. That's that's a cue. It should just stuff. be a cue. It should be like here's a list of all the albums well, you that would be stream. too easy to take. Yeah. But yeah. you know, for on Zoom, and then you can just say add to my. It doesn't month, matter because it's gone. Key. It's gone. You can't do it. Yeah. But the, the you know the de- the ultimate death of the Zoom hardware, I think, was kind of in the cards from the day they announced it. It's unfortunate because the iPod Touch has been a really huge success. Yes, I like the Zoom a lot. Um, a lot of people love it. Zoom is lo- great. They love the sound quality. Great sound quality. They love the uh, uh, UI, which is you know have you see it now in the first AMOLED screens. In yeah. fact, actually, if you look at it, the Zune HD it could potentially fill the gap that has been left by the by the new shitty iPod Nano. Like it's the right size to go running and stuff with. If they put app support and stuff like that on there, I, I don't know. Maybe I, my guess is that a a no touch Windows Phone, a no phone Windows Phone Seven will rise again in the future as that app market as that continues to grow because there'll be a market for that for a no 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 data plan Windows Phone. But when you when you go into the Zune the music player app on the Windows Phone Seven, does it are you are you in effect? It's the Zune. You have a Zune. It's everything right. that you had in the right. Zune. Uh, it's a fantastic player. I like it better than the music player on the iPod. Right, and that's what a Zune. That's yeah, that's it, what the Zune straight up says like. Zune at the top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's the Zuniest Zune you can buy today. <laughs> uh, um, Xbox TV stuff. Yeah. So Xbox Microsoft made an announcement yesterday that. Well, kind of. Kind of. And Brad, yeah, you're probably more suited to talk about this because you're the, the console guy. Sure. The, the most PC of the console guys. Actually, actually, didn't even. dig very deeply into it because yeah. I understood there was not much to dig into. There's right. no information. They, 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 announced, they announced a bunch of content yes. partners. So uh, the or, big ones are HBO Go. Yeah. So it's it's not a replace your cable. It is now you can do more with your cable. Well, it lets you for people who don't have cable boxes that can do on demand. Right. It opens up HBO Go to them on the TV, which I'm very excited about. Mm-hmm. And so they announced a ton of content partners, but Comcast, even within those content partners, people, the con- actual content is not very uh, specific. It's not, they, they and by not very specific, yet. you mean there are very, there are no oh, Next to no, no details, yeah. but what actual shows you can watch with this. Right. But that will, it, it was rumored like a month ago, and now. And you'll also have to have a cable. I mean, you it's will. not like you can t- yes. turn off your cable and then pay for this. No, it's like HBO's this will go, be right? It's going to look for, it's going to look for a, yeah, for a cable. It, 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 HBO goes one of the services that will be on It will still be good news because it's for, Microsoft wants to make Xbox your primary hub. This is everything the PlayStation should have been doing. Yes, the agreed. promise of the PlayStation. They had a window. Right? It only does everything. Well, 
Xbox does more everything closer plus. to everything now. <laughs> but the, uh, my understanding is there's no way to have this and only have an Xbox under your TV, right? No. You're still going to have a cable box sitting around somewhere. We don't have to have a cable box. If you, you want to watch, if you want to watch live TV, you do live. Okay. You, yeah, you can pay for HBO and not be able to watch it if you don't have a cable box. But increasingly, I I find myself increasingly living off my uh, on-demand services. Yeah, and not watching things live or even live, DVR. Live is shit. Most more and more content's available on demand, so that's yeah. what you're going to be getting. Like if you have does on-demand stuff have ads? Like if you watch, yes. yes, oh yeah, on Comcast. Yeah, I can see the same. Not only are there ad breaks, it's the same ad. It depends. Like for example, Breaking Bad, mm-hmm. I watch every week, and sometimes we watch it on demand if I, I don't want to mess around with the DVR. If you're watching that mo- the most recent week's episode, like the one that was broadcast yesterday and now you're catching it on demand, you'll get all the same kind of ads that you would, like full commercial breaks. If you're watching episodes that are like two or three back, yeah. what you'll get is just one ad. It's usually kind of like a, a one specific ad or like an AMC. So they're selling sponsorships for on-demand catalog yes. content. It's, and it's then a, the commercial forward. breaks are shorter, but they're more irritating. As Norm says, it's the same spot every time. Well, you can't gets, pa- can you fast forward through them? Uh, you can double speed through them, oh but you God, are limited. Yeah. This is why I have a TiVo. Yeah. 15 bucks a month. But, you know, it's I like the idea of being able to watch TV and still get my uh, game invites and stuff, things like that. Yeah. Like, I'm watching some boring show and suddenly you want to play Gears of War. Great. I'll go do that oh, instead. So I, I mean, I, I turn those off for videos. Yes. Who wants to see, like, who wants to see their friends popping online constantly? I, I would like it to be able to micromanage Netflix. it a little bit more. So I don't need yeah. to see when people come online, but I would like to see invites. Yes. Messages. Right. Yeah. They, they've needed to split that out for a yeah, while. Yeah, they do. It's, they it's need to add some shame. more granularity to yeah. that. Steam does a really nice job with that. It's one of the things they do well. I mean, like, PS3's got it completely backwards. They even tell me when people go offline. Why do yep. I care when you've gone offline? I turned all the notifications yep. off on Hey, PS3. here's someone yep. you can't talk to anymore. Also, That's I don't have really any useful I, information. I deleted all of my friends, but I think Norm, because he was the only person I actually know in real life that was on the PS3. Yeah. Uh, and I don't even use the PS3. Right, I, I've never seen Norm on the PS3. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, RDO, yeah. now there's a free version. Well, hold on, hold on. So the Xbox thing, they didn't give a date or anything like that. It seems like it's going to be post this year's fall update. That's uh, got to be coming pretty soon as well, isn't it? The, uh, the big we, Metro we update. We saw a brief about that a couple of weeks ago. Yes. It's, uh, I don't think they have a date for that yet, but I would assume it's in the not too distant uh, future. It sounded like it was November-ish. Yeah. That's when, typically, that's when they've updated the, the yeah. dashboard. It'll be before Thanksgiving, after Halloween, probably. Yep. So, uh, so yeah, that. A free version of RDO is exciting. Uh, so it's basically, now it's comparable with Spotify. It's ad-free also, but it's a limited number of hours. And there's a counter on the on the So it's like the, Pandora, website, basically. Yes. Although but, Pandora has no limit now. Hmm? Pandora has no limit, no 40-hour limit. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Uh, the only thing RDO is missing to be perfect, as far as I'm concerned, is the Spotify-like ability to put your own music into the cache you on the des- phone. Desktop app. Yeah. Well, no, RDO is a desktop app. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's just a, it's Adobe so Flash. They're matching, like the matching stuff Yeah, Spotify. The, no, no, not the matching stuff. Like The thing that's neat about Spotify is if you have music that's not on the service – but you own it. You can just that's, that's what I mean by match. Oh, okay. it'll, it'll, it'll look in your library and it'll say you have this album. Do you want Spotify to put it on your phone? Also has it, but it won't transfer that file to the phone. It'll get Spotify's version. Yeah, exactly. On the phone, that's matching. Exactly. Okay. Um, last thing. Samsung Galaxy Nexus. So next well, we Tuesday. We have one more last thing. Uh, okay. But go next, ahead. Next thing. The reason Brad's here. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Well, oh. I think it's appropriate that we should have one more thing. Well, that, well, that, oh, I, thought no. that was, I thought that was more of a testing thing. Yeah, we can just hands on with that. Okay. Last, last bit of news then. Uh, next Tuesday, Google and Samsung have an event uh, down in San Diego for CTIA. Samsung has their own, uh, I think it's called Unpacked event. Okay. Uh, press conference, 1130 a.m. I will be flying down to attend this. It is widely anticipated to be the public debut of uh, Android Ice Cream Sandwich and also the next Nexus phone, uh, which they released a video teaser for earlier in the week. 
So, and also this morning, uh, Boy Genius Report uh, said they had exclusive details about the actual specs. We can, we can run down the specs. It seems like really it's going to be a Galaxy S2, right? With an uh, well, near field. Here's the thing. The Galaxy S2 was released in Europe uh, a while March, ago April. and then also in the U.S. more recently, but not in Verizon. So speculation was, why not Verizon? And uh, it's possible because they were waiting for the Nexus phone and it would be an exclusive on Verizon. Oh, as opposed I to hate T-Mobile. that. Why do they make these phones carrier exclusive? I, I don't know. Are we expecting big things from Ice Cream Sandwich? Uh, it's it's the you remember how Gingerbread was the Google's last opportunity to make good on making the experience really good. Mm. Yeah, it's the same thing again. But also, it's it's where the unified so much hate today. They unify tablet and uh, phone OS. Yeah, all right. So it's, okay. it's, 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 it's three point thing. something, not yeah. two point something. Um, okay. So uh, that video was really interesting because it showed a really curved phone, and the next S was curved. Uh, what Boy Genius Report says is that the phone is going to be called the Samsung Galaxy Nexus. Wow! Wow! So they're they're they think Galaxy is the brand for for Samsung. That's, going that's what the report is. Uh, and here are the specs: nine millimeters thick. Uh, and here's the Brad uh, the screen: four point six five inches, twelve eighty by seven twenty. We're wow. getting into. 720p screens. Yeah, that's crazy. Resolution sounds nice, but that almost sounds too big. Well, the uh, Infuse 4G, which Will has, is 4.5. That thing was unwieldy. Uh, It's it's fine. Once you start using it, it fits in your pocket, fine. Mm. Like The thing is, if you can fit it in a pair of jeans pockets, I I think it's Curved glass, I think, is really interesting. 1280 by 720, that's really high res. We're talking about jump from 854.40 to 720p. Does that put it at higher pixel density than the iPhone 4? I don't think... uh, I don't think so because of the 4.6. Because of the, small, the larger yeah. screen. But it will yeah. be very close. It's going to be, I think, still above. I mean, it sounds like yeah. the overall effect of it could be really stunning. Yeah. Yeah. Um, running a TIO map, Cortex Design, 1.2 gigahertz. It's interesting that they're running their own uh, uh, ASOC. That I thought was very interesting as well. Uh, one gigabyte of RAM, 32 gigabytes of storage, 5 megapixel camera on the back, 1.3 in the front, 1080p video, of course, and LTE. Right. And NFC. And, of course, NFC. And uh, 1700. So LTE's uh, high speed data. NFC is the near field communication stuff. So that's the that's the ability to like use Google Wallet at the grocery store, basically. Um, it's interesting. I, I mean, I mean, rumors. We'll see. Yeah, next week. It's next Tuesday, week. Right? I really next Tuesday, eleven thirty. I really hope to get some hands on time with. You're wine. taking the good camera. I'm taking the good camera. Uh, they will be streaming the event lives on Google. So it's like an official Google. So I'll, probably I'll be watching at home, writing up the story while YouTube, you're down there. YouTube.com forward slash android or something yeah. or google we'll we'll post the details as we get closer to the day um and then i guess that's it let's let's uh, jump over to what we've been testing this is a really long podcast already so uh we're going to abbreviate the rest of the show but we'll uh by the way one final thought on ice cream sandwich yeah continues its streak of every time you say it i, I want, want an, I ice, want cream an ice cream sandwich <laughs> did i tell you i bought we oh we didn't talk about it. you weren't here last week I, I bought ice cream sandwiches after we talked about it the week before and why did you not bring any because i ate them all they're gone. It would have been so good if you'd have kept a cooler in here as a secret surprise and waiting for someone to say, I oh, I, I want an ice cream sandwich now and go, well, look what I have. You would have been like the most amazing person <laughs> ever. You would have been the, the maker of you know, dreams. You know, Octobercast is just around the week, just around the corner. Yes, it's a week away. Yeah. Uh, speaking of ice cream, this is kind Can of we, a... Are we going to what we've been testing? I, I want to talk about ice cream for just one more second. <laughs> are they going to so, make that dude food? No, but this is Ben and Jerry's related. So we have not have sweaty balls ice we cream. We have not. We have not yet. It doesn't sound very good. We should get some for next week. We should get week. some. Not only should we get that, they announced new Ben and Jerry's flavor today. Ooh. Oh, my God. Yes. What is it? I just blew myself from Arrested Development. Wow. wow. Is it bananas? It is blueberry ice cream with rich body chocolate swirl and white chocolate cutoffs. Are you sure that's real and not just a Reddit thing? 
Okay, that I, looks I, real. I see the picture. Well, yeah, but the dude food looked pretty convincing as well. Yeah. I like the fact that they're getting into increasingly offensive names. Well, the timing yeah. of this works right because they announced the, uh, the new season of Arrested Development. Yeah, I saw that. I'm hoping for one day to achieve my own Ben and Jerry's flavor called Fuck Off. <laughs> <laughs> or, or Will. Sorry, AIDS. <laughs> Sorry, AIDS. <laughs> uh... What have you guys been testing this week? We talked about iOS 5. I'm not going to say – I've been testing that. I'm not going to say anything else about it except that it is awesome. I haven't run it on 3GS yet, which is the lowest supported hardware. Mm. Uh, I have one at home that I'm going to bring in and put it on and see what the experience is like before next week. Do you think it will be like when iOS 4 ran really poorly on the 3? I think Do you think Apple's learned their lesson about these systems running lesson. two generations back? Yeah, I think they learned a lesson. I love the idea that my phone is better than Gary's now. Wait, so how is it? What? I have iOS 5 on it. Beta? No. no. Gold master. Gold master, motherfucker. What? Fuck you. How do I get that? Hi, Gary. How you doing? You have to, you're going to hook me up with that you shit. Got, you got to be nice. Yes. I am. Why, why am I not nice? <laughs> Give me that shit. I want it. Okay. Uh, there, there's a specific upgrade process. Doing it. Uh, one, do I need to give you, you yeah, my EID no, number no, no. or whatever? You, you have to give me that. Yeah. We can do that at the office after we're done with the show. Uh, okay, let's and, do that. And my recommendation also, because you have to back up your phone, you should definitely back up your well, phone. Well, here's the thing. There's a new version of iTunes. Yeah, you have to get the version of iTunes. There's version for Windows or, or Mac. Right. Uh, get the one for Mac if you're on, if you have Get one. it with whatever you sync yeah. from. Install iTunes, back to put your phone in airplane mode, and then back up. Why put it in airplane what? mode? What? Because I got a text message during my backup, and that, that's what screwed my backup up. Oh, Ooh, interesting. And I couldn't almost couldn't recover. And a good thing was I backed up on the Windows okay. PC before. Walk me, walk me so, through the so steps the, later, and I'll, I'll well, do it. Let's, actually, let's talk about this because before the show's on next, people will have done this. It, when you are upgrading your iPhone to a new version of iTunes, when you're upgrading iTunes and the iPhone at the same time, not a terrible idea to back up the phone with the version of iTunes that is the most recent. Yes. So don't back it up, then upgrade iTunes, then right. restore the phone. Right. Install iTunes, back up the old phone, then install the new phone, and then go from Where there. Where do you get this new version of iTunes from? Uh, you get it from the same place you get the new version of iOS. Oh, Will the, secret, Smith. the secret cupboard? Okay, you got to be a developer. All right, good. I'm an iTunes. I'm an iOS developer. Yeah? How's your latest that, <laughs> yeah, that coming along? <laughs> I'm working on it, man. Yeah. I got a, I got a real... It's, I got it's a, a wiki, Gary, right? A Gary Witta soundboard. Got some really coming. amazing fart-generating <laughs> algorithms. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we're we're fractal fart generation is what we is what we do over here. Mm, chilled ass air. Um, yeah, so so that's important. Do it do it in that order. I did that on a couple of phones, uh, no problems. The OS is really solid on iPhone. Notifications. 4s. Oh, look, I just got notifications on my home screen. Oh, so good. Must have it. It's pretty Must fantastic. Have on iPad it. as well. Want uh, it? So yeah. Oh yeah, good. I'll, I'll give you my. Uh, oh shit. Um, yeah. I can't give you my ID from my iPad until I get home, but I'll give you the I, thing I, off here. We can. We have sources. Magical. Um, let's All right. see. What else? Belkin can serve stuff. That video is going up, I think, early next week, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's basically a line of of, pro- of energy conservation uh, devices from Belkin. They're like smart power strips and stuff like that. It's really cool. Uh, not particularly expensive compared to comparable products. I thought it was neat. I went around the house figuring out how much energy all of the shit in my house uses. Turns out the TV uses more than anything else, except for maybe my computer. Um, Norm, you've been... Uh, You've been on the uh, – oh, did you test that WDTV thing? Should we talk no. about that? Okay, let's not talk about that. They didn't announce a new one, but it's, it's just news. It's, uh, it's on site. Hario Skirton, a hand mill mm-hmm. coffee grinder. I'm so glad I didn't recommend that to you. 
because it is really hard to use. Yeah. Mm. Grinding coffee by hand is. Yeah, hard I mean, work. just the manual element. I just it's knew just it wasn't like, going to oh, be for it me. Takes so long. Yeah, I love the. Um, oh, I'm still testing the Samsung uh, Galaxy Tab 8.9. Yeah, still loving it. Uh, I have I've done a thorough uh, wipe down of it after the bathroom test. Two. I, I don't need any more information. Alcohol on that. wipes. I've got, alcohol I've, wipes. Got, I've got hospital grade alcohol pads. Okay, yeah, I think if, you'd, the, if you'd like the, some. The Clorox stuff. It, it, it's wonderful, yeah. the tablet. It's 8.8 8. 8 inches. 8.9 inches, inches is exactly the size you Wait, want. Wait, hold on. For so a tablet. I'm just, I'm just going to like, you love the tablet. Yeah. You took it into the bathroom. Now you have to wipe it down. Like, what? what's the, the missing well, part that, see, I, that I don't want to know George, about? It's here. the George Cassandra. Fecal thing. matter, dude. <laughs> Fecal matter. <laughs> It's like I, I brush my teeth while using the tablet. Haven't you ever haven't you ever read one of those studies about the little bowl of mints at the cash register in the restaurant? No, what and about how them? you should never ever eat those? Oh, really? Because really? I eat them all the time. Oh no! <laughs> what? No, never. The ones that are the ones that are in cellophane are okay. Well, the little no, red yeah, yeah, and white yeah. ones. I'm talking about the ones that are just yeah. loose. Oh no! I, I, I if it's a wrapper, wrappers. Here's the why process. is that bad? You eat eat lunch. Yeah. Before you go leave the store, get in the car to drive home. You walk into the bathroom and, you know, maybe drop a deuce. Maybe just have a Oh, and then you come out and, like, dig around in the ball. They're, right. yeah, oh, they, they found, they've tra- found traces of urine and feces in those mints. Yes. Oh, my God. Urine's okay. It's sterile, but feces not uh, Well, so no. It's, it's only sterile right when it comes out. Oh, very quickly, know. Very quickly, it becomes a, a wonderful medium for uh, growth. Bacteria to cultivate in. Cool. Yep. Wow. This is great, great factual information you're yeah. bringing to the podcast, Brad. Right. All that fecal mist I, I've, is, I've, is on your mints. I've absorbed a lot of medical information through osmosis. Yeah, it's, not, it's, not, you don't, <laughs> it's shit you don't want to know. It's not helping no, my shit anxiety you don't levels at all. Taking microbiology was a formative experience yeah. for me. It taught me that washing your hands is very, very important. Yep. Yeah, it's a good way to turn into like Howard Hughes type. Exactly. Uh, speaking of tablets, Gary, we need your inputs on the uh, Kindle Fire. Is that something that you are pre-ordering? Um, well, I was going to talk about Kindle anyways as part of what we're testing because yep. I, I, I got it this week. Yeah, my review went up this morning. It's I got fantastic. two. I got one for me and one for Leah because it, it's 79 yeah. bucks. I mean, it really does feel, you know, like a very impulse purchasey. And I've been saying for a while that I wanted a dedicated reader. I mean, I love my iPad, but it is slightly heavy and, and bright uh, at night when you're reading. So uh, I like the idea of having something that's super thin. I love e-ink. It's amazing that for what seems like fairly primitive technology, e-ink still seems kind of magical to me. Yeah. Like every time I pick up the Kindle, I'm like, is that a sticker? No, that's actually the <laughs> that's text. The screen, yeah. That's pretty cool. Um, and I nearly got the last generation had one. Had you but... had a Kindle before? No, so I've been, held it, I've been holding off every generation thinking, I feel like the next one is the one where they're really going to nail it. Yeah. Like not that it was ever a, a bad product. It's always been a great product. But on this new one, finally getting rid of the keyboard was a big thing for me. Um, and it's so thin and light. I mean, it's just a thing of beauty. It's, 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 it's now one of my new favorite gadgets that I own. Uh, so they came in the mail. Love the packaging. Everything from the – just everything is so great about the Kindle. The brown – the plain brown packaging is really cool. Uh, it's super cheap. I agonized a little bit on what version to get, whether I should get the, the offers or the touch. And yeah. looked at, took all your advice and eventually event, got, the, got the, the basic version with offers. Here, um, here's the the thing, which I think it was the right. I'm very happy. Yeah, with the it. the thing that I realized. Well, first off, it turns out you can't upgrade the offers to not offers if you want to pay thirty bucks. Yeah, Amazon. that was a good tip. Um, but it, the offers are really unobtrusive. Yeah, they're fine, and sometimes Having, they're good offers. Yeah, sometimes you want the offer. Well, it just means that there's no reason to get straight off the bat the hundred nine dollar version. Yeah, try the offer, save some money, but you know, save five bucks on the the USB yeah. adapter, and yeah. then later on, thirty bucks. So, so the thing I realized. Is that now at seventy nine dollars e ink is not it's not disposable, 
but it's cheap enough that you kind of don't care. But you don't like I don't I don't have to fret about it on an airplane the way I do it. Like I can walk around reading it, not worrying I, about dropping my iPad. I'm dropping. It's like yeah. eh. I rode so Bart what? in the other day. I busted out on Bart. I would never ever take my iPad out on Bart. Oh yeah, absolutely. I, I hesitate to take my phone out on Bart. absolutely. I feel and like I'm this, getting marked for death. You feel much that. more safe with with this. Um, it does have the issue with you know in low light. Uh, I am gonna I'm gonna be looking into the lighted cover. Well, so I I, or, I pre-ordered one of the lighted covers because I'm interested in that. I, it's stunning to me that the lighted cover is fifty nine dollars. It's nearly as expensive it's as the Kindle. Nearly as expensive as the Kindle. Yeah. Um, I think that's a little bit offensive, but I mean, whatever. It's it's the having not having to have the overhead light on or the or the reading light on when mm. I'm reading it is a is worth sixty bucks. But I but I love it and I really do think it will encourage me to read more. Like I'm going to buy yeah. that Steve Jobs biography. I'll get it on Kindle and read it. Yeah, it's well. Get that, that on Kindle. It's you a really physical book. Well, I, no. no. Are I, you going to get him to sign it? No. Too, too soon. soon. Okay. Too soon. My bad. That's what I want on my shelf, though. I pre-ordered this morning. Seventeen bucks. Uh, anyway, the the point is, it's a really nice device. Seventy nine bucks. A uh, couple of things I don't like. I it bums me out. They don't include the little USB power brick. Uh, the the the. A plug to USB power bricks. So you have to charge it off of a USB right, port. So it doesn't ten bucks. Well, it's Probably five bucks so. if you get it through the offer on the Kindle with yeah, offers because they give better. you five bucks off. Yeah, um, and I had ten dollars Amazon credit. I never even knew I had from some previous purchase, so I got mine for sixty nine. I better. I think that they have over trimmed the bezel. Like going back and looking at the bezel size on the Kindle two versus the Kindle three versus this this fourth generation Kindle. The buttons are a little thin. It's the buttons. The buttons are. I'm okay with that. I think that they could use more bezel. The screen doesn't hold fingerprints particularly though. So if your finger overlaps a little bit on the screen, yeah. it's not that big a deal. Oh, I'm really happy. I think it's the best form factor they've ever had for the Kindle. I, I think that the touch is going to have real problems because of the size of the bezel. If the bezel on the touch is is as close to the size of the bezel on this one as it is, I'm I'm worried about that. Too product. easy to tap the page. Yeah, too easy to, to turn the page. Yeah, there. I decided against the touch because, as you say, the technology is not proven yet, and also the it is a little bit heavier and thicker. Plus, you than, choose. It's, there's no physical buttons on yeah. the touch. Right. That's you the, the thing. thing. That's you right. Tap, tap, tap. Yeah. So, uh, uh, Kindle Fire, yes, no. Um, you know, very keen to get my hands on it. I was, I was bummed to not be here last year, the last week when you guys were, were talking about it. I think that... Amazon is the big mover in technology in the last two weeks. Big, yeah. I think they trumped Apple in terms of what they showed. Apple, you know, I think they had a decent showing. They upgraded a bunch of stuff. But Kindle is the one coming in. Amazon's the one coming in saying, what about this? $200, $200. I don't think it's fair to call the Fire an uh, iPad competitor, but a $200 well, my pre- if you remember, Kindle is interesting. My, predi- right. my prediction that they would probably out, no, they would definitely outsell iPad by volume over the holidays. Do you remember that was made, that was made at $250, and it's now at, one, uh, at $200. Yeah. Bucks. And, you know, so analysts were saying, um, and we're going back to the news a little bit, 95,000 uh, pre-orders so far of the Kindle Fire, yeah. but then the leaked, uh, leaked internal inventory document said 250,000 pre-orders in five days. Yeah. I think it's going to be a – it's going to fly off the shelves. The, the, yeah, they're not going to – will, they'll be hard to find. I think the, yeah, the only thing that will stop them selling as many as they possibly can is going to be supply constraint. Yeah. People want tablets and they don't want to pay a lot for Which them. Which is why right. if, you exactly want, if, if you want – It says you, the man who bought the HP touchpad yep. for $99. <laughs> oh, hey, after, after the – Fairly protracted process of like patching and overclocking yeah. that thing. It's it's, it's good, a pretty nice tablet. Yeah, it's not bad. What do you think about the Fire? Um, I I don't do know about ha- the size. Do you have Amazon Prime? Uh, I do. It yeah. makes your Prime account that much better. Yeah. I was kind of bummed that it didn't come with the Prime that we thought it might. No, though. no, we actually talked about this. What they did is better, I think. Yeah, I don't know with with the free month. The with free so what is it they're doing? Thirty days of Prime. Okay, I think the options when they're having discussions was two hundred fifty bucks and it give you a year of Prime. Or two hundred dollars, and they give you thirty days of Prime. I think they made the right choice. 
Okay. Yeah. My, my, my feeling is that with, with phone screen sizes slowly creeping upwards, I don't know that I want tablets to get smaller. I it think might five inches is a hard limit, though. Yeah, oh, I agree with you. I agree with you. But I mean, if, I think really 4.5 inches is the if, real hard but limit. But if, if, you, if you can find the tablet to, like, the home space, you know. Norm's you, on the you, exact. If you make it a couch device, then I would prefer it be a little bigger. Right. But Norm's all about seven inches the future. Yep. Seven inches. Here, here's the thing. I think reading single column stuff on seven inches and, and uh, ten inches is roughly the same, right? I think the real benefit of doing the seven inch tablet is the weight because the weight the weight on that on that Samsung Galaxy S uh, Galaxy Tab eight point nine is so reduced from the iPad it becomes something you can use one handed really comfortably. That's fair. Um, it's the same thing for the BlackBerry Playbook. You know, it's the sa- that same size. It's a good size. One pound. Yeah. Having uh, played yeah, the Playbook, I remember thinking, "Yeah, this is not so bad." Yeah, the only um, problem with the Playbook was everything else. I, want, I, I think the Fire is a terrific product. I think it's going to be the big product this holiday. I personally will not be buying one just because between the Kindle I have and the iPad, you're just, covered. There's just no need for it. Yeah. Um, but it, but yeah, it looks if, great. If you're a one, if you have an iPad in your house or you don't have a tablet in your house, Kindle Fire is a lot. You could do a lot worse than the Kindle Fire. The other thing is, if you want, if you want a second tablet, like you, you have one for yourself, you want to get one for the wife or the kids or whatever, makes a lot of sense. I think um, I think Amazon is just crushing it right now with these products. Absolutely. Uh, and then the last thing, the reason you're here, Brad. Yes. Well, not, I mean, uh, we always love your feedback, thank you. input, and all that. I've, I've been I've been waiting my turn like a good little guest. Yeah, we we yeah. Uh, we're saving the best for last because I figure we'll talk about this for a little bit. That's flattering. We have to parachute in a game, a dedicated game expert every time we talk about games. Because otherwise, we just get so much shit. Yeah, because I mean, it's not like the people sitting at the table haven't haven't had a lot of game experts. It's not like I edited game magazines for more than a decade, <laughs> right? Or that Norm was the PC gamer intern for uh, well. You know, ever basically, yeah, a long, a long time. Until I lifted him from obscurity into maximum PC. Yeah, um, yeah. The the PC. This has been a big week, couple yes. of weeks for PC games. Yes, Diablo beta has been out for a couple of weeks now. Yep. Uh, uh, Battlefield three beta started last week, I guess, maybe yep. the week before. The Dota two beta is still out there incognito. Nobody, no real people have access to that. It's all just developers <sighs> and specials, as far as I know, right now. Specials, uh, fucking specials. But then Rage yes. came out this week, which is you know. Both Battlefield 3 and Rage have kind of been carrying the torch for AAA PC games for yeah. a while, yeah. right? Fair, fair to say? Well, theoretically, yes. Okay. PC gamers have been carrying yes. the torch yes. for Battlefield 3 and, and Rage. The expectation is that those games would and will do that. They're the, they're that, the ones correct. that they point to when they need to make examples of how PC gaming is still exactly. where it's at. Right. So, so, I, uh, so I played through Rage to completion before it came out. Yeah, on the Xbox 360 because yeah. that's what they provided us. How how was that experience? Uh, I enjoyed it. It's fun. It's I mean it is it is a meat and potatoes action game with some some quasi modern trimmings okay. around it. And like, the 360 people, was actually the lead skew. Was it, it? It was. Right. It was. I mean, just in, in terms of the game itself, people that come to it looking for a, a Fallout or Borderlands are going to be yeah. massively disappointed. But it's just well, it's not, not that. It's, it's a, not that kind of game. It's a shooter, right? It's. I mean, it. The thing that it has always done well is the guns feel really yes. good. Right. It's fun to pl- It's fun to shoot people in the face. Yep. And it, and it totally is. And it's a little thin on the other stuff yeah. underneath that. But that's, that's stuff, okay. Yeah, that stuff need, is there. It's it's nice nice variety. I need to spend some more time with it. But based on the, just a few minutes that I saw, I, I told her the pack story before I went over and saw it at PAX. I'm like, I honestly thought it was running on a PC. Yep. And then I was like, wow, that's a 360. Oh, it's stunning. The effect is yeah, the, stunning the, when you see it. 60 frames a second, right? Was, which is amazing. Glory. I mean, I I stood behind you and watched you play it last week and was like, this is – I cannot believe that this is running on the 360. Yeah. I mean everybody else that is making games on the 360 should be ashamed. It's, it's a well, little, maybe it, not Cliffy. I mean Gears of War 3 looks pretty fucking Gears great. Gears looks good, it but does. it's a different, different, different scale. This, I mean seeing a, game, seeing a game that looks this good and runs this smoothly yeah. is just 
And then it came out on PC. Yeah, so so that's the thing. I was I played through the whole thing on the Xbox for review before the game was out. Yeah. They didn't provide us the PC version because uh, well, it was fucked. Well, it turns out more to the point, it was Steamworks and right. and Steam games just don't, aren't available before launch. You know, there's just yeah, right. There are ways to get access to Steam games before they're officially unlocked, but right. it's it's really a pain. Uh, uh, like legitimate ways to gain access. Well, that's to what Steam I mean. That's what I mean. Yeah, but yeah. the well, publisher, they must have builds they give to like PC gamer and places right, like but that. The publisher, right? the publisher has to opt you into that, and you okay. have to use like a weird dummy Steam account and all this. Uh, and they're probably going to have to go to. A, I mean, I think a lot of times like PC gamer goes to an event or to the publisher. Or something I mean, like the, that. the bottom right, line right, is, right. if the publisher is confident in the console version, it's much easier to just send that disc out. Right. Uh, and clearly, this in this case, they were much more confident. Well, yeah. So that's the thing. I played through the game on the Xbox fully envisioning a scenario where the game launches on Steam on Tuesday and is just clearly the de- definitively the best version. Yeah. The opposite came to pass. Well, so there were a lot of problems. One was like there's a crazy texture pop, not just texture pop in, but also like displacement map pop in. So the models would go from looking like they were low res to high res. Like flat Flat polygons yeah, flat with polygons. mud all over them. Yeah. To very like over the course of less than a second, as you turn and see them, they would like kind of pop into focus. And right. this was unique to AMD drivers, right? NVIDIA people no, didn't have this problem. I mean, there were problems on NVIDIA as well, but they weren't as pronounced well, as my understanding. This is this is the it's the case with the engine on every single version of the game, even on the consoles. Like you, you get this, and Carmack was even talking about this. Back he talked about it at QuakeCon. QuakeCon that if you spin your view around really quickly, it's going to be like glaringly obvious, and it's right. kind of it's kind of ugly when you look for it. Right. But if you just play the game as you normally would, you don't really pay attention to so, it. So, so the the part of the backstory on this is that both basically every morning I turn on email, and there's an email from ATI and an email from Nvidia that says, "Hey, we got new Battlefield Three drivers for the last maybe what two weeks since that since that beta hit," um, and then AMD released drivers for Rage. That were new Rage drivers, but weren't the Battlefield 3 drivers. So, like, you had to choose. You're going to play Battlefield 3 better. You're going to play Rage. He's going to have both installed at once. The Rage Rage drivers broke the enhancements for for Battlefield. And then AMD actually released bad drivers. They they released the wrong driver for Rage. The driver driver that was actually labeled Rage Performance Driver actually decreased the performance. So it was a litany of errors. And and this is – like, I've been playing PC games for a very, very long time. Rage has been in development for six or seven yep. years at this point. Yep. They knew when this game was going to be released for what? Six months or a year probably yep, prob- now? Probably. How in the holy fucking hell have – is why is there – why are we having performance drivers that don't just make the game 3%, 5%, whatever faster, but that make the game work? Yeah, it's astonishing yes, to it was, me it was that the week that it comes out, that it was allowed to ship in this state, yeah. is, an, is an embarrassment to everyone well, concerned. I, I mean, I don't even think I, I don't even the, as happens when the, a high profile game ships and it doesn't work. There's always a lot of snake oil stuff that happens. Like that thing that that Jason Cross posted. Uh, Jason Cross from PC World, a friend of ours, is a good guy. Uh, discovered or saw someplace that basically there's no profile. There, the, like if you made a profile folder, it would dump a cache on the hard drive. Bethesda then came out. Nick Brecken came out and said that that doesn't actually do anything. That that cache isn't used for anything. The problems were seemingly all in the drivers. And, and I don't. I, I mean, I covered video cards for a long time. It, it, there's really, really no excuse for these games not shipping with drivers that work when it's a game that's been around for se- coming in works for seven years. Yeah. And, it, and, Carmack, it feels, no and it feels well. That's yeah. the thing. It feels particularly egregious coming from Carmack, yeah. who is kind of the tech messiah of PC gaming, right? right? Right. I mean, he he's responsible for so much of what became like one of the reasons that a lot of the games, the way online multiplayer works, the way renderers work, are all based on or spawned off of work that he did in the in the Quake Engine days, Id Tech three. Or, I didn't even call it Id Tech back then, but the Quake so Engine. It was the Quake days. Engine. Yeah. yeah. 
Although, I mean, I have to imagine that he is off in a room somewhere architecting the next version of the engine at this point. You know, Already, they, probably like, for a while. Looking yeah. at the credits for Rage, they have something like 15 programmers on staff now. Well, so, but, but those, are pe- those are people who are doing – you need a lot of programmers to make I mean, obviously like there's, there's a lot of scripting game, programmers, game logic and, and scripting yeah, and Shader AI. programmers. Yeah, sure. There are a lot of different, yeah. different hats to wear on that team, yeah. I'm sure. But, it's, I mean, lay, laying the blame at, directly at his feet, I don't know if that's really – The problem when you're the guy applicable. at the top of the uh, – Yeah, yeah. Top, in the big chair is that's that fair. the blame falls on your feet. But I, I wonder if he was not fully aware of all these issues. I don't know. It's it's hard to say. Game's got a ship. Yeah, but he but he seems like kind of a a jobsian micromanager of technology. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. amazed that he personally would have let this go out without knowing that every driver, every major configuration, like it's all buttoned uh, down. Not, not and his company working. anymore. Right. I mean, I even so. even if uh, even if all the drivers had been in place, I mean, this happens with almost every PC game. But but in the hours and days since it came out, like people on the Steam forums and all over the place have found like, okay, set this variable this way, increase this cache size to this. Force Who these high detail tech. To do that? So like, there's I this don't. whole there's this whole like string of command line arguments you need to put into your Jeez. like Steam launch properties to make it look. And it, apparently, if you do all that, it looks and plays great. But how it how it didn't go out the door that way is is now there is shocking. there is now a driver that actually fixes yeah, it, right? Yeah, okay, it, that came out on both, the on afternoon. Both the ATI Nvidia. The, the ATI the actual fixed driver came out the afternoon of release. So right, they fix it in a matter of hours. But the fact that they had to fix it at all is kind of inexcusable. Right, Logan, the fact that the driver you downloaded last month didn't include the shit that needed to make this game work is ridiculous. Logan Decker, who's the editor-in-chief of PC Gamer, says something and has been saying as a result of this rage debacle uh, quite vocally. I think it's quite controversial that he says this. I applaud him for saying it. But you just don't buy games right when they come out. Just yeah, wait right. for them to get fixed if you don't want any grief. Well, and, and I mean, so part of the problem here, remember I, a long time ago, probably eight years ago at this point, NVIDIA launched the way it's meant to be played stuff, which is a they, – they insist – I mean, just to be perfectly clear, NVIDIA insists, and ATI has a similar program, so it's not just ATI or NVIDIA. Um, these are marketing arrangements, not development arrangements. But on way it's meant to be played, high profile way it's meant to be played games, NVIDIA or ATI, depending on who has the marketing arrangement, it's usually an exclusive deal. So, like Deus Ex Human Revolution was an ATI game, Rage. I don't know. Is Rage the way it's meant to be played? I didn't see any logos pop up. He may not, I mean, they may not have taken money from anybody. The yeah. way it works is, you put the badge at the start of your game and either NVIDIA or ATI will send you money, which probably is used to buy ads in magazines and on TV and stuff like that. But does it, but does it mean that the game really is for, any more well, optimized for that, for that the, hardware? The backroom rumors I've always heard are that the on-site developers, the on-site engineers from the graphics card manufacturers have been known to do things that may cause problems for the other vendor in the last minutes before game ships it's all unsubstantiated rumors. Maliciously? Just to be perfectly clear. This is a, we're into tinfoil hat territory. We're into tinfoil hat territory. Yes, that is exactly right. But stuff like this, stuff like this rage thing is – I don't I – just, I, I just don't understand how it happens. And, and it's – part of the problem is AAA, there's so much, so much at stake on these three or four AAA high-profile PC releases a year that you know, there is a big opportunity for ATI and NVIDIA to make the other side look bad. And and those rivalries, despite the fact that that market is is kind of not in a it's not in a growth phase, are are still really incredibly strong. And and there's it's bad. Like what they do if they're if they're torpedoing each other, it's so fucking bad for that industry, for PC gaming in general that that it's turning people off. Like Gary, who was the editor in chief of PC Gamer for for five years. 
five years? Yeah, and I get accused, well, no, more, longer than that. Okay. I get accused in uh, 93 to 99, 2000. Okay. Um, I get accused of being a trader now that I have to continue to be a brand ambassador for years after I can stop being paid to play PC paycheck, games. Yeah. I, still pay, I still play PC games all the time. I, as a PC gamer, I, I don't like what certain aspects of what PC gaming has become, but I get, I, I get a lot of shit when I complain about it. That doesn't it. mean you have to put up with that stuff if there's a better alternative. Which in this case, yes. there definitely is. Buy the Xbox version. It works fine and it looks great. I don't want to play that game with a controller. Well, that's the other weird thing. Even on the PC, uh, better with some, of those, some of the elements of the gamepad controls, which are really good, are still in there. You can still switch weapons on the numbers and you know mouse look, right, et cetera, right, right. et cetera. But if you plug in an Xbox pad, it just works like the Xbox well, version. Well, I mean, that's to be expected. Uh, but some of, the, uh, some of the interface for like changing ammo types and stuff like that is still designed around that gamepad. So the, Even if you're the Oblivion the slash Fallout problem. Yeah, like having four weapons equipped yeah. at a time and that kind of thing. Well, I'm okay with having four weapons equipped. I like – that's a game design thing, not necessarily an interface thing. The weird in, – like the weird inventory menus in Oblivion and, and to a lesser extent Fallout that didn't work really at all on the PC with a mouse and keyboard are, are frustrating. That stuff is unfortunate, but at, at least to Bethesda's credit, they give people the tools to fix that yeah, stuff. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean it's kind of sad that somebody else has to fix that, but at least it's possible. Well, so the thing – the thing as a guy who likes to play PC games, the place I'm at is that the interesting stuff that happens on PC – Aren't the AAA – I mean because just to be clear, Carmack said at E3 this year, Rage was developed for the Xbox 360 yeah. and then ported to the – other, not ported but simultaneously released on the other stuff on the other platforms. I'm not interested in playing console games ported to PC anymore. I mean it's just – that stuff isn't the cool stuff. The cool stuff to me are like the little tiny weird developed in Eastern Europe, small games – for PC. Yeah. They can only come out on PC. Oh, yeah. That stuff's cool. I mean, that's where the barrier to entry is lowest. Yeah. Like the, and, and so I'm going to talk about Renegade Ops because I was playing that the other day. It came out on Xbox Live Arcade, and I think it came out on PSN too, yep. right? Same week. Um, it's a great experience on PC. It's a little tiny, weird, jackal, like Ness jackal it's kind like of over, game. overhead Jeep shooter. Yeah. You, like, it's not going to be a $60 console title. It's great that it came out in the arcades. It's much better on PC. Same thing for Monday Night Combat and a lot of these other Super Meat Boy. A lot of the other kind of innovative pushing game design forward games are, are coming out first on PC. And, and they're or good there. In a lot of cases, only on yeah, PC. Only, I mean, yeah. you get stuff like VVVVV, yeah. which will never see the light of day on any console. Right. Because those platform holders just won't have it. And, and yeah. I think that that's the, that's the thing that PC gaming should, should become about. The MOBAs. You're not going to see MOBAs on on consoles. Yeah, or RTS for that matter. Right, or, or good RTS anyway. I mean, they, they've tried. I think we've reached a point where everybody's realized, no, you can't make <laughs> RTS as good on the, Stop on the consoles. Stop trying. Um, yeah, PC gaming is not what it was, and I don't mean that to say that it's somehow diminished from what it used to be. It's just a different scene now. Like, the indie scene on PC gaming is better than it's ever been, yeah, right? Absolutely. Go to Steam and check out all the indie games. It's amazing. Oh, like, week, week by week, there are like half a dozen cool little 5 to $10 well, games hitting Fantastic. Steam. And crazy shit like that Akron game that Vinny's been yeah. trying to figure out how to play. I mean, that is not a good game. <laughs> I mean, uh, that's not fair. I don't understand that game enough to say it's, whether that is a good game or not. It's a great thought experiment. Yeah, but the fact that I had I, I watched him play that for probably two hours now and don't have any idea how that game works, yep. that's some weird fucked up shit. You're only going to get that on PC. But Probably a bad example now that I think well, about where it else, though, Where else but the PC are you going to get a chance to play a game like that, which also exists elsewhere as a defense contract? Right. Like those guys do work for right. the Pentagon. Right. And that, that became this game. Well, and stuff like Stalker and Metro 2033 and Red Orchestra. and like, like, this is the place where hardcore games can live. 
No question. And also MMOs. You want to play Warcraft yeah. or um, or the Old Republic when that comes out? There's no console version. Why would you play anything more? I mean, let's be honest. Nobody's going to play anything but Warcraft. Right. But there's no console version because they just Brand. it just can't work. Um, Sorry, but Brand. if you look at if you look at the big temple genres that PC gamer PC gaming has traditionally kind of been best known for, like the big kind of throaty shooters. first person shooters yeah. that Carmack has traditionally you know been the been the standard bearer for. You know, you play on a mouse and keyboard. Uh, you play, you know, on a big screen with the best, highest resolution graphics. That's the that, that is truly the way it's meant to be played. But so when something like Rage comes along, and the, everyone's having great times playing the 360 version, and the PC version comes out and is kind of gimped and is giving people a lot of grief, that does cause some people to say, "What, what does this gear. mean? Is are we are we seeing some kind of sea change? Uh, is the PC starting to cede, you know, first person ground, which is traditionally one of its kind of big home bases? And that's when PC people come out of the woodwork and say, "No, Battlefield 3." Um, what was the other one? The other big one they used. We just said they used as the example. Battlefield Three. And what was the other one? Diablo Three. Well, Rage was the other one. Well, Rage is the other one. But and and we don't, I mean, we don't even know what's going to happen with Battlefield Three yet, right? I mean, presumably the three. The, some, somebody told me the other day you need two five eighties SLI running that to run that at ultra settings. Like it's going to be another one of these like high end crisis type. Well, games. but I mean that's that's one of those Battlefield Three because it has a multiplayer component is a game that will live on for a long time yeah. in theory. Right. So like I can buy. With Crisis, which I, I mean, they had multiplayer aspirations, but it didn't work out. The the single player of that is something you play through once or maybe twice, and then you're never going to touch again, except for maybe when you get a new video card. But it makes me question everything. Brad's you know Brad's assumption, which I would have had the same assumption, is yeah, when the PC version of Rage comes out, that's clearly going to be the best yeah, version. Same it's thing Carmack, for It's a first person shooter. Of course, it's going to be the best version. Turned out, it was actually a mess. It may in fact turn out to be the best version. Once I mean, by today, it. it's probably it's probably the best version. It probably is at this point. If yeah. if you're willing to go add those tweaks and and all that right. stuff. But that causes me to question everything. Battlefield who Battlefield. Three, who knows what might happen yep. now? The assumption well, and, and that PC, the PC, the PC version will be the best is now somewhat undermined by other things that happen. And the Battlefield beta is jacked up too. I mean, you, on the PC, you have to go into a website to to match make and add party options and oh, all sorts really? of crazy yeah. shit like that. It's just it's insane. It, it does not make sense. So I mean, hopefully they're going to fix that before launch. It is a, seems like it actually is a real beta and not a marketing. If, beta. If, yeah, if no, launch, it launch is not a oh, it's a marketing beta. beta. I wouldn't say that at all. But, you think uh, it's a real beta? Yeah. Like they're going fi- to use think, the feedback are, from I this think, two weeks out yes, to fix the game, yes, even I though think, it's not going to put this are, on an egg? I think there are. Sure. Okay. Sure. <laughs> it's not even the latest. I'm not eating the shell, but I, you know you what? Don't I, I, don't, I don't think I'll have to eat anything. Okay. Because I think there are problems yet to be fixed on that game. Not, not, right. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that at this point, two weeks out, they're not, I don't think they're going to take feedback from this beta and, and fix those well, problems. It doesn't mean that people are going to actively suggest changes that they're going to implement. You know, they might just be looking for bug testing and stuff. I think with the rage thing, yeah. it is a bit of a black eye to those involved. Yeah. But if, it, if it was if it was as fixed as quickly as as, as it was, are we making a bit of a mountain out of a no, molehill here? The thing is, the the it's the onus is on the video card manufacturers. I mean, it's not like they can't call John Carmack and find out what they need to do to make their drivers right for these games. The dude is open and available to the video card people, or at, at least. He may not be now, but in the past, I know in the Doom 3 era, they were on – there were daily calls with id to figure out what they needed to do to make their video card drivers right for Doom 3's launch. Right. Right? There's no excuse for this for, – for something that's been in development for so long that the release date is so – it's not like id woke up on Tuesday morning like, you know what? Yeah, let's just put Fuck it. it. Let's release it. This, is, this seems like a good day. Let's do it. Fuck those guys. They've known for a year, for a year, for six months at least. Yeah. There's no reason it shouldn't have been in the last major driver dump. What's the uh, what's been the, the the view, the majority view, if there is one among the giant bomb community about all this? 
Um, it, it, it's intermittent. Some people are still having issues that I didn't run into. We, we, we have an ATI card here, and as of the new drivers on release day, it was fine. It was totally playable. Um, but some, some people are still running into issues with Crossfire, uh, weird crashing bugs. I mean, there, there, are, there are issues outside of, of the driver stuff. So yeah. it's hard and, to say. And just to try and accentuate the positive a, a little bit again, the 360 version really does look astonishingly yeah. good for a 360 yeah. game. Yeah. That's the I, thing. I blown away. Every, time an event, every time an event like this comes along, it shakes the confidence of the people who are kind of on the fence. You know, like people, even people that love the PC but are just like too old and busy to want to have to deal with CFG settings every time a game is messed mm-hmm. up. Well, the, the, I, I mean, I think the takeaway for me on, on this whole thing is that you know the PC games I'm going to play are going to I'm going to play because they're experiences you can only get on the PC, not not necessarily because it's where a my patience for games that look amazing but play shitty are kind of is is I've kind of reached the end of that. Like I'm not interested in playing something because it's gorgeous anymore. I'll stand behind you and watch you play it at your desk. I'm not going to spend sixty bucks on it, um, or I'll wait until it's cheaper and and buy it then and, and have my experience then. I'm much more interested in playing games that have have novel novel gameplay mechanics. Or are just stupid fun. Like playing Gears, playing Horde mode Gears, which we never got to talk about on this podcast, <laughs> but you guys did a really nice job on the Bombcast last week. Um, dude, there was nothing like watching Brad snipe that fucking Brumac down <laughs> for 25 minutes. Even after I was out for that next hour, it still felt like watching a really yeah. exhilarating Nail action biting. movie or something. Yeah. Oh, and, yeah. and I've never felt tension like when you went down on the last on the last yeah. Brumac yeah. and I was standing there I was like, shit, I'm going to die for splash <laughs> damage. down to you. And there is nothing I can fucking do about it. And then you spawn back in and, and we ended up winning. I mean, it, it, it's, a, it's an amazing, amazing experience. Yeah. And I, I ultimately don't give a shit whether that was on the Xbox or on the PC or on the PlayStation 3 or on my fucking – well, I don't have a 3DS. On my iPhone. As long as it's designed to the strengths of the platform. Right. Yeah. And it's make, not a pain in the ass to get into and make it, make yeah, it happen. Make it awesome. Yeah. That, and, and, that's, and that's why all the fanboy stuff baffles me. When I complain about PC gaming or make a statement that annoys people on one <laughs> defense force or another – um, I'm not a champion for any uh, for PC gaming over console gaming or vice versa. I, you know, I think everyone should be as platform agnostic as possible. And you, you know, the great games are, way, are where they, wherever they are to be found. You should, you should be a champion for what's good. Yeah, yeah, well, that's it. That's that's what I say. Speaking of gears, uh, I played in 3D. Um, oh, how'd you like it? You got your 3D no, glasses. I, I told you. Yeah. Uh, Epic Epic was even out there saying basically like it's in there, but that's probably not the, the best depth way. effect is very impressive at first, but the novelty wears off and you're just left with looking at a very dark game. Well, the three well, it's not even that it's it's the uh, they lower the resolution. The yeah, the things then, it does to right. the resolution, the brightness, and yeah. the frame rate are just not. It was it wasn't novelty. until I took the glasses off halfway through the first level that I was like, wow, this game looks really good. I didn't appreciate that until now. Well, the thing is, 3D on the Xbox is noticeably worse than 3D on the PS3, just mm. because it doesn't have native support for right. resolutions yep. and stuff. The the I, I don't I wouldn't for the foreseeable future I do not think 3D on the Xbox is worth considering. Nope. I was fairly impressed by what they did with Halo Anniversary, but again I'm I'm going to end up playing most of that in 2D. That's an that's that's a yeah that's an older game too, so they weren't didn't have to make yeah. resolution sacrifices and stuff. I'm going to play the music and then we should answer a, a question. A question. I'm actually going to recuse myself from oh, okay. the rest of the podcast, if that's okay. Thank you, Brad Shoemaker. Thanks, Brad. Brad. To, Ladies and gentlemen, really Brad Shoemaker. Appreciate you guys having me on. Oh, sure thing, dude. Thanks Anytime. Cool. Good times. Take it easy, Ben. I'm turning down Brad's microphone. Uh, here is the very first question. Hello, Tested Crew. This is Sorns from Canton, Ohio. Some hometown trivia. Canton is well known for being the home of the 25th president, William McKinley, and also home of the Poor Football Hall of Fame. 
My question is in regards to the new e-ink Kindles. I'm curious about the refresh rates on page turns. Is the latest Kindle similar to the now Kindle keyboard in that it must refresh every page turn? Or does the faster processor allow it to refresh more along the lines of every few page turns? Thanks. So it's a good question. It refreshes every page turn as near as I can tell. But it's it's less of a flash it's than super it was fast. before. The other thing, we talked about this a little bit when we were when I was testing the Nook Simple Touch, which doesn't actually refresh every page view. It does it every two or three. Um, the flashes are really good because the way I find I use the Kindle and the Nook and all these different e-book, uh, e-ink devices is eventually you start hitting the button a little bit before you actually reach the end of the page. And the flash gives you good context for when it's time to switch from the bottom to the right. top of the page again. Right. So the flash, while it seems like it's weird, you immediately filter it out. It takes no time at all to start filtering it out. And and it's 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 good for you yeah, for it's, reading. It's another reason why I was glad I was wait, waiting for this generation is because it's a the flash always kind of bugged me a little bit. I, I know it doesn't irritate a lot of people. It did irritate me. And it feels like it's do you, as... Do you find yourself filtering it out or do you, do you still notice it? Um. It's it's less it's less obnoxious now, so that I I don't really care. It doesn't have to be a seamless page turn every okay. time. Well, like when you go through the keyboard and you scroll all the way from one side of the yeah. next, you don't see the flash. Well, the the thing about it, yeah, the thing about the new the new Kindle especially is it's the screen's even faster than it was on the on the third generation. Yeah. Uh. So, yeah, it's 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 there because it's good. It's it's good from a user interaction design. It's it's it, it's no longer even for those people like me that found it annoying. It's I don't it's no longer a reason to to not get one. Yeah, and of course uh, I apologize for not getting to a ton of questions this week. Uh, we we're really running crazy late today already. Super hungry, uh, and I'm pretty hungry. Uh, the uh, also it's 84 degrees in here still. 85.5 degrees in here. It still. is warm. Um, we if you want to if you want to have a question. Podcastattested.com. Keep them short, under a minute, 45 seconds is even better. Hometown trivia or uh, would you rather? Uh, no WMA, under 10 megabytes. Anything else I say? Podcastattested.com. That's the email address. Level later. Uh, yeah, level later is good. Just listen to it. Make sure it sounds yeah, good. Yeah, just make sure it sounds okay. Yeah, level, level later does not fix It's like bad just how sh- a good chef should never let food leave the kitchen until they've tasted it. Make sure it's okay. Always be tasting. Just the same. Shit. My bad. So that'll do it for us this week. Uh, it's been a been a good show, I think. Uh, thanks to Brad Shoemaker, Gary Witta, Norman Chan for coming by. I'm Will Smith. We'll be back every third. Well, actually, we're not going to be back next Thursday. Next week's a special week. We're taking the next Thursday off. We're going to talk about Octobercast. Well, at the start of fake outtakes. So uh, uh, thanks for listening. See you guys uh, next week for twenty. 20- Four hours. I don't know how I'm going to do this. My voice. Is I still. I still think we hours. way overshot. I think twelve hours would have been way impressive enough. Well, I'm going to play the music and then we can talk about it. Hi there. I didn't see you. Tested. I like fruit and I like being a ninja. And this game is for me because it's called Fruit Ninja. Tested. Octobercast. Yes, very yeah. exciting. So last week, uh, last Friday, we put up a page, landing page for Octobercast. Yeah, what's the total? I didn't look at the total this morning. It's not. The it's like 2,500. Pull it up. Like, I, I, oh, here. I, it, was about, it was about 2,500 last time I looked at it. it can, if you give me ago. your laptop, I can, I can go look. It's on the, the donation page, which is usually more accurate than the one on our page. Uh, it was around $2,550 or something last time I looked. Fantastic. Uh, the deal is... Next Friday at noon, October 14th, Pacific time, we are going to start podcasting and we are not going to stop until none of us can talk or until Saturday at noon, 
Pacific time. See, I like that. I like that you've added that wiggle room there. Well, I, I'm, I'm. We reserve the right to not make it the full twenty. Well, I mean, hours. we could pantomime for the last two hours. Because the thing is, once you get past midnight, where we would have done twelve hours, yeah, aren't we then going to be the the most brutal part of the podcast for us? Isn't that going to be when the fewest people are, are watching and listening anyway? I think they'll be. I think it'll be no, surprised because that's when the, the Euros start yeah. waking up. Exactly. Well, the Australians funny. will be going to bed and the yeah. Europeans will be waking up. Oh, that's right. Global audience. And yeah. of course, people in the US coming home from bars and stuff, drunk, want to see what kind of yeah. shape we're in. We're going to have some of them stop by the show. Oh, wonderful. I think Jeff and Alexis and Dave are going to come by after a, a wild seeing, night out in San Francisco. The, the guest list? Let's, I think we should announce the guest list. We're one week away. And it's not, yeah. and it's still, and there's still many more to, to, well, to be announced. I'm going to bump up the post uh, tomorrow. Okay. Uh, so it'll be up all weekend again. We, I don't think, think we've announced any guests. Have we not announced any So let's talk about some of the guests. Some of the guests have announced, which is cool. Uh, we have, of course, many people from the whiskey family are going to kindly stop by. Jeff's going to come by the morning. Uh, he wanted the last slot before uh, we finish. So he's going to be here for the 11 to noon hour on Saturday. Uh, we have Brian Lamb, former editor-in-chief of Gizmodo, oh. now editor of The Wire Cutter, and one of Gary's mortal nemeses. Why is he one of my nemeses? I thought you didn't like him because of the iPhone 4 stuff. Uh, I... Well, I don't, and I don't like just Gizmodo, and I still don't go there. But okay, from what no I understand, Brian, but what I understand, Brian Lamb doesn't like Gizmodo very much either. So well, maybe, seems, maybe that seems maybe, true. Maybe actually. we're in agreement. Okay, uh, Brian's going to come by uh, Saturday morning. We've got Gordon Ung is going to come by for Maximum PC. Now that is oh. my nemesis. Oh, Gordon! No, you no. love Gordon. You no, he's him. always trying to pick a fight with me. But I, I'm always he just the, likes I'm, to give you shit. I'm always the better man. Yeah, that's. That's good. It's good for you. Uh, Gordon's going to come by. We don't know what he's going to talk about. He's probably going to be angry about something. Or maybe he's going to talk about stuff that he loves. I don't know. Wonderful. Uh, we have Roger Chang from Revision 3 and the East Meets West podcast. It's one of my favorite podcasts. Uh, I listen to East Meets, West, East Meets West when it's on. It's really good. All right. Lloyd's going to come by, talk about board games on Lloyd Friday Case. Lloyd Lloyd Case. Awesome. So that's fantastic. Uh, Dave and Alexis are going to come talk about... Probably drunkenness and uh, and uh, design stuff around midnight on Friday. Yeah, they're always good value for money. So, yeah, so that'll be that'll be a lot of fun. Uh, Veronica Belmont is going to come by for a pajama party on Friday evening. Something to think about. If Veronica Belmont in pajamas can't get people to donate money, I don't know what we're going to do. I, I I'm I, no comment. Uh, Patrick Norton is coming by in the late night to bring us some uh, some g- gross food to help carry us through. He said he's going to bring some crazy Indian food or something at like 2 o'clock in the morning. I would love some so Indian food. So we're excited about that or maybe donuts. That we're, sounds good. Are you, oh, you're on carbs, They need though. to bring us curry right. uh, from Urban Curry. Right. Midnight oh, curry. Yeah, some tikka masala. That sounds wonderful. We're going to um, start off at noon on Friday with a big breakfast. we got to get a big brunch. Yes. I think we got to – here's the thing. We can't eat on, on the stream. Right. That's, that's what you Pre-stream eating. Pre-stream eating. We we should meet at ten thirty. No, no, we can we can broadcast the eating, uh, and oh, then I don't want no, to. No, I don't want to be no, in this. No, no, okay. So here's the thing: we're not going to do this in this room because this room would be death after after fourteen hours. We're going to take over the brick set in the big room, uh, the big studio. We're going to move the tables out there. Probably maybe get a round table and put it out there. Put up five or six stations so a bunch of people can sit down. And we're just going to start at noon. We're going to run all day. I think I think we should have a pregame breakfast at Grumpy's or something in the morning at like ten no, o'clock. Not, not at Grumpy's. Somewhere well, someplace else. good. Someplace yeah, real good. Um. Uh, and then uh, think about what kind of beverages we're going to have. Hey, wait, should I, should we all bring pajamas? I'm going to bring pajamas. Bring, bring. I kind of just want to do the whole thing in pajamas. You can Hefner style. I don't want to do costume yeah, changes. Yeah, it's too, I'd rather just be in like comfortable silk pajamas all day. Okay, that, that is your Hef, project. Hef it up, man. But then I have to walk around here on Friday when people yeah. are here. I'd feel kind of self conscious. And also, you got to talk to the UPS guy, get the iPhone. No, you're right. I'll be regular, just, regular just human clothes. Just change at like nine o'clock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. after good. Gordon leaves, I'll bring it. I'll bring a change of clothes. Yeah, I may bring my Captain Coke bathrobe. That's not a bad idea. I really think we need a Dyson 
in here. I, I don't. I, I tried to get coffee sponsorships, but it's fallen through. So if anybody wants to sponsor us for coffee, I can bring my Nespresso in. Fuck off. <laughs> I got that fifty dollars Mister Coffee, by the way. It's sitting out at my desk. Oh well, let's we just use that. Um. So yeah, we have some more guests uh, that are that are not quite confirmed yet, but are potentials. Uh, Jeff Green. Oh, Jeff Green. I forgot about Jeff. He's not on the schedule. He never gave me a time. The wonderful Jeff Green. Um, Jeff Green's gonna come by. One of one of the one of the great great podcasting voices of yeah. the last decade. He's grumpy. He'll fit right in with us. Um, and we're going to be doing Mad Libs. We have Mad Libs. We have Tech uh, Mad Libs, which have, is going to be great. Have, I think every guest that comes in should have to do one. We'll do Would You Rathers with the guests. Yep. Uh, put them off immediately so we can get anybody to leave. Uh, we'll, of course, arriving. hopefully have the iPhone 4S with yep. the Siri, uh, yep. playing with the Siri. So, so my plan is to open with like a normal, since we're not going to do a podcast on Thursday, open with a normal podcast for the first hour, maybe two. And then start with the guests at like two o'clock, two o'clock uh, time frame, I think, is when the guest, first guest arrives. So, uh, so yeah, uh, look forward to it. Friday. And the whole point is to get people to donate money oh, to yeah, Child's Play. Oh, yeah, we're doing this. Yeah. So uh, we've raised $2,500 so far, like money in the, in the Child's Play bank. Yeah. And I still need to kick in my $100 Same that here. I pledged. Yeah, I, I did, I did mine on the first day. Oh, uh, no, no. We should have done ours. I didn't see the ticker go up, by the way, when Will said that. I think you may be trying to I can pull show a fast one. We, we, we need, that's why I want to do it on the show. Okay. To kick it off, just yeah. put your okay. credit card number on the live stream. That's a good yeah. Idea. Let's do that. Um, yeah, that, that's it. It's happening next week. I'm really excited about it. I think, uh, and this is live for everyone, right? Free you don't for have to be a member. Yeah, we're not going to. And then, have you figured out what kind of archived options might be available? Uh, we are. I got to talk to Vinny about that today because I don't know what technically we can. A lot of grab. people are asking I, about. I'm, that. I I don't like promising things that I, I'm not 100 percent sure we can do. I'm going to do everything that I – like the worst case on this is that I'm going to have to rip the audio out of the Justin TV stream because that is an enormous pain in the ass to do. I hope that we can find a better way. I wonder if it might be possible to edit down like a uh, – If somebody like wants a, to do like that, like greatest hits to. or something, yeah. I, I don't I – don't I, don't, I, don't I, don't, I don't think all 24 hours are going to be internet gold. I, who knows? I, I'm gonna that be, would be quite the I think I think for the long, dark 2 a.m. to 4 a.m., 6 a.m. window. You see, that's what I'm really worried I, I'm about. I'm worried about that time. I'm going to bring Dominion. So worst case, we can just play some Dominion. We got Black Blood of the Earth. Yeah, we, we got Science Coffee from across the bay in Berkeley. Are we going to have – get that guy on. Are we going to have all the setup for being able to go out there and play video games and stuff? Or we are, are we not going to have the setup to play video games. So we're going to be locked in here the whole time? No, we're going to be on the set. You don't oh. listen to me at all, do you? No. I just described this like Did six you? minutes ago. Oh. I was thinking about meatloaf. Yeah. Um, Sandwiches. So we, he, he knows what I'm talking about. We are going to uh, – yeah, we're going to be on the set in the other room. So okay. it's not 90 degrees. The giant bomb set. The gi- well, no, the brick set, the testing yeah. set. Yeah, yeah. Um, Where we do TNT. No, the one next to that, not the couch. The thing oh. where Norm and I usually stand. Okay, place where the green screen is. table there and put some chairs right. there. Okay. So we can get some comfy office, like desk chairs, so everybody can be comfortable for the yes. 24 hours. Yes, You might want to bring a donut pillow, not a, not a you know, preventative I do. I do have a total pillow. You got a total pillow? I have a total pillow. You liked it so much on the Big Live Live show that uh, that you... No, I think I bought it before the then. twisty one? Yes. Yeah, dibs yeah. on the one from the office. No, I already got dibs. I've been storing. Um, I'll be bringing mine. Yeah. It's... Uh, it's uh, yeah. It's going to be a it's gonna be a show. For the kids. For the kids. What child's... If you don't know, if you've been living under a rock for the last seven years, Child's Play has raised like $7 million. They send toys, books, video games, movies, all sorts of stuff... Two children's hospitals around the country, so the kids have toys to play with. Brilliant. Um, it's a. It, it, it seems like a lot of money for toys, but because a lot of the kids that are in hospitals in, and like have serious health issues also have immune deficiencies, you can't reuse the toys from kid to kid. Because like if you give a, a kid that was in there for bad flu 
give that toy to a kid that has some immune deficient disease and it can kill them. So, so, so they open them, give them to the kid. All the kids get new toys. It's not like there's some gross plague and flat fested stuffed animal or something like that. Yeah. It's, it's a really good charity. It's a good idea. Uh, my sister-in-law works at children's hospital and she says that the toys that they get are fantastic and it, and it, and it helps the kids get better. So how can so. people donate? Uh, we have a page up on the site. Uh, if you go to uh, test and search for Octobercast, the K is in cast, not in October. Uh, then you will be able to find a way to do- donate. There's a chip-in widget on that page. You're going to want to bump that on the day, I'm right? I'm going to d- bump it tomorrow. It'll be up all weekend. We'll bump, keep it at the top of the page on the day. Um, and basically, you can you know give as much or as little as you want. If you want to give five bucks, that that's awesome. It, every every penny helps. I'll be very interested to see it. how much we raise. Twenty five hundred before we even start. So is far, we're at hundred dollars an hour. Yeah. So I mean, let's see let's see if we can make that go higher. I mean, that's like like what high class lawyers earn. Yeah. Yeah. So that's it for us this week. I'm I'm beat. I think we should go. Yeah, to I'm food. really wait, hungry. Wait, wait, what? Can we talk about this past Saturday? What we did? Oh God, I forgot about this. Norm, I, I, I did not wait four fucking hours in line. So oh, not yeah. How did that go? Oh, I've told the story so many times. I can tell it again. This is wonderful. Okay, so last week, yeah, uh, we were sitting around the office, and Leah, your girlfriend, tweeted at us. Yeah, uh, she was link. trying to be helpful. She was helpful. And we clicked the link, and it was a link to uh, CBS News, uh, oh, local man. CBS I can pre-order website. a Verizon iPhone 4S right now. Fuck. <laughs> that sounds good. <laughs> um, oh, tomorrow. Okay, and, tomorrow. And uh, three oh one a.m. Eastern, so midnight. Midnight tonight. Midnight tonight. I'm midnight staying tonight. up. That's staying it. up. Oh, got to make easy. my got to make my carrier decision yeah. between now and midnight. Yeah. I still so, haven't made it. Fuck. Come on. Talk about over lunch. Anyway, so amazing race. So it was the link to CBS News website. Uh, amazing race live auditions for the for the next season for the next season season twenty I believe maybe the next next season it's unclear yeah it could could have been the one that we applied for earlier with our three minute video. Uh, could be the one after. Uh, they might be searching for more people. I in think the three-minute video is already being shot. Yeah, actually, yeah, you're right. It's November. So they've picked the people at least. Um, and in, in Danville, which if you don't know, it's about an hour from, away from San Francisco, kind of in between uh, San Francisco and Sacramento. It, Danville's simultaneously ritzy and trashy. Oh, yeah. I'd never been to Danville. Why Danville? Danville? I, well, they had a mall. Yes, and also apparently uh, one of the current contestants worked in, in that race mall. was from Danville. Yeah, I guess your ability to find Danville would be your first test if yeah. you'd be a contestant on the amazing Exactly. Race. Drew is from Danville. Okay. Um, and it's, it's a very like suburban town, uh, very green grass and terracotta, ter- like brown oh. buildings everywhere. So quite pleasant. Yeah, it's, it's a very Pleasantville type town. Um, and uh, I told Will I could not make it. I had previous, previous obligations. Uh, it was too short notice. It was like in four, three days, October 1st and 2nd. So I asked Norm if his previous obligations had any kind of outcome that ended up with him winning half a million dollars. I said no. And I said, so So what you're saying is you, you have, on one hand, a 0% chance to win half a million dollars. And on the other hand, a slim chance to but win half a million pre- dollars. But there were previous obligations with friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was the, uh, the Ape uh, Expo, uh, Alternative Press Expo yes. in, in San Francisco. Love that weekend, I really wanted to go, wanted to make some signings. I had commitments. I needed to be back in the city by like 1 o'clock. Will Indeed. said – it, the the rule said uh, it would be the auditions would be from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. Four hours of auditions. I said, okay, maybe we can get there eight o'clock in the morning, and be you know close to first in line, yep. get it over with by noon, and then right. drive back, be back right. by one. No problem. What could out. possibly go wrong? Yeah, exactly. And I tell, well, okay, what if we get there and there's like a long line? That's then I will turn around. Danville's like an hour and a half away, right. just for, for clarity. An hour away, dr- dr- hastily haste drive from uh, my house. It's an hour and okay. a half away. 
I submit, then I'll turn around. Or you could will with your thirty thousand Twitter followers send, send someone that morning to check out the mall, see if there's a line, and let us know before we leave. Yeah, I said crowd, I'd, crowdsource that shit. I don't. Exactly. I don't use the people who choose to follow me who are kind enough to listen to my ramblings that way. Will said if we turn, if I turned around and didn't, and we, we got there at eight o'clock. What I in said morning, is if I drive all the way out there and then you turn around and go immediately, I'm going to throw a hissy. Will's going to throw a hissy. Last thing I want. So nobody wants Will throwing a hissy. I don't even that. know what that means. Yeah. Still. You don't want Will throwing a hissy all the, on the drive all the way back. Yeah, well, we'll no, drive separate cars. Norm wouldn't uh, ride with me. I, I don't want – no. God, no. I, I, got, I have other obligations to me. All right. So you get out there and so, what Okay. So 6 a.m. If I, if, if I had to get there at 8, I had to wake up at 6, leave at 7. At 6.30 a.m., I wake up and I said, fuck this. I'm not getting up. <laughs> to be clear, I was already in the shower at this point. Come on. We've all been there though. Thanks, Norm. So, so I, 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 said, I sent a, a text to and Will. And Gina says, hey, you have a text from Norm. I said, oh, God, if he's bailing. It was a bailout so text? And the text was, hey, Will, I really don't need to be back in the city until 2.30. We can get there at 9.30. Right. Oh, I Sleep see. an extra okay. hour. To which Will replied, the lol, okay. <laughs> yes, lol, okay. I, I did lol, okay. Uh, there's a period. Lol, okay. okay. I said, yes, sweet. Extra hour of sleep. I thought Norm was out having a party last night and was mm-hmm. a little too hungover yep, to get in the yep. car. Exactly what Easy happened. to imagine, yeah. yep. So... I wake up. Uh, we get See, there. I went to bed early, so I would be prepared. For the and you know, I, I told you, know, you could not go to bed early because you were tweeting at like midnight that night. Like, Robo I can't tweet. sleep. I can't sleep. I'm like, you, you sleep, Robo tweet, old man. Okay, okay. So, so we get there at 9:45, and I, I don't appreciate the, this old man bullshit. By the way, I mean, let's be honest though, it is more. To, it is as much to do with the fact that you are an old man, and Norm actually has an exciting, vibrant social life. Go out in the evenings. He's about two years away from that ending. He's one good girlfriend. Well, so he's, so he's, so he's got to get as much. Right. He's got to yeah, suck all the yeah. marrow out of that right. that <laughs> bone while right. he still can. What, one good girlfriend away. Sorry, AIDS. Um, so pull into the parking lot, and Will. I still will get in the line, and he's texting me. Uh, where are you? There is a fucking long line here. There is right. a. A How long was the line when you line. got there? I went to the front of the line with my iPhone and I shot saw a the video, video as it was I was long. walking back. It was two it was minutes long. and 30 seconds it was long. from the start of the line yeah. to the end. Uh, it was not a dense standing line. It was a spread out, like, laying down. If you've line. seen our previous tested videos, my philosophy on line waiting is as long as there are more people behind you than in front of you, it doesn't matter if you get in. More people will be fucked behind you than people who got in, so you'll be okay. You just don't want to be in the, the last. You don't want to be the last line. person in the line. You don't want to no, You want to be in the first, top 50%. Anyway. So we were not in the top 50%. We were at the end of the line wow. at 945. So wow. we said we could turn Start around at now. 11. Start at 11. Yeah, you kind of got there a little bit late for something starting at 11. Well, for my pre- previous audi- reality show auditions, there was no Beauty one. and the Geek. Well, yeah, but come no, on. This is a I, much bigger show. Yeah. Miscalculation. Norm wasn't auditioning for Beauty. No one's made that joke before. Actually, the, the joke everyone was, oh, you're auditioning for Beauty, right? That's the joke. Um, I don't think so we a said, funny joke. I'm going to turn around. And Will said, I'm going to throw a hissy. And the compromise <laughs> was that. <laughs> this is awesome. <laughs> I, and, and the thing is we were surrounded by like soccer moms. Like, yeah. The, the women in front of us described themselves as kickboxing milfs. milfs. Yeah. Okay. So, and the people behind us were soccer moms. Oh, and I was like and, – and, and the woman behind me just started sniggering when I said throw a hissy. Yeah. So, oh, you actually used those oh, yeah, words. No, oh, all yeah. those words. Yeah. yeah. And OK. So we said the compromise is at 11. Uh, or we'll do the math. We'll count how many people in front of us and try to see, you know, where would be. If so I, I said Norm went out and did a count of all just the people line in front of us. Just so I'm clear, it, had Norm called your bluff, what is throwing a hissy actually I would have just got in like? the car and dri- driven home. I wouldn't <laughs> have done anything. Okay. To be fair, uh, jumping ahead, Will did get Pinkberry after. So, oh, yeah, that, that was the Everybody wins. Yeah, he got the Pinkberry. Best. There is Pinkberry in Danville. It's not on Google Maps. It's new. Um, Shh. 
I gotta find that out. We did the uh, we did the math. Santa Clara. The producer came out and said they had three cameras set up. Each team would get sixty seconds to make their case on camera, and then that's it. There were about six hundred people in front of us. So you're thinking we did the math. And right. 300 teams. Right. We, by doing the math, we said I'd probably get out by 2 o'clock. We figured two minutes per cycle, yeah. Yeah. Three, three teams per cycle, figured probably 1.30 at the outside. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. Get out by 1 o'clock, no problem. What we didn't account for is the fact that probably a third of the teams had a person that wasn't in the line yeah. when we did Only the Only one person. Oh, God. Yeah. It was the most interesting line-winning experience ever because unlike waiting in line for a concert or a movie or, or like an event – you're not going to make friends with the people online. These right. are your competitors. Yeah, they could be your, your rivals. There, well, there is no, no line cutting whatsoever. Oh, right, yeah. Not yeah. only that. But no camaraderie in the line. No, no. At the end of the line, at the end of the line, it's not like everybody wins. Like you, you wait in line for the Xbox 360. Everybody gets an Xbox 360. All right, right, right. In right. this one, there's a chance nobody gets anything. Yeah. yeah. And we'd Real heard chance. Wow. from the security guard guy. Psychologically, it's all fucked up. Exactly. Yeah. People have been there 4 p.m. the night before. Wow. Waiting in line. That's the first people. And walking like line, late, scouting line. Show her up as there, there were there were some characters. There were the uh, what not our words, but there were the slutty roller derby girls. Yeah, uh, fishnets. People wearing uh, like matching outfits. There was a, you know a lot of like raiders, uh, uh, niners combos. Okay, okay. Um, that was real common. I saw. I saw. But the, these are gimmicks that they've yeah, come up exactly. with. Exactly. Okay. You should totally do not do the shakes. There, I would say. 80% of the people in the line should not be on television, us included. Yeah. F- just from a physical attraction standpoint. Hey, thanks, man. J- just, just throwing it out there. The producer, what they should have done is gone through the line and split it into the people who really had a chance. Right. The American Idol. Oh, they could have done Sadistic Amazing Race. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're too fat to be on the Amazing <laughs> yeah, Race. Exactly. 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 No, 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 no. Gary, yeah. Gary Wood is Amazing Race. Yeah. yeah was, my version uh, would be great. It was so grim. Yeah. Really, really, really depressing, the type of people who are in the line. Well, so – but that's that's mean. You should Here's have called – your two-word thing could have been amazing racists. Uh, we tried that in the first one and we thought that was probably a little bit too edgy a yeah. humor for Amazing Race. Yeah, probably for a network show. Um, so as as we got closer because it was a long wait, um, it, was, it was a really interesting mall though. Like, Will you said you spot – is the first mall you've I've been to. I've never been to a mall that had a plastic surgery place before. In the mall, like wow. you, you get some yeah. froyo, you can get some creepy dolls, or you can get you know calf implants. You can get it all. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I thought about getting some calf implants. You should have got some in the line, so you would have yeah. looked like a better contestant. I don't think they do it. That, I don't think that's the way it works. Uh, it um, got closer and closer to two o'clock, and we knew we were not going to yeah. be there. The and and, and, and eventually, yeah. I got to a point where I felt bad because I was like, Norm is missing something that could actually be fun for him. So I, I gave you the out. You gave, but I said, and I, and I didn't want to give you the guilt out. I wasn't trying to give you a Larry David fuck, out. You no, dude, lying asshole. I, I really wasn't. I, try, I, I could, you gave me the out after tweeting. Norm's going to bail. Peer pressure him to stay. <laughs> yeah, and then I realized that was kind of mean. Uh, so, so yeah, and I, I went to the hey, well, we could leave and just say we did it. <laughs> But yeah, no. Norm, Norm did. I was like, I'm not going to lie to people. There, there was a lot of rationalization going on, but eventually we we did it. We got there. We got there. It was interesting. We totally whiffed on the, yeah, the video. Yeah, it was bad. We were so tired after line waiting. Well, and we didn't, and we were so worried about making it in time so that Norm didn't get fucked out of his thing that we didn't actually think about what we were going to say at all. Oh, yeah, exactly. And so it, it was a terrible, terrible experience. But so you we, didn't, you didn't do a good audition. No. Well, and the thing we've learned at Tested is that usually, like, our third take is the good one. Yeah. Oh yeah, but so you only you get, one, you you only get, get one, one shot. Take, then you, yeah, you, it was really weird. So you put in front of the camera, right? And, and wanting no to say, and wanting to say, "Hi, I'm Wolf from Tested. I'm Norm from Tested." Right. Like every had resist saying that. Yeah. Every, right. Yeah. 
And you're kind of crabby at each other. Like you're probably not feeling yeah. like a team. You know, I felt like a been... team. I felt like it was the first challenge in the Amazing oh. Race. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah, you two are going to have to put up with a lot yeah. worse than that. If you can't survive this, yeah, you shouldn't even be doing it. Right. I mean, I, I wanted to get some, like, bull testicles that we could eat in the line to show our commitment. Yeah. Oh. Anyway. So, was, you'd be, so you're not optimistic based no. on the audition that you gave? Who knows? Yeah. You know it, was an, it was an interesting I, I felt pretty attractive that day. I felt a little slim. Norm said I, he hoped that I lost weight on the race, and I told him that he was kind of a jackass. Kind of a dick. I said, what, what do you look to get out of this race? He wants to lose weight. I want to get taller. Right. And I said, Norm's kind of a dick. And then everybody laughed. So I felt there you like you're making them laugh. That's good. You got, yeah. You're making them laugh. Right. It's a good sign. Um, but yeah, you got, you got Pinkberry. I got Pinkberry. Well, I mean, was, the Pinkberry, that's, that's, if nothing that's, else. That's I also discovered that there's 26 ounce Red Bulls or some enormous Red Bull size. Really? Like I thought 20 boy. was the biggest. Maybe it was 24. It was huge. 20 is the biggest I've seen. I, I went one size smaller. I was afraid. I gotta go to Pinkberry. Oh my god! If only we could get Pinkberry here on Friday, it'd be so good. Yeah, I, uh, that's a uh, no way. Unless yeah. somebody's flying in. Yeah, someone someone could fly in, pick up the Pinkberry at Terminal Two, and then bring it straight. That was to one us. of my best moments. I don't. Think <laughs> I, I wonder if that you, on the podcast. If you buy like tons of Pinkberry and then surround the Pinkberry so like they melt from the outside. Yo, dog, and, I got Pinkberry. And, and the Pinkberry, my Pinkberry. The center Pinkberry is it's shielded by the other Pinkberry that's gonna melt. Yeah, that, that's that probably not work. the way it works. All right. I'm very hungry. Here's, here's the thing. Did I, I, I got to tell the Pinkberry story after the, uh, after the return from You never Pax. told that story? I don't okay. think I told it on the show, did I? It was the final triumph in a very oh successful Oh, my God. It was Pax. such a good weekend, and I was like – And I had to talk you into it. You didn't want to do it. I thought it was going to end in a tragedy. So we're in Terminal 2 in the airport, which is the only place that there's a Pinkberry in the Bay Area or in the, nor- in the Bay Area part where we live. Right. And I had never had Pinkberry before. Gary says, oh, my God. You've got to try this. It's amazing. And I said, it's the best Froyo. Yeah. And this was after like my wife had hurt her back the week before. So she didn't get to go to PAX. She was really excited about going. And I was like, oh, man, it's going to really bum her out if I eat yogurt in the airport. And then uh, like be like, oh, my God, I finally had Pinkberry. You are right. It is so incredible. Yeah. He had great stuff that you missed. Yeah. And and um, and so you're like, no, just get some and take it home. I was like, it's 40 minutes away. There's no way I can make this happen. But I made the run. I made it happen. She got the Pinkberry. Everybody was. It was, it was still in good it was, condition. It was still it was actually just about perfect because it melted just a little bit on the outside. Yeah. But the inside was still firm. And the girl at Pinkberry even offered to like pack it in some ice for you, right? I, to, I thought that would just make a big mess in the car. It's like rushing home with a with a, with an organ <laughs> transplant or something. Yeah. yeah. You don't want to trip at the last moment and yeah. spill the Pinkberry. No! no. And then Chloe's like, oh my God, I love Pinkberry too. <laughs> yeah. Eats it up. Oh, and then you have a fun evening right. cleaning that mess up. Right. The, the, which becomes like a squirt. Ain't oh, no little, diarrhea like dog and yogurt coconut, diarrhea. Coconut Pinkberry. Oh, no. With the little crepe pieces on it. Oh, so good. My my peanut butter with the crepes and the brownie bites. Top of the mountain, man. At the other Froyo place we go to um, in the South Bay, they offer as a topping Cinnamon Toast Crunch, which is fantastic. Oh, oh I want Froyo. Now I want Froyo. Thanks for listening, guys. It is 85.5, which means it's time to sign off. We'll be back next Friday with Oktobercast. 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 Das ist Oktobercast. Until then, see you guys next time. Bye.